What's up, all you beautiful butterflies out there in podcast land? You're about to get down to some books. But before that, let me introduce ourselves and the show you're stumbled onto. I'm America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is a Weird Science DC Comics podcast, episode number 173. 173. Hello, one and all, to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week oh. of April 28th. 2018, we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Brown. Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. We're on Brown. Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics, at Podbean.com. <gasps> I gotta get a breath. <laughs> Weird Science DC on Terrible. Twitter, and like I said, we have an award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. We also have a Patreon account. If you like uh, this show and think that we put a big effort into giving you a weekly show that we haven't skipped in 172 weeks then you can go and support us but if you do support us over at patreon.com slash weird science you get even more shows including a new show that i just did me and eric just got done a back issues podcast i mean just got done the back issues podcast that is something where the badasses get to vote on a book from the past and we go and review it and this week it was or this month was action comics 544 which was the introduction of the battle suit lex luther and the robotic brainiac and that was was. pretty fun and i'll tell you if you listen to us on this (laughs) podcast and think that we're miserable and you want to hear me and eric laugh to a point where we're laughing so hard both of us started crying that would be where to go i mean there's probably a good minute that it's just me and you laughing and can't catch our breath. It was that much fun. Uh, oh, and we really so had a good fun. time doing it. But yeah, we also have a weekly Patreon spotlight where the badasses again pick two books and we feature them only on Patreon. So you wouldn't hear them tonight on the podcast. This week they were Batman and the Signal number three and Oof. Raven, Daughter of Darkness number four. We also have a reason. regular spotlight that comes out each week on the regular feed that you get this podcast. And this week we did Get a a plea from Batman Beyond Mark last week to include Batman Beyond number 19 as a name like Batman Beyond Mark. What do you think he asked us to do? Cyborg. But yeah, he Uh. ended up wanting that because he thought it was going to be a very important issue with Matt becoming the Robin Beyond. And while it did happen, it it may not have worked out as well for all of us, especially me. I just got angry and started screaming (laughs) at one point. And hopefully, hopefully Mark will get a better book coming out that even I will like. But yeah, if you want to listen to, uh, you know, so many different shows uh, on the Patreon. Go over and check it out. You can kind of check out what shows there are and things like that. We have probably now, I actually lost count, but I think we probably have over Way 200, maybe close to 250 shows already that are exclusive to the Patreon. So we hope that everybody who is a Patreon supporter is getting their money's worth and maybe you guys would be wanting to go over and check that out again. Check uh, it out. But. That leads us to our next deal, Eric, which is the Badass Roll Call. He's lighting up, and this is the people who do support us as the Badass Level. These are the people who vote for everything we do. We're going to start with Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk. We have Larry Sick, Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mama in the Verizon Hole, Aldrin Stoja, All New Dave, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark, G-Man, Manship, Manship, he's got a, he sends me emails all the time, but never an email for the show. We no. have B. Murray, Bobby, Reggie, Andrew, and Belfast. We got the cellar dweller. Where's, uh, where, where's the Phantom Reviewer? Danny the Street, Luis, Zach Davis, Ulysses Jones, T. 
Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Bill Bear, Ian, Missy T, Rob Lewis, Pete from NYC, Lone Wolf, Marv, Jazz, Ruben, and Ruben. the OG Chris Rydenham. Thank you all, and thank everybody else who does support us on the Patreon. And yeah, as I always say, I hope that you guys are getting your money's worth. And uh, keep on picking those books to piss off Eric. That's oh. what I say. That's, it always seems to be what they do. Is it's always to either piss off Eric or me. Uh, usually Eric, though. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that is the badass roll call, Eric, which leads us next to the books. No. All right. You there, Eric Shea? You ready? You ready to I'm get here. going? Are you here? Are you? Oh, that didn't sound too exciting. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Here we go again. Another week of reviews. And here they are. We have a bunch of books tonight. Uh, we're going to start off with some of the bigger ones, though. That The whole order of things kind of gets screwed up anymore. I, I can't say. At one point, you could kind of get a inkling of what we thought were the big things and all that we just kind of and then now we also have in the back of our minds we try to make these uh subject uh you know everything line up like this would be the detective kind of flash speedster side i don't know <laughs> they never make sense it kind of made sense saying. to us earlier it did a little the second section later will make sense uh the ladies section i the think ladies you night. call it the ladies night but this one you know we have uh the bigger books that that came out this week, but we'll see. Uh, but really, if you want to go and read our written reviews, including Eric Shea no longer spoiling things. We don't have to say spoilers Van Damme with his reviews anymore. Not anymore. Maybe spoilers Van Damme. But uh, you can go over to our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read those reviews, including the first book that we're going to do. We're going to get right into it, Eric. And the first book is Detective Comics, number 979, written by James Tynan IV, art by Felipe Baronis, a John Calise, and one Sal Cipriano. Hey. I spent a lot of time reading and reviewing this book, and while I understand oh, yeah. that Tynan needs to get things together still quick to end his run, I still think this issue had a lot of forced jumps in logic. I it think- doesn't make sense unless you can read the eye. I think everyone knows a little too much of what's going on, and yet I wonder why nobody suspects Ulysses. I did like the art for the most part, but I still felt a bit let down. And just to let you know, Eric, I did write 
E-Y-E, uh, every time in that, mainly to remind myself oh, of I how angry I was at yourself. the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I just because at the end, you do end up getting full Brother Eye control OMAC deal with the font. With, you know, and that's the real deal to me is when you have that font, you cannot have I as I. It has to be E-Y-E. And you have it on the page where Tim does say it like, I'm going to get going. We'll get to what he exactly says. And then the, it says next – I for not and uses the EYE and it drove me nuts. And I said in my <laughs> review that when we get to that, I don't know if that's a wink wink to say that Tim is kind of still in control or it just was a mess up. Because to me, if it wasn't a wink wink, it's a complete mess up. It, it seemed you, very for odd. whatever reason, this whole issue to me actually feels really rushed. So it wouldn't have surprised oh, me is. at all if that yeah. is just that, like, oh, I got to get this done. No time for I yeah. nonsense yeah. to spell yeah. it out the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> we don't have time for three letters. We don't words. have time for I games. Yeah, no, no way. I am going to do it this way. But yeah, it is very rushed. Uh, I think that most people that I talk to say right off the bat, like, boy, there's a lot of things that jump around to get from point A to point H uh, because Tynan's run. I'll give him a little bit with it that his run is coming to an end maybe a little sooner than he thought. I, I guess maybe. I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know either. So with that, y- you can't – you have to blame him anyway because he's the writer. You can't yeah. just leave him get a pass. Uh, but things are very forced to an ending that to me seems very uh, – you know, I, I kind of see the blueprint of how it's going to end, and I think it's going to end in a cliched way that I'll get to it, my little theory, Eric, when we get to it. But really, it starts off, and there's Ulysses of the mind, Eric. I didn't even do <laughs> – it's Ulysses of the mind, and he's, he's in – he is in Tim's mind. And right away, things feel off to me. They feel really off, mainly because as this progresses, he's also able to just see everything that's going on. It ends up almost being a, this is your life, maybe, you know, because right. he sees the future. I get that. They did have the brother eye future deal that they got from the future, Tim. Uh, but with that, you get the same cliche deal of, oh, look what's happening. Before when future Tim came, the big thing was really forced on Tim. Look, I came back to stop everything that's going on because I don't want you to become Batman because becoming Batman is pretty much a death sentence. It's, it's, it's awful. Worst. It is. It's the worst for everybody, including all your buddies, all your Robins that did it before you and died. And then even with at the point like and you killed uh, Damien that's kind of wiped away now to just be hey look what happens to all your friends including those who went off the colony and it's basically everybody dies I, I just wanted Tim to say you know what everybody does die eventually you know that the whole idea of Cass dying because she's looking for answers this seems something that again this is not out of the question, right? It's not out of the question that she would go to find whatever, quote-unquote answers, but I don't answers know why. Answers goes door. Yeah, and I don't know why this would be, you know, fully anything that Tim would be able to stop or care yeah. about, really. I, I really don't. And then the whole deal is, and then, you know, Jean-Paul, he he took the mantle of Azrael, and now they're going to be these, you know, uh, the genetic copies of Jean-Paul. That's really not a Tim thing either. I, I mean, the, what you're getting here is maybe Ulysses in a last-ditch effort trying to say, but it never leads me to say, okay, one goes into the other. Listen, Tim, if we become OMEC and we you know, absorb them, they may not die this way. 
It doesn't seem like it'd be something that Tim would think is a great life anyway. I mean, you, well, you, even the whole thing too, where Ulysses' whole idea before it seemed like, like, hey, Tim, I want you to work with me so we can prevent this future. I have the blueprints yeah. right here, so this will never happen. You'll never have to become that Batman. And then after he just says no, I like he doesn't even say no right no, away. He just no. takes his time to answer Ulysses' yes. it seems. and Ulysses like you know runs out of patience. Like All right, I'm doing this shit, and to do that. I'm going to need that Batman you became, even though I gave you the yeah. option not to do that yeah, before. Even so though, it's like, and, yeah, and that was what he was trying to push to not to, – it's just – it's almost like one of those Ulysses is a, a guy of the fine print. You better read the contract because he says – Pax Batman. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to save you from being – that future, but but by the way, I'm going to give you this other awful future, and we're going to do this, and you know, your friends are going to die eventually doing these things, colony things, uh, searching for answers, but we can absorb them into be Omax, and that would be great, right? And Tim's like, yeah. I, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit, and it, it continues the whole thing. There's a whole thing, too. We have the Belfry 2.0 is like, seems yeah. to be the whole plan of, you know, transforming yeah. everyone into Omax so we can stop whatever happens before it starts. Yep. But it just, it just, I don't know. This whole story arc from where we came from with it being the Tim of Tomorrow and the future brother yeah. eyes, like, you know, tech and stuff like that, leading into this, nothing really just feels right for no. some reason. Everything just kind of feels off from where it yeah. should be. It doesn't feel like and, the right progression. And even the whole idea, too, where it's like, all right, Tim, I have you incapacitated because you are surrounded in Omaku. Um, I'm in your mind. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to implant all of the Tim of Tomorrow's memories into your mind so you can feel that pain so you can become yeah. that Batman. But that Batman, in my mind, wouldn't want any of this anyway. No, no, he wouldn't. I mean, Tim of Tomorrow came back. It wasn't that he was an awful, awful person. He was to the past because he wanted to avoid yeah. all that nonsense in the future. But, and, and I guess was... they're going to avoid it with this Brother Eye stuff, but like – even this brother eye idea is yeah. not something that Tim of Tomorrow no. would have had. And like Ulysses, now that he has brother eye, oh, I can just turn everybody into Omax. Yes, and, and with that, this is my main problem. You said it right. You nailed it right there, Eric. You hit the nail on the head, as they say. Because then you go off to uh, Kane Manor, and you have Jacob, Ka uh, Kate, and Batman there. And it's basically like, huh, Omax, <laughs> that sounds a lot like Tim. That's Tim's mo. That no. When when would that be? And, and even Tim's Jacob MO? says, "Come on, Batman. You know this is Belfry 2.0." Yeah. And then later on, when Tim says that, I'm like, "Where did he get this? Yeah, where are from? they getting this? It's. I'm telling you that it's almost as if it's like Tim sent out a memo. Hey, by the way, you know did we the saw other him. Omax hear him say that and, and just went to Tim's hard drive or whatever. And this is the problem with that. You do have these Omax there, and they're fighting them. You have Batman say, "Listen, you can only defeat them one single way, one time." It's it's a lot like Doomsday they're, that they're you like can't. They're like the Borg in my mind yes, because they, they are. Like their shields and whatnot. Yeah, until they're not, because uh, you know, then Luke comes in and says basically, "Hey, by the way, that nonsense that you just wasted four panels or four pages in, don't worry, I can just zap them, and they kind of dissolve and fall down." And he explains it as being, you know, the nanobot shell. I, I disrupted, you can disrupt the, communication. the communication between the individual so parts. They lose control. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they aren't adjusting to that. But then he goes too far with like, "Hey." This is future tech, brother I. And I'm like, really? Like, this is – everything is just getting too quick. Even Jacob saying that Belfry 2.0, and then that is only there 
to push the idea that this is Tim's M.O. And yeah. it's too forced. And and really, from last issue and the issue before, we actually saw Tim kind of going to Bruce and saying, listen, I, I think I do need help. Uh, you know, but right now, just want to hang out with you. You know, we're going to yeah. do kind of got is- away from that last issue with the, you know, there's a rumor out that you're a detective. But now, this is this is- just like one of those things where Batman just thinks back being the world's greatest thing. Like, all that stuff we talked about, him wanting help, that was a ruse to make yeah, me let my I think guard down. A, I think that's what they're getting at. And while they're doing this, you see that Tim and Ulysses are watching from the mine. But the problem with that is the Omex that were there that you can convince me that they're seeing it through their eyes, they're disabled. That, yeah. How are they seeing this? So he sees it. No, Batman, it's not me. Where at any point with any of this is somebody going to say, you know what? What happened to Ulysses? You know, that son of a bitch, he kind of just went off. We never arrested him. We didn't take care of him. He went off with all the tech. At one point, especially because the colony soldiers, there's a backdoor program that they are going in with the brother eye and taking advantage of. At some point, somebody has to realize this is Ulysses. This is not Tim's MO. This is Ulysses' MO. And it's nonsense for them to just go up. It's Tim. And what I see in this is where my theory is coming. At one point, Jacob says, listen, we got to kill the host. We got to kill them. That's that's the only way to stop. There's no other way. And Kate says, no, no, dad. You know what? There has to be another way. And then he – Oh, yeah, that woman – and I'm telling you, it's word for word of what the Clayface deal was. So yeah. she's like, no, show me another way. So obviously to me, at some point, they're going to get this idea that they're going to get Tim out of it. Tim is going to partially get out of it, start going back into being Omac, exactly the way that Clayface was when Kate took the shot. Kate will not take the shot this time. They'll figure it out, and then Batman can say, you know, she'll say, I told you, when there's, uh, you know, one other option, I do go for it. All right, Kate, I see you're great. We're, we're, we're good. Shake hands. Let's go. And, and the book, you know, ends as being this team book. But it really is Kate now singing Batman's tune against herself yeah. being her father. And it, to me, forced again. It really was. I, I like it too. It's like revisionist history. You no, know, like no, I've always been about yeah. finding another way. Yeah, really? I don't know what you guys are talking about Clayface. Who's yeah. that? Well, yeah, I, I never heard of some Clayface guy. But yeah, while this is going on, Tim basically like I'm not doing this. And this is what we've been doing with him and Ulysses this whole time. He tries to hit Ulysses. Ulysses dissipates into rock or clay. He's then Ulysses daisies. of the mind. You can't hurt yeah, Ulysses he's of, the of the mind. And he even says, "I'm not really here. It's of the mind. These are blips and bleeps and whatever." And I'm like, okay, well, then that's fine. But it's just weird. But then Ulysses just says, okay, I'm going to give you these memories. He gives them to him by just grabbing his head and says, oh, I'm going to yeah, save already a life mind. here. Yeah, so he's going to do that. But why then do all the, the Omax that were taken out suddenly reactivate? They re-Omactivate, Eric. There's no way in my mind. They have it. been disrupted and we're taken out, but because now it's Super Tim Drake of the mind and Ulysses, they just reactivate because you need to have a trail to go yeah. off so they can keep saying it's Tim because they do. They And they just fly out the window, and I love that too. Oh, no, they flew out the window. Looks like the trajectories to Gotham. No, they're just flying up in the air. I mean, where is this? They're, they're flying. They could just go. I wish they would go right past Gotham and just crash in the ocean. I knew it. It was Tim all alone. He hates that ocean. He Atlanta's hates these 2.0. Yeah. 
so rad. Waves 2.0. And then Batman says the cliche deal. Listen, I know that we want to attack here. We want to do this, but you got to give me something. What is it, Batman? Time. I'm like, did he learn this from stealing the night before? Is this continuing that nonsense? This is just more stuff from JLA that he learned. Oh, my God. Only thing I'll need here, Batman, is time. Well, you got it. (laughs) You got it. Now let me go pick some berries and grow a beard. (laughs) I'm growing this beard out. I'm going to grow this really crazy ass beard. But he goes off to the cave, and that's where you said Cass is there. And we saw it before. Cass tried to fight Tim to kind of knock some sense in him, literally, and he took off. He's like, no, no, I am Tim. Batman, Brother Eye, Pax, Batman, uh, Batman, and he went off. So this is Kate. Just she's under some rubble. Batman comes. Hey, listen, uh, we got to go. We got to save Tim. Uh, I know you've been going, and it ends up. I know you've been going to see Stephanie. Let's go see her. And Stephanie. It's such a weird scene. First off, what is she doing? She, she's you just look looking behind. out the window. Hey, she's, she's, I'm but, telling you, she is like a supervillain here where she expected them to come, so she has her back yeah. turned to them, so when they walk in the room, she can just start monologuing oh, while telling, drinking a cola. If this was a Vertigo book or an independent book, she would definitely be smoking like a badass. Oh, she yeah. is drinking soda like a badass, but what I'm also saying is – She might as well just on, be Tara here. I yeah. can't imagine her as Tara because so she can smoke. Look at her bulletin board. What the fuck is she up to? You see Wonder Woman there. Then you go to the other part. There's Batman. There's Joker. Looks like Kate. You got all of these people there with all of the string connecting them. I'm like, I'm looking at this. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it. It's like there's Batwoman that's connected to possibly. I don't even know then to what. What are these connections? I don't even understand what she's doing. Now, it kind of goes back to what I would think that if you're going to guess and it's it's just it's in the back. Remember her big thing as spoiler in Batman Eternal was to uh, tell people what people's identities were. She was going right. and kind of – so I don't know if that's her plan. She may be doing that now. It looks like she's right back in, but she's like, huh, and, and talking like like you said, a villain. Like, hey, Tim would talk about those moments when you'd show up after a, out of the blue after a fight or something, and, and he'd hear it in your, your uh, voice that you really needed him. I always wanted that. And I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I need like, to hear what? it, Batman. Yeah, what, I need to you... hear how bad it is. It's almost like Stephanie, it's, it's... it's Tim. I need your help. Damn it. Okay, then. Let's, <laughs> Let's get to roll. Work. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? It's so, it seems either like what a super villain you, slash possibly like sexy time. I'm like, you know what? I need to hear it in your voice, Batman. I need to hear the words. It's Tim. I it's need like your she's help. She's an old grizzled detective oh, that is like I'm she's giving you. up the job and they force her back in because some bad oh, yeah. shit's gone. Yeah. And I'm like it is so over the top. Though, oh, it's so weird. Especially because we haven't seen her do anything. Like, now she's just got her feet up on her desk staring she, at the oh, night. I'm telling you. She's just there. Of all the Cape Crusaders who could walk into my office this night. Like, we need your help. Let's roll. <laughs> Damn so, it. It's so okay. ridiculous. Let's get to it work. It is so ridiculous. And also when she left Tim, I had, I really thought she was talking about leaving town. Like leaving Gotham. She just went to her apartment. I mean, really, she really made a stand there. I'm going to sit in my apartment. I got a lot of yarn, a lot of soda, and plenty of time. Let's see what trouble I can get into. Like you said, she's there with her legs up looking out the window. So <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, as this goes on, you see the OMAC. It's so funny. It's the one-man army bunch of guys' army. They're, they're all yeah. heading towards uh, the Belfry. 
Yeah, they're all that they are recorded. They're they're going to the Belfry, and this is where I said to you earlier this week, if you remember, that when they get there, they use their you know they om activate the uh, the Belfry and make it into basically the Belfry 2.0. Uh, the problem I have with this is since you had brother i show up first off you're really it's a it's a real dangerous thing you're playing slippery you know what slope. i mean it's a slippery slip you're also you're walking on thin ice here you're you're really playing a game that and you can mess up a lot terms. yes you, you can really mess up let's roll uh the problem i have though is when it was reintroduced with the tim of tomorrow and ulysses got a hold of the brother i technology uh with that Never was explained. And the way that Brother Eye was not explained at the point when he first showed up and we first saw it, I thought that that was a pretty much a storytelling device, mainly because the characters in this world would not know exactly what Brother Eye is. I thought that it was going to be one of those things that Brother Eye would disappear when Tim of Tomorrow hyper-timed right. out. And then we wouldn't get any explanation because of the fact that we really shouldn't know anything at this time. No. Now you're starting to do a lot of things with Brother Eye. I mean, it is going around. You've activated a million people. You now have the Belfry 2.0. And without the explanation of what Brother Eye is, does, what the you know ramifications of, of the future of this world because of the idea of Batman and Brother Eye, I, I think that it's a big misstep. And it kind of throws me off a bit because well, I'm you, this really changes everything no matter what you do. I mean, exactly. even if there, yeah. there is no outcome here because no. either way, this this future brother eye sticks around and does something, and now it has you know this future knowledge and can actually play like a skeets or something like yeah. that. Or you get rid of this future brother eye somehow. Bruce Wayne decides, well, fuck this OMAC project I've been working on. I am yeah. never turning that on, never developing the rest of it. That shut down. That alters the Batman that Beyond alters, future. Yeah, that alters the Batman Beyond, and that's the biggest thing. We do have a book that when we talked about it in the spotlight this week, when we talked about uh, Batman Beyond, you're playing with a book that is not a Elseworlds. It's not. It is a continuation. It's Thirty-five of years this. in the yeah. future of this so world. You're really playing with fire here, Eric. To throw another one in there. There you uh, go. And, and with that, though. I wish there was a little more explanation for people to know what this really does mean. And one of the things is where you get the Pax Batmana. It's pretty cool. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Uh, but when it happens, Sorry. he's not saying E-Y-E when he says I. And the fact that he says I that many times, it seems to me like it's it's kind of focusing on something but he does say at the end we're exactly where i need to be the belfry 2.0 is online because he's really going with the idea in this where he thinks that you know this is now hey i'm tim i'm in control this is what i want you know he, yeah, yeah. he has been obviously altered and whatnot with brother i and even ulysses and then ulysses is just sitting there and i'll tell you i like the art in general in this book ulysses there are fan. points when ulysses looks like a skeleton then he looks like I, I don't know. He, he looks like look, an old Asian businessman yes, at the end of there. His yeah, there, and he's just I'm telling you, his look changes everywhere. At one point, when Tim punches him, when he's uh, you know kind of falls apart and rock, he looks like a real boy, Eric. He looks like a puppet. It's crazy. Uh, no, I, I actually like the art in general. There's a lot of panels. I like the brother eye stuff, whatever. But still, uh, everything was forced. Now, like I said at the beginning. You kind of, I guess, have to get to this, but because of this grand scale of things, 
then you start rushing stuff, it, it really comes off as forced. And I think a lot of people aren't going to be there knowing exactly what happened. But I still gave it a 6.9. I actually like the idea of the, you know, Pax Batman. But at the end, though, I keep thinking, what are you going to do with this brother eye? And if it yeah. ends with just hypertime, that's nonsense because hypertime already Got took right, care hyper-time. of future Tim. And the whole idea was that Ulysses downloaded it. But I think it's going to be one of those where you're going to be led to believe that everything went wrong and then Batman's still going to mess around with Brother Eye technology later because he'll think that he oh, can Batman, fix it. Big dope. That's what I think. And Tim will probably be involved as well, like they say. But uh, what would you give it? I'd give this a 6 out of 10. I'm not okay. a huge fan of the art. I actually think the best piece of art is on the page where we see Stephanie Brown, even though for how yeah, ridiculous yeah, the model yeah, is. I think she looks the best in this book, but things just seem a little bit too rusty. I'm still interested in the story as long as it, like, you know, doesn't fizzle out in the next two issues because it was really interesting until this issue in my mind where things kind of took a weird left turn yeah. and now I don't know exactly what they're playing at anymore. I'm, but I'm, I'm looking at it. First off, her room is a wreck. Oh, it's she's terrible. got yeah, the letters, all uh, eviction notices, probably, but she's got a lot of soda cans. It's like, she, what is she, Mixie? She's there. I just like it. You know what? I need to hear it, Batman. I need to know how bad it is. Stephanie, it's Tim. I need your help. Damn it. Let's get yeah. to work. <laughs> no more staring out the window I, I, time I, I want, for me. Yeah, I want Batman to be like, listen, uh, we're in a lot of trouble here. We don't have a lot of time. Now, I asked Kate and Jacob. They they gave me the gift of time. You're wasting my time with your overdramatic pauses and nonsense. Now, now, Let's go. Now, now Batman, you got to understand, too, I've been out of the game for a while just drinking soda pop. I'm kind of out of shape now. <laughs> she gets up. She, wait a second. Yeah, Wait a minute. I can't really go. Why? The elevator's broke. I can't take those damn stairs. Oh, There's God. too many stairs. My arch enemy. The stairs. But, yeah, it says next. Eye against eye. There we go. So I don't I can't I'm telling you, I'm gonna hold out that the eye is is there because he is playing the game, but it's, right. uh, again, a dangerous game to be played because Brother Eye would probably know that the game's being played. Well, even played, the whole thing, like what they're they're giving us the Brother Eye caption boxes for the uh, boxes for yeah, the dialogue yeah. balloons and stuff like That's that. So you problem. have that whole you have that whole brother eye look to the dialogue. But is it just that Tim, being of sound mind and body, has Brother Eye Nanites just putting an OMAC look to him? him, And that's it's filtering his voice? I don't know what they're playing at. It doesn't make sense. So we'll have to see if that's the case. But we'll move on to the next book, uh, which is a pretty big book for the week, Eric. As we said, there would be some big books. And as I did that, my thing got all messed up. But now I have it again. No, my my, uh, copy of it, like, shifted all the way over to the left. I don't know why. it swiped left. Yes, it swiped left. Flash number 45, written by Joshua Williams and art by Christian Ducey, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. The Flash War is almost here, and so we get an issue that is part everything I've wanted since Rebirth and part filler. I think the good outweighs the bad, and I... I still wrote the EYE, Eric. I'm going to do it all night. The possibilities of the cliffhanger. Um, and yeah, you have an issue where uh, their actual solicit for this actually spells out that it's like Grodd Part 7, whatever that would be. So it's not quite that. Obviously, yeah. this isn't a uh, kind of like let's pick up the pieces. Uh, get everything set, but let's explain what everybody's up to right yeah, now. So yeah, we let's can move yes. on, and we're going to move on. But really, let's get this whole Wally thing out of the way, and also with that Barry as well. 
And because of the, the filler nature of it, I think that some of the things, especially the end, kind of comes off. It, it's not as big to me as it should have been, only because it's a cliffhanger. So you're yeah. left. But also, um, there, Cody, you, you were telling me what this issue was earlier in the week, and I was excited to read yeah. it. And until I, read I it still tonight, liked it like, a lot. When are we going to actually... get to Wally? Yeah, when are we going to get the fireworks factory? Yeah. And when we do get to him, obviously, it's the cliffhanger, so we don't. But it's not just the fact that it's a cliffhanger. When we get to it, it's the fact that I don't know what's going on. If he is overwhelmed mad upset you really don't know and and overwhelmed but what 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 the hell is this trigger from iris that was crazy like she seemed to be triggered by something else it seemed weird to when we get to it it's it's not matching up the way we've seen things with wally before when he makes people remember stuff and yeah it's almost like the opposite maybe they'll explain that iris is so close to wally that it kind of i don't know i really don't know there's things in this as well i'll go i like the art I like Christian Doucet's art a lot, except for Avery and Wallace as as I don't like Robin Flash. Um, I don't mind Robin, but boy, when we get to the point, and we'll get to it because it, it, it's really quick because yeah. this, this basically starts out while he's going around. He wants to get some flowers. He's going to go meet Iris, and uh, the flower shop's closed, and basically it's like one of those you know feel-good deals. Oh, don't worry. It won't be closed too long. You know, I'll be back in a flash, and they end up cleaning up the city within a second. So the city's all good to go now. He can buy his tulips on his organ, Eric, and he gets that, and he goes off, and then they're all having their yeah, also the whole thing too like uh you know the uh wally goes to the old man when she's picked up flowers from this old man a lot of times in the past and he goes hey you open for business i need to pick up some flowers it's gonna be a long time before we're up for, open for <laughs> business again young man but um do, do the flashes you know provide him with new flowers to sell? it's like they go off and pick flowers they grow them i mean it is a little over the top also if you're gonna do this why didn't they do that first? Why didn't he just, why didn't all the flashes, the speedsters go around, clean up, then go to the guy and say, hey, I'd like to buy those flowers. Man, all right. Luckily, the speedsters, they helped out. Well, Wally, it's, he's a bit of a slacker. Everybody else is going to help out. Look, I got other stuff I got to do yeah, right now, yeah. guys. Uh, I'll help out later Yeah, I'll on. help later. With that, though, I want this where this guy's like, oh, man. You know, thanks. Uh, we got these flowers, but really, you know what would be the best thing? Get these goddamn flashes out of Central City. They caused Wait. all this problem. There's a, what's next? What is next to destroy the city besides you, uh, you know, doing this? You can give me flowers. My wife is dead. Who knows what happened? <laughs> but, you know, you have this. He gets the flowers. Two lips, as I said. Uh, oh, yeah. And then you go off. And this whole issue is obviously, like we said, it's set up so Wally can, you know, uh, what's it called? Iris can remember Wally. Unfortunately, right. there's some ramifications to this. That was set up earlier with Wally going around. It's kind of jump back and forth with what happens with it. But it's also very, very stressed that in this Barry now has become the best guy ever. And and I like it. It's forced. It's forced after now. You have, you know, Kid Flash kind of calling him on it. You're kind of getting these divides. But still, even at the thing, it's like, my name's Barry Allen and my friends and I are the fastest people in the world. And you're like, okay, finally learn. Finally, run around with this tool belt on. All of them have these <laughs> tool belts on. And Wally, Wally's there go, going off and buying flowers. But you go to Iron Heights, and that's where Mina is. And this is where I told you, this is such the cliche thing that drives me nuts me so every, angry. every time. This is where somebody in any sort of media, whatever, has a secret 
though this isn't a secret, but it's the same deal. Uh, this happened yeah. in convergence with Telos. I'll tell you my name, it's, and then something would happen. It's like when you have somebody who has the one thing that can help the hero in a, you know, and they start talking and, and never get, and then get killed. Like, oh, God damn it. All you had to say was, you know, go to so and so. But, uh, she starts talking. Mina says, luckily I'm in prison because I have this dampener on, you know, the, the thing that's the power stopping, dampening the power dampening doing this for me. It's keeping the me- negative speed force from ripping me apart. I'm like, that is just such a cop out because you yeah. never explained the negative no, speed force. No, we never knew what it did. And, and that's the whole thing. Like while she was under Grodd's supposed control, because who knows what Grodd was making her do when she yeah, she doesn't know. even know. And we don't so know. She, that's the thing is she has no idea. So how are we supposed to know? Yeah. But she was fine the entire time. She yep. had the negative when speed was she force getting and the speed apart? force combi- combined. Yep. And we saw no negative ramifications like we did when Barry had no. it. And so when now Barry had it, collar and it's yeah. fine. And it's saving her. When Barry yeah. had it, it even just seemed like everything in this, this basically this negative speed force, how Joshua Williamson is playing it, is very similar at the beginning of the JLA book with Steve Orlando when he kept telling us the team was a powder keg. This oh, has no. only the negative speed force is only bad. Because people keep saying it's bad. We don't know what it does. It makes you miserable, makes you angry at one day. You know, Barry said Barry was blowing shit up for some reason when he ran. Even with that, Barry was already a sad sack. And yeah, Mina's running around fine. It seemed like she could control it. But yeah, she has it and says, uh, she's like, oh, you know, it's, it's helping me. So hey, it saved my life. I'm in prison. That sucks, but whatever. And Barry starts like, no, no, no. I'm going to talk to the courts. We can get this settled. And she's like, no, I'm telling you. Grodd may have pushed me in a direction, but that direction was mine. I was pissed at you. I think it's nonsense. It goes back to what she said at the beginning, that the Speed Force does need, and Batman even said at one point, it needs to be investigated. At the beginning of Rebirth, that was kind of a thing that we thought was kind of neat. We said that that would be interesting, that they would kind of look into it. We've never gotten it, so she's talking the same thing there. But at the one point, she says... But I know uh, – uh, Barry says, I know how the negative speed force can – Barry, would you stop and listen? Oh, you son of a bitch. Like if he just said, I know how the negative speed force can make you do this, make you do that. Does, we we never know. And and people may say, no, Jim and Eric, you're wrong. We found out no. all about it. No, we didn't. It was always just a thing like this negative speed force is going to kill me. Plus we had the other thing thrown on top that it's the speed force – with the negative speed force, which is something different as well. So we never really learned what it was. And you're just going to go and you're going to throw that line out there. Like it's almost like you are dangling a carrot and then punching me in the balls. Oh, right. I don't like that. We dealt with this negative speed force. We brought me in a back, gave her the negative speed force. So we had the negative flash character as the villain. And now that we're done with that, put a collar on her. We're done. Yeah, done. And it's saving me. And that's when, hey, you know what? We'll always be your friends and we're going to help you. And, you know, she even says, like, you're power hungry. <laughs> you're crazy with the speed force. Maybe you're right. But falling, you, but, but failing, you will always remind me of how important my role is. And he's like, it's a curse. And I'm like, really? We're getting really a, cliche. My powers here. are a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I'm like, really? So is those good looks, you son of a bitch. Look at him. <laughs> like, he looks like Steve Trevor times 10 there. But he turns and you know what around. else is a curse? Your goddamn sidekick heroes using yeah. their goddamn speed force powers with, in without, the prison. Yes, in a prison without their costumes. Yeah. They come in speed forcing, and it's Avery and. Kid Flash Wally, they come in and I just, I really, when they run in, they yell Mina. I thought they were going to say, I'm a bull 
boy, because they look like puppets. They look yeah, like they puppets. look like little monsters. Like there's something a little off, like oh not exactly human it's, about their faces. That is off-putting. It's Avery looking like you see her. She has not blinked in three years, oh, and she is just there with these dead eyes. And Wally, Wally looks like the Speed Force may have. I know the negative Speed Force. We haven't found out what's going on, but I see that the regular Speed Force makes Wally's face go crooked. It, it's like well, it, it's stretching his face back with the force yeah. of the speed. Oh, I guess they're just going in there though in their jeans and stuff. Like right away, there are cameras there yeah. and there are people there, and they're just and it, not only that, but you are going to see at this point in time probably the Central City's most wanted person, and Mina. I mean, besides Godspeed disappearing, Mina is in jail for a reason. She's just there with a dampener, and they're letting kids go in. And I don't think they are. I think they're going. But they, God damn it, they're going to be seen, and now we everybody knows who they are, and then now they'll get arrested. It's just ridiculous that you would have them come in like this. It really is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, while uh, Barry goes off to go talk to Kristen, who we haven't seen in a while. Well, we uh, haven't and, seen Barry go to work in a while. No, I was going to say, because it's funny where she's looking at Godspeed's cell. And it's like, says, is he just visiting Mina on like work hours, during man, work hours? Seems, What's going on? just going down again. Probably this thing might even be recorded, and he's talking speed force nonsense but goes down you do see that when he did break out godspeed they kind of have like the the footage the uh you know security footage went blank so he's well, there but the thing is too i'm it's actually a back and forth because Kristen's trying to investigate to try to figure out how godspeed got out of his cell because yeah. all the security cameras went blank during the whole grot attack oh yeah he got out during the grot attack but at least he helped the Flash. I'm like, well, how do you know he helped the Flash? Yeah. Because everybody yeah. was outside the city or frozen when that was happening. Yeah. So yeah. how does anybody There'd know about that? There'd be nobody who knows. And then especially it gets even worse where Kristen's like, I know you weren't even in Central City. I'm like, where did they think he was? The guy has worked three days in five years. What, how much How much vacation time does the guy have? Where was he? You know, and it really is odd. I'm telling you. Oh, why have that? Why didn't Joshua Williamson have them say, yeah, I wish that we knew what happened, but we were all frozen. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't in the city. Oh, my God. I got to get a job there at, at Central City Police. I mean, you work no, three days. No, I don't days. think you want to. Yeah, I'll just do bad. Barry actually must have an unwritten agreement with the boss because he's well, never working. Do. And he just shows up to pick up a couple things, pretty much disturb the crime scene, and then walk off. And then it does lead. It's a funny deal, though, which is odd where Chris and I, I had a crush on him uh, during the Academy. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Uh, but, yeah, they go off, and you do see Godspeed, and you do hear a voice talking to him. And it's weird. If we didn't have the whole Hunter Zolomon, all this stuff coming with Flash, where you would definitely think that this is either Mr. Oz or... Or Manhattan. It really the does thing seem is, like even that. with the Hunter Zalman, because of the still blue maybe? border yeah, around there, I don't think it's Hunter. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, not going to tell you who I think it is. It's odd. I don't think it's yeah. Hunter, though. It's odd that you're going to go this route and have them like this, but it's kind of a weird thing here that they basically spell out to me that he was committing suicide. He ended up getting the Speed Force and then says, you had hoped you'd perish in it as well. So he didn't go off to get away. Yeah. I think he went off to die because of just and the I'm awful sorry, but person I saved he you. It might, it might be one of those Mr. Oz poor uh, Manhattan pulled him but out. isn't it like a weird Tim thing to have it now? Or anybody else was pulled out? Yeah, yeah. It's just odd now. 
You know, I, I mean, agree. after all that stuff, now we did see Jarrell, Mr. Oz did go off, uh, you know, from the Action Comics deal, and, even, and it was never resolved. For some reason, I don't even, I don't picture Mr. Oz having a blue border for some reason to his dialogue. But just think of it, if it is Dr. Manhattan, and out of nowhere, he just grabs, he, he grabs August, you know, Godspeed. Why well, again, do that? Again, I'm saying, we don't know what Mr. Know. Oz's connection yeah, we is don't know. Uh, to Dr. Manhattan. We don't know why Mr. Oz was grabbing the people that he was and putting them in his yeah. weird out-of-time uh, I'll tell you. My, I have my, no idea yeah. anything that's been going on in Rebirth in the my, background. My theory so, is they're playing with us. They, you have Joshua Williamson wink-winking and trying to, you know, get us all excited, but I didn't see anybody excited. I, it seems like we're the only ones who thought, but it was weird. That blue border, and then even the blue outline when he is, you know, I'm listening, and, and there's a blue, like, electricity even mixing in with his, you know, Godspeed electricity speed force deal. So it's very odd. It's very, very odd. Uh, but we'll see Hold how that goes. I'm trying to remember what the hell these guys – the Renegades. You know what? It could be freaking the Renegades, the Captain okay. Cold version of the 25th Man. century comeback. Yeah, could be. Because they, they were supposed to go back at going after Iris West. So maybe they did something to get another speedster on the team who wants yeah, to be when they saw like a, a villain kind of like you know a Might reformed – because they, they have the whole thing is where the rogue in the 25th century, they used the, like the personas of the rogues as a kind of a yeah, mockery of them. As a mockery, so I don't know if they want somebody like, you know, that. oh, here's the former villain who's a good guy now to like try to save the time. Yeah, because I don't he know. did. He did end up. And that would make sense mainly because they are, you know, time cops, time detectives kind yeah. of. And they are spelling out the idea that they can help save, you know, his brother's deal and, and figure shit out. So we'll, we'll see. Then you just get Avery obviously has to get out of the book for some reason. I thought she'd be in it for the whole deal, but she's going to go off and she goes off the Just League of China. Uh, and basically you have a little flirting or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just off. Like, it's hey, weird. come with me, Wally. I got some stuff to do. All right, smell you later. Yeah, no, the weird thing is, it's like, hey, uh, you want to come and have some dumplings with me? I know this place is open 24-7. You know what? Maybe next time Barry needs me here, and, you know, my Aunt Iris, she'll freak out. I mean, I can't go, huh, maybe you're not as quick as I thought. I'm like, what are you talking about? What Whoa. do you mean quick as Aunt I mean, she wants the, the men fast and then furious. I don't She don't like taking things slow. Yeah, Really? And she just goes off, and that's where you see that Robin is there. He's looking up from, uh, you know, the shadows. Of course, bats flying around him. And like, hey, what's going on? This is Stop ridiculous. Stop those bats in the fucking Central yeah. City, Robin. And this is a tie-in to set up the Teen Titans special in June, which I actually yeah. thought it was in May. I was like, June? Jeez. But, uh, yeah, about the idea that Damien's like our, you know, our mentors, our father figures, they're really fucking up, and we got to do something. And it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. Everybody is. Uh, but, yeah, it just sets up that. But we go now we're gonna go and it's like a greatest hits going down here and from here on out this is what i'm saying we're about halfway through from here on out this is what i've wanted for a very long time you get a nice barry a barry who wants to talk to iris he's they're talking about the flesh but mainly it's he had this whole thing with this whole hell everything was set up with the speed force had been without the speed force i'm nothing well this from now on, with this and Iris, it really shows that he did learn something. And he and says, the thing is, I, I hope that's the case because at this point, from what we've had of the Flash run so far, Barry seems to be a guy who's flop. like, 
Yeah, he's like he's all about these grand gestures, like a one and, and done kind of thing. Then right he gets back, back into old yeah. habits. Yeah, and the Flash World will be that. I'll never do it again. You're baby. not taking it from me. He's like, yeah, you know what? The Flash ain't so important. Oh, good, because we're gonna take your Flash power. None of my no. watch starts killing people. But he does. T- him and Iris talk. Uh, she's like, tell me more about the Flash. She wraps it around to say that she wanted to know about the Flash and Barry to make sure that. The Barry part, almost like a Bruce Wayne, that the Barry yeah. part is the real part, not and the not, Flash. Like, you know, not the Barry part's not the secret. I, I mean, like yes. the, the persona. It's that not he puts the persona. On. They puts on like a Bruce Wayne or even an Oliver Queen type deal. Uh, and he's a good guy. And he's like, no. And and it seems like they're back on. So the I, Flash I've is a good guy that. because I'm a good guy, Iris. Come yeah. on now, I'm yeah. not a psychopath. Yeah, and even with that, it's uh, you know, he pushes out he hits the deal and the suit comes out and he lets it fall like look i don't know what kind of gesture that is see i wanted him to be like boom she starts stroking the flash oh, I, baby yeah. i'm right here come on Stop. i just down. thought he was like yeah by the way i need you to clean this it's really smelly i, I haven't it's cleaned been it in, in this ring for a long time yeah, and then for some reason joshua williamson really thought that it was important to let us know what barry listens to when he's running around i did not think he'd listen to anything you know basically i think that he should be paying more attention to what he's doing maybe this is part of the problem but he listens to books on tape neil degrasse tyson and science stuff and she's like you're I, such I, a I'm nerd saying, though, it doesn't really make sense I'm no, sorry. I, we, I don't we, like we, it. Had, we had this bit with quicksilver in the um one of the X-Men movies, Days of Future Past, I think it was, where we had him, like, Quicksilver yeah. put the earbuds in, and he listened. He's moving the, faster yeah. than the actual than things the actual going sound, on, so it yeah. doesn't actually work yeah, that way. It so shouldn't work. Unless he's speeding this up 100%. Like, he's if they a smart case, guy. It just seems like, why did we have to have a Neil deGrasse Tyson book on tape I know. lecture yeah. or whatever for him to listen to it? It's just it felt really odd. Like, All right, we got to throw up another page here. What does yeah. he listen to? No, I actually thought that this was one of those where these uh, writers want to have, like, this seems like, who I'm going to get him. This is like something Judas people Priest. have always wanted to know. What do you listen to? It's some like a direct link from Pornhub. Really, though, I think he thought this was going to be like, oh my god, like people tweeting, we finally find out what Barry listens to. I'm like, I thought he'd listen to like maybe a police scanner, maybe the Justice League chatter, whatever. He's just a fan of the police. Yeah, oh, that's true. He's listening to a police. He's listening to synchronicity. Uh, <laughs> but there you have it. And Wally comes in and says, "Hey, uh, you know, I want to tell you something." And she's like, "Oh, you're that dirty ginger that's saved me, foiled by my hair you color." You just once like again. my dirty din- ginger <laughs> brother Rudy. <laughs> I don't like that hair. But he says at this point. I can't do this. Not again. I'm sorry, Barry. And I think that this is another thing where you had some filler in this issue. You had some things. I think that they really should have spelled out and reminded some people because some people who are going to jump on for the Flash War even or just hear of this issue are going to go into it. And the reason why he says I can't is because he's afraid that Iris will not remember him. This is what we know from Rebirth going on. I think that that is lost in the translation here where he's just like, hey, uh, I wanted to give you these flowers. Oh, you're that other Flash. You know, you saved me from Grodd. Your hair, the ginger. I can't do this. Not again. And I don't think that it was spelled out enough, though we know it. And so even the I fear of like it because it is Iris, because he did go to his, you know, his, like, wife in another lifetime yeah, yeah. of his. 
Linda Park, and she and had she no idea who he was. So and that's even what he's saying. Him. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He said he can't take it. This is why he's taken so long to do this. I would have really liked to have just one panel, maybe a page of him discussing with Barry, like how much Iris means so much to me. I know that this would be recap again, but you're starting a big story, and this to me starts it. Even though the next issue is the prelude to Flash, right. but this is a big thing. So I would have liked this him, is like, the biggest thing we've had from Wally West. This is why I said at the beginning. This is what we've been wanting to see one of the biggest things we've been wanting to see with wally and he's there and like oh, i can't do it and you're like why like what's going on if you didn't know and then she touches him you don't have the same effect as we've seen before this is kind of changing as well where she's like just there and she's like you know you remember me because she says don't run wally and she does struggle it's almost like she's giving the power of love instead of Wally And and it's weird because when we saw him do this before in the beginning of the Titans book, he went over to like all of his like different Titan friends. And when he touched them, a spark emitted from him to them where it allowed them to remember him. And here it is. She just kind of remembers him. And then he starts sparking out where he starts having memories because for yes. some reason we started pushing this thing too where it's Wally when Magenta, could not remember himself. And, and yeah. it's also when Magenta showed up. This is the opposite version, but it seems like Iris is now – and like you said, when this happened and we get this cliffhanger, like a Superman reborn, I realized that I may have had a lot of misconceptions of what Ra- Wally oh, yeah. did remember or didn't. We did say at one point like, boy, he doesn't remember yet. Like It seems like he's pushing, but – it, it was never spelled out. Like, he remembered Linda. Linda was his lightning rod. He was going to go to her. He remembered that. But when she didn't remember him, y- you don't know what more he remembered. Because in this, it seems like he's like, oh, my God, we were married. Like, I th- I thought that that was pretty spelled out before. Well, Even though all of this isn't just, oh, my God, these are new we, memories. They're all together. But This uh, is such a convoluted idea, though, is. the thing that we've been playing with. Because – Ever since Rebirth started and Wally West, we found out that he was trapped in the Speed Force. He was able to get out because Barry remembered him. Now, the big question has always been, is this the Wally West from pre-Flashpoint? Yeah. Or is this the new 52 Wally West who was that erased was from the timeline because of Abracadabra? Yeah. And also because Omen erased the five years that the Teen Titans were together when they were kids. Yes. Now, is that is a, is a new 52 Wally West who was just erased from the timeline or is this a pre-Flashpoint? From what we got here, though, oh, you know what? There's also another concept too, because the idea is well, the only reason we call it the you know flashpoint, you yeah. know, the, after the new fifty two versions is because Doctor Manhattan took ten years yeah. of experience and, and time away from is, our heroes. Is so he if remembering you take that, that aspect? I'll say if you take that aspect away, there is no difference for the most part, no. besides for a few things here and there between pre flashpoint and the new fifty two. Yeah, that is the only exception that makes the new fifty two is Doctor Manhattan taking those ten years out. So yep. everybody, for the most part. With you know, if they got their time back, would still be the pre-flashpoint versions of themselves. Yeah, yeah, and it, it gets convoluted because it, it's very of that. convoluted because you have to try to explain what's going on. Because and really, they, yeah, they rebooted everything, but then they went against it when Rebirth happened to a degree. And really, but they have never yeah. fully explained what no. it meant. And really, in the meantime, me and you both would say a hundred percent that all of this Doomsday Clock, all this stuff with Manhattan or whatever, when we eventually, without delays, get to the end. Pretty August much we think that it's just going to be, hey, we remember everything, and that means all the old continuity is thrown in, and you're going to get must be DCU reborn, and we'll have yeah. you know wrong turn to say that. So with this, he does remember, but the weird thing is it's almost like I, I can imagine if I'm thinking of the voices talking. It's like, hey, uh, 
I remember you, Wally. Oh, my God, you remember me. Yeah, Wally. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Where's everyone? I'm oh telling my you. God. When she does that, they're like, everybody's crying. And like, oh, you look just like my dirty brother, Rudy. And I have so many questions, whatever. And that's, uh, you know, yeah, Barry. Oh, of course you do. You're Iris. But first... Where is everyone else? She gets really odd. Like it's in bold and whatever. And he's like, "What? Who? Oh my god!" And freaks out. And then is just overwhelmed, angry, upset. I don't know. And with this flash war of me not knowing anything about what it is <laughs> at this point, I'm thinking like, "Is he gonna blame Barry for this?" And also, you do see some things. You see where he becomes Flash, but we we already know that he remembers that. He's mentioned it a bunch of times in this book. But you have other things. Like, there's the Titans, the team, but is this part that he didn't really, you know, and then you have the wedding. You have all these things thrown in at the end. Uh, and, yeah, he's overwhelmed with this, and he says, I remember everything almost like a thing with Magenta because yeah. uh, that was really spelled out by Josh Williamson. If you want to say that that was well done or whatever, it spelled out with her at least that you're not just going to remember the good, and that's what yeah. we had before. It seemed like every time somebody remembered something, it was always like, oh, I remember that time we played hopscotch. Some people's lives were changed for the better with for those the better, years some were the worse, though. Some were for the worse, some were better. Yeah. And yeah, when they ended up, when you get around, must be Medentia reborn. Medentia uh, was mad that she did not want to remember. So yeah, her life was better. So I, I think that's this part. But yeah, I like this. I do. I know that there's some weird parts or whatever, but it does end up at the end. I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, it's kind of stuff that we wanted and needed to go with. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been wanting for a while. So I gave it an 8 out of 10. I did like the art except for you, you at the beginning uh, with Avery and Kid Flash. Yeah, I'm Wally saying Kid were, Flash uh, and Avery were really off they because were really their faces odd. just really looked extorted and kind of yeah. scary because really they didn't odd. look exactly human. Yeah. Overall, it's just kind of a victory lap like we're used to. It all right, we're done it with the is. grass stuff. Let's just like – let's tell you everybody how great our heroes are as we move into yep. – all right, Avery's gone. Wally, he's going to do stuff. You know, Mita, she's put away. Let's just put – let's put all it our is. toys back it, in the toy every, box yeah, it is. and tell everybody how great our toys are before that happens. Now, but one of the things – before you go on, one of the things I have to show or say is where we have said on some of these books, like you have Green Arrow, I'm going to still be an SJW, and I don't care if people don't like that word. I'm going to wear it on my sleeve, and I'm going to do this. At least in this book with this victory lap of Barry, he has changed. I mean, he has been the worst Barry Allen for for a year now. So at least the victory lap is like, okay, he learned a lesson. It's not just a, I'm Flash, and I'm Flash because I'm great. At least it is a little better of a, okay, please. And like you said, the problem is you think, oh, we've, we've kind of seen this we've flip seen that before, yeah. So hopefully it sticks this time, but go on. I didn't want to interrupt I, 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 I do. I do hope it, it sticks around. It's just like, you know, we just got done the Grodd arc, which didn't really do much because it just said it's doing stuff without ever really explaining how yeah. any of it is actually happening. Grodd was a big letdown in the end, and now we're going to just put all our toys back in our toy box, tell everybody how great they are, Without really showing, it's just a lot of talking about it, and I do love the cliffhanger though. Get it? Seeing Wally remember everything because uh, in, in the beginning of Rebirth, I really thought he did remember everything until he yeah. slowly just seemed to like have amnesia about certain parts. But now he, we are back to uh, the uh, the enthusiasm I had on the character at the beginning of Rebirth when I did think he remembered everything. Yeah. So I am really on board for that aspect. But the rest of the issue, even though I like the art. It's just kind of like, you know, middle of the road. It's yeah. kind of nice that he's going on. So I, because of those things, I would give it a 6.5 out of 10. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 6.8. 
Yeah, I actually, just because of the Wally thing at the end, and you, you kind of got that weird Godspeed thing there. There were some bigger things, though. If you ask me, this really felt like an annual, uh, like a short annual, uh, to kind of get things going. But you did get that ending, but it's a cliffhanger, so we have to wait to see. And the You're next right, issue, seven out of ten. Yes, I'm doing my job. My job yeah. here is over. No, I'm just really thinking about it because I'm saying there was not a lot going on, but the character interactions you had were at least nice, and I didn't. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the art. Besides for. Uh, Wally and, yeah, uh, oh my God. and for uh, mean, I can't, Avery, I could not stand their You mean Pinocchio and, and, and his sister? Me. I'm but sitting no, here right now, Eric. Just imagine, I'm drinking my soda right now. Looks like my job's done. I'm stuffing you. Know. Hey, let's roll. But yeah, I, I, I liked it enough, though. I also think that I did this issue last, and I was very beaten down by a lot of my books this week, so uh, I may have given it a little bit of benefit, but uh, at least it wasn't horrible, uh, which I'd say for the next book as well. Actually, yeah. your your book, your first book of the night. I hope you don't mess up, Eric. I got my finger on the trigger. What is it? Titans Annual Number 2, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Tom Grummet, Tom Darinick, Cam Smith, Mick Gray, Trevor Scott, Adriana Lucas, and Travis Lanham. Finishing up our business with Brain and Malo, we see Dick and Wally show up to lend Roy and Donna a hand in this issue. And while a lot of the extra pages in this annual are used to catch people up, there was enough love in this issue to keep me satisfied, even if the ending was a bit predictable, and Arsenal decided to pull some douchebag attitude out of nowhere. Ding sound. Oh, very good, Eric. Ding hey. sound. Ding sound. Yeah, uh... This uh, was okay. I, I yeah. mean, I, I didn't get upset about it. Very padded, though. You you could tell. It's very padded, and, especially in the beginning. Yeah, and it obviously it's an annual, so you're going to have to have those extra pages. This didn't have to be an annual. It, it just continues the story. And, yeah, you have a lot of recap uh, at the beginning. And the only thing, I don't know if it's a benefit or a detriment to it, it pretty much ended exactly the way we thought. We yeah. knew that Mala was going to be like, oh, my God. And as it was going on, like, we, we didn't know exactly how it would come. We just thought it was like, oh, my God, uh, you know, brain doesn't love me anymore. Brain is moved past it. me. I want my brain back, but please. As, it, yeah, as it's going on, you see Mala there, and you see the Titans like, you know what? We're always friends no matter what. We're together. I'm like, oh, my God, they're pushing it so much that he's going to see this. She's oh, going to yeah. say it and be like, I wish I had that. And, and, and exactly is what happens because, I mean, we can skip a very – Big part of this issue of just saying that the brain is getting smarter and Mala is getting more and more worried. And that yeah. goes on and on to the point where, you know, brain, we already saw before brain was like, I'm going to transcend everything and I'm going to be without my body and I'm going to go. And you have the same thing with Mala. Well, what about me? Huh, you. And then kind of draws it back. But as the intelligence goes higher, yeah, a little colder and colder, and that's how I have worked out things in my life. You meet somebody smart, Eric, stay away. That's why we get along. We're both dummies. Smart you know? people don't talk to me. We're not going to transcend shit. <laughs> so, I'm, <just, laughs> I'm going to transcend this table to that we, buffet over I'm there. I'm telling you, I'm going to transcend my ass over to the freaking buffet. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I'd like to transcend away from a nine-hour podcast, but I'm too dumb to be able to figure that one out. But, yeah, you have this whole thing where you have also that Roy was right. And, you know, Donna Troy's there to kind of say, you know what, everybody should have trusted you. I'm sorry. They were going to say they love each other. That but kind you of guy. right, Roy. You know. Doesn't that count for something? <laughs> and, and Yes. And with this, too, it's one of those, again, where I got something to tell you. Now, again, it's it's kind of a comedy thing. And they I were think it's, say, I, I actually like the way they do it in this issue for whatever reason, oh, because yeah, they, they are fighting back to back. And with all that, like the the uh, sub like the substance yeah. uh, constructs they got going on. 
and they think they're going to die. So this whole back and forth, the whole idea, like, I got to tell them my feelings before we end up, you know, fighting for our lives yeah. and dying here. It, I think it was done in a very nice way. Well, it, it's almost the way of the walk this way. And then I start Ooh. walking and you walk like me because it's like, I just want to tell you one thing. Ah, that's what you wanted to tell me. Ah. It, 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 it's funny. It's just comedy. But then uh, Wally and uh, Dick Race and Nightwing show up and basically and it's about say time. We're, yeah, so and, absent the entire last yeah. issue. That's and with this, I too. Roy kicked their asses. Yeah, he kicked their asses ago. big time. Uh, and with this, you get one of the better like team Teen Titans books. But this it's kind of reminiscent of earlier when they were going for, you know, uh, Bumblebee's memories and things like that. Yeah. But I like this because you find that and it's one of those weird deal. It's a it's a victory lap because this is, you know, the end, whatever. But it's also, you know, it's what we wanted. They're getting along. They're having fun. You have some, you know, back and forth. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, Roy, it, you know, are you going to tell me I'm right? Yeah, I apologize. Right, you know, right away, though, it's great. I'll tell you, Roy, when uh, when Wally and uh, Dick show up. They're apologizing to Roy yeah. for everything. Like they should have trusted him. We've been friends for so long. Yep. We're really sorry for what we did, Roy. And it's really good. And then Roy has to take it too far and start calling them assholes. Like, yeah. oh, you're not, you're gonna trust me still and all this. I'm like, yeah. Roy, why it's, do you have to go that extra but step? But at least because even I really with like that, you. Why yes. are you gonna do this? At least with that, you do have Donna Troy there to keep telling him, like, listen, Roy, this is why we all hate your guts. And finally, you get. But then you get Mala uh, fighting. And Mala basically figures out that Brain does not care about her because she's trying to call. Brain, yeah. are you there? Are you there, Brain? And Brain is not going. So then kind of sits there and cries just sitting there and then hears how the Titans are so, you know, such a great team and things like that. And like, why do you do this? Why do you keep, you know, you're walking into certain death. Why do you stay there with each other? Well, we're friends. And yeah. then you have the, I used to have a friend like that. I used to know a guy who played God once. And you go, now we're going to get a background of what we already know and the whole deal with Bliss. And they explain it, uh, you know, the drug. It's a hive mind type of cloud deal that is making the brain very smart and it's going to transcend. Into, like, actually, it's like past godhood for the, oh, yeah. like, the degree because now even when he starts out at 95% or 96%, he is already already able to affect. He can see the building affect, blocks of things and can affect. Exactly, you know, he can reality. affect all the weather. He is making cyborg fall through like the microverse and shit like that. Yep. He is just Crazy. creating. A, a, at the one point when we're going through the warehouse to try to get to the brain, he is altering reality to yeah. his will. So it's like he is getting beyond. And I actually think that they missed a chance here. If you wanted to tie it into the grander. DCU and what's going on. He could have seen when, something wrong. He, with, with no, the he, deal. He, he could have seen exactly. Yes. He could have seen something wrong. He could have seen Dr. Manhattan. Something could have made sure that the brain didn't become well, as powerful and, and really, as this, like, you know, a Dr. Manhattan or something. It would be one of those things where we've had it before. And I, I can't remember what book it was, but we had like a, huh. That isn't right. And you'd, you'd be there sitting there. And then at the end, the wraparound would be when they, they stop him. Molly would be like, by the way, you said something wasn't right. You know, what was it? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you could at least have that little deal. But even I, I think it was played out really well at the beginning because at the one point, Brain does start talking freaking complete nonsense of the, uh, I see the building blocks of the universe. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. That would be where you would change kind of reality. I mean, there yeah. he is getting that smart, and now he's going to be that much more percentage smart. But I like even them where Mala's like, "Oh, when you when you make me as smart as you, when you make it, me uh, transcend as well, yeah. I'll be able to see it too." And it's like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. When we, we yeah, talk, yeah. I'm when pretty we busy right you. now. I'm pretty busy. And I, I got to go out for that, that universal pack of smokes. I'll oh, be yeah. right back, oh, baby. They were about to go for that universal pack of smokes at that point. He was already making a, a, a map towards the pack of smokes, which just basically was an arrow pointing away from Mala. Uh, but yeah. I did like that. I like the setup of that because then when it does start happening, it, it, you, you don't even blink an eye. You, you're there, okay. That, that's what he was doing. This is what he was leading to. Uh, but again, it kind of ends very quickly, uh, where Roy does save them again with, you know, the arrow and it kind of fritzes him out. Just, and, he shocks the, he yeah. hits the brain with a shock arrow. Yep. Okay. He's done that's now. That's all he, he needed to get. Yeah. That's all you need to do when somebody transcends into godhood. I'm telling you, this arrow, as it was going on, brain should have made it turn into a, a goldfish yeah. or something the way it was going. But, you're going to have to end it some way. They end it, and they have to get a hold of the Justice League because, really, they have to admit, hey, we were doing things hey, we weren't we, supposed to. We uh, kind of tightened together over here. Yeah, and uh, you know you know when you told us we weren't allowed to do things, well, we just saved your asses, and Booyah. it's Donna who says it. Uh, and, yeah, you have the whole deal where they're there, and they're going to go off. And Mala's just sitting there with Brain, who's got a dent. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a threat. Okay, the Titans were here. Uh, and then it just says the Titans Adventures continue in No Justice number one. And we know that, you know, some of these guys are going off to teams. Some aren't. But we'll yeah. see how that works out. Wally and Roy, really, where are you going? Please yeah, really. I'm me. wondering where I they're headed. Uh, yeah, really, because I like them a lot. Uh, Two of my favorite yeah, characters. Like, I like All right, this, we're not going to have them on the team no more. Yeah, I like this issue. The, the problem, the only problem really to me, is, well, two, we, we saw the end coming from a yeah. mile away they, uh, they choreographed that yeah ending, they did they're like the first oh, actually yeah. like the second issue i think oh brain you're becoming so smart i hope you don't forget about me and then yeah. it is said like four times every issue you, of the song it seemed like yeah, some rockets uh freaking dances were less choreographed than, the, than this story but also my other thing about it is it's in an annual, so it's an oversized deal. It didn't really need to be. There, no, there's not. a lot of padding. So the padding was very obvious. But in the end, I, I did like it. And I, I sat there, and some of the books you know, I'm, we're going to be talking about tonight uh, were a chore to get through. This wasn't a chore to get through and was oversized. Sure. Usually, my stupid brain, I, I can't read these extra pages. It kills me. <laughs> but I did not mind, and I liked it. I liked the art a lot. I, 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 I love the way it. all the characters represented, yeah. except for a few pages where Roy had to go over-the-top douchebag for yeah, no yeah, fucking reason. Yeah. Just because he's Roy, and that bothered me. But yeah. besides for that, too, I love the art in this issue. I like seeing, even though it's not all the Titan characters together. Yes. We got four of the big ones that I do love. They are friends. And, uh, and end this whole thing with the friendship I did deal, actually, which I do enjoy. I did actually want to mention one thing before we finish. I love the fact that they're just like, yep, it's just us, the Titans. I'm like, you got some people missing there. Well, what are you doing? I'm like, it's all about friendship and never giving up on people. You only have four people here. You got a couple people missing, and you're not well, saying anything about it. Everybody went off and coupled it. up and stuff like oh, yeah. that. You know how I'm just saying that once they get they, married they or do have a not, girlfriend. They don't even mention them. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. But, I didn't yeah. see them showing up helping out. That's true. That is true. But uh, what'd you give it? I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this issue, and this was at least a nice issue to end on before we take our break after yeah. No Justice and come back with a new team. And I am curious to see what this could be, but I just never really felt that we got any real use out of this team here. They always kind of just seem to be turning yeah. their wheels. This last arc really did ca uh, capture my imagination, though. I like yeah, the I idea that it was a majority of a Roy story where we had the rest of the Titans, you know, come to help him because he was right on the ball the whole time. Yeah, yeah there was a few missteps along the way, but overall, I enjoyed this issue and I enjoyed the arc. Yeah, I, I almost can go as as high as an 8, 
but because it was a bit padded, I'm going to yeah. go with you at a 7.5, but it's a very positive 7.5. And also, it's just a weird thing that I don't know if I want to give credit to Dan Abnett or not, uh, but when you end this, you have a Donna Troy and, and a Roy who basically were just going to tell each other that they loved each other, though Roy seemed to be a little more into it than Donna. At one point, Roy's oh, he's like, been the entire yeah, time. And, and I'm telling you, I thought that that was going to change, and Donna's like, I really want to tell him that I, I appreciate him. I mean, it wasn't exactly like I love him to death. It, she says, like, I'm kind of falling for him, but going forward, Dan Abnett is still writing the Titans after that break, yeah. uh, which I think is a misstep. I, w- I would have rather have had a, if you're going to get a team change and whatnot, get a creative team change as well, but that's not my decision. But Well, the one have- thing I am, I am, like, you know, for him writing again, at least he does change the team up, so maybe this is a team that he would rather maybe, be writing than the first one he was forced with a Titan it just seems, and yeah, It just seems like he loves to take his time, and, and it, I does. think those days are over. I really need some things, but what I was going to say is about Donna Troy, where she's like, oh, Roy, Oh, Roy. Oh, Roy. Well, Roy ain't on the team coming back, and she is. She's with Nightwing, and not any point in this did I think like, oh, well, she would go off on him. Now, obviously, in between this is No Justice, so we'll see what happens there. But it's almost like No Justice has to sever something between Roy and Donna or they go missing, whatever happens, because she is on the team with Dick Grayson. There was never any – and like I said – I kind of give him credit because that's for later. So yeah. let's finish this up. But you know, you don't really even get a hint. But that's uh, fine. And also, like, what goes from you can't leave the Watchtower to okay, you can be on the Titans with Dick Grayson. We don't care anymore. You you proved yourself by no, saving you Titans. Us. You saved the world. Yeah, it seems like that would be that. But we're gonna stop and go off to some mail right about now. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. It's Mail with Jim, and if you want to get in on the mail, uh, on the podcast. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and you'll be the star of the show. Not a lot of mail tonight. We only have a couple mails, uh, so it's going to be fast and furious, as they say. All right. That'd be a, I, I might make a movie and call it that. That'd be a pretty cool name for a movie. I, I know that nothing like that has ever been used. I think I'm going to no. do that. First mail is from Paul. And Paul says, hey, guys, it's been a long time since I've written in. This is Pauly P. uh, Since I've written in, just wanting to touch base and let you know what is happening. It's been a rough year for me. Jim and a few of the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, have probably heard it. But here it goes again for anyone else. So in the past year, I've split up with my wife. I'm telling you, (laughs) as a piece of shit, as he's like, so I'm going to tell everybody what's going on. I went for the dings. I'm not yeah. dinging this. I'm okay. not gonna. I am not gonna ding these things, Eric. Ding I mentally dinged. Dung it. <laughs> no, you dung, you ding dung dung it. So in the past year, listen to what's laughing. 
Sorry, Paul. <laughs> we are pieces of crap. So in the past year, I've split with my wife for six years and been dealing with a painful custody dispute. Oh, that Jesus. is definitely not a ding. A few months after I moved out, I started having horrible headaches and a zappy feeling in my cheek, which progressed to a debilitating pain in the left side of my face. Kind of what Eric Shea is dealing with at the moment. He it's did have right some side. problems. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. It doesn't matter the side, I think. This is just the a problem. He's had. side is matters most. No, no. He's, this it doesn't lead to anything like that, but as well as dangerously high blood pressure and as an aside uh when i was having my issues with my blood pressure i'm saying that as if i still don't <laughs> yeah out of sight out of mind exactly uh he uh he had the same thing so we were talking about this uh it was scary and i had to spend several nights in the hospital to get it all sorted out i was admitted once with malignant hypertension with a blood pressure of 190 over 135 and now with my blood pressure let's see bragging there with that low blood pressure and had to be on <laughs> a Viagra drip overnight. Sexy. Not nearly as fun as it sounds, I can assure wow. you. For the few weeks, I could barely leave the house. My face hurt so bad, Eric. And I, <laughs> does your face hurt, Eric? I had it's seizures for the first time. And not surprisingly, sunk into a deep depression. I had scary panic attacks. How dare you, Eric? Uh, you know, sit there. He had he he had panic attacks and deep depression. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Eric. I lost my job shortly after. Oh, <laughs> it gets, that in a very shitty way. They had agreed in principle to a new contract. When I showed up to finish negotiations and sign it, they said they wouldn't be renewing it at all. And he was talking to me at that point for this too. And I was like, "What a bunch of pieces of shit!" Yeah. I had to couch surf for a while until I could find a decent place. Not only for me to live, but also to have my kids. Uh, just last month, I finally got back on my feet, got a job that pays well enough, found a nice. decent place to live, and finally uh, are on all the right medications. Now, Eric, I know that I didn't want it before, but that deserves a ding. Uh, and he says, my podcast is at least on an indefinite hiatus, and that's the City Geek Country Geek podcast, yep. and I may still need brain surgery. Oh, my God. I'm just going to give him a ding there. Okay. Brain t- I'm giving him a ding as in uh, you're not going to need that. That is my prediction. Everything's going to be fine. Down the I'm not going to jinx nothing like that. Every day it isn't a battle to just survive. I was able to at least listen to some Weird Science Weekly shows so I can have an idea of what was happening when I was able to get back into the books. Now, in a, an aside, maybe that was your problem at the, the beginning. <laughs> listen to our nonsense. It's only been the last few weeks I've been able to buy my comics again. When that all happened, reading comics just had to get pushed to the back burner. It, it oh, yeah. always does. I mean, it, it's stuff that we love. It may be your passion and whatever, but when your life's kind of on the line, you kind of get some different priorities and, you know, some things going down. I rediscovered my love for music and playing the trombone again, getting my chops back up, hopefully joining a band soon. And nice. it reminded me one time somebody uh, told me, like, what do you call when you throw four trombones off a cliff, Eric? A good, a good start. start. Yeah. boom. I, I actually, because he had the trombone in this, I looked up trombone jokes. I just went on. I'm like, trombone jokes, thinking there wouldn't be any. Boy, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's one like, what do you call a guy who knows how to play the trombone who doesn't? A gentleman. I'm back on Marvel. And really, you, you talk to us. I could not even tell you. I know what a trombone looks like. I know the whole process. Um, but kind of horn. I don't know how it really sounds. And I'm back on Marvel Unlimited. Though, I, also, before we get on, uh, I know that 
there's a lot of in jokes my mind about the it's the sound you play when fat people walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of have that. That's more of a tuba, there, Eric. A trombone. Maybe. You have, yeah, you know, you're right. Rim, rim, you know, move your arm back and forth. You got. Oh, the it's deal. got the slide. All right. Yeah, and with that though, I don't think a trombone would be as. Um, annoying to uh, the sax is annoying to me the saxophone's annoying the trombone because it's so cool no i don't think that paulie is ever going to have a guy come over and like hey shoot me out a tune on that trombone obviously you want to get part of a band it's part of the process of the band the sax everybody wants to get to fucking start playing that goddamn sax and looking at you while they're playing it if you're playing the sax you better be able to oil up your body take your shirt off and tell people well you could do that but yeah even with that though it's a weird thing I don't know if you're aware. Did anybody you ever go and somebody play the sax specifically for you? It, no, it ends I don't up have being friends. It's the reverse snake charmer because as that sax is going, your zipper starts going down. You can't even help it. You can't. I don't, know I, don't think, do it. I don't think that's the reverse snake charmer. I think that is the snake charmer. Yeah, oh, well, really, it is. Uh, with that though, the saxophone to me is the instrument that I will, uh, you know, go along the lines of me not liking the harmonica or whistling. I just don't like it. I really don't and it annoys me people think they're cool just because they're playing the sax stop it stop with your silly sax start playing the trombone getting How my often does this come up in your life a lot you would be amazed also a lot of times when i am out and about eric and i see a sax being played it's by a guy who looks like he hasn't showered in 10 years and he has a hat there collecting money i don't really see a lot of sax except guys in the subway and you know how much i take the the fucking subway you've never taken the quaker town subway have you no you you, you never took that on and that's a shame i'm back on marvel unlimited catching up on old random issues and getting caught up on what i was reading before in dc i was reading Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Action, Green Arrow, Mr. Miracle. What I discover when I check back in all of these books is nothing much has really happened in any of them except that. I missed the Oz effect completely, which seems like I didn't miss much, and jump back in on Action 1000, Eric. Uh, I didn't hate Batman before. I didn't love it. And me and Polly actually got in some arguments way back about the book. Oh, I know. I think, I think they may have even thrown some shade my way on their podcast the one time I played for you uh, when and jokes and riddles because I lost my mind and they were laughing at me that I was insane. Uh, but yeah, and that's why I like Polly. Polly has his opinions and he's not going to back away from them. So me and him have had some kind of arguments with it which is leading to this next part current he he says right now he doesn't care either way about batman he didn't hate it doesn't love it that's my current opinion as well tom king is certainly giving us a different take on batman but a lot of times it just doesn't land aquaman wasn't seemingly exactly the same place we just you know you'll hear about us talking about mara coming up and that's the same deal because it ties in aquaman it's just it's very weird pace that aquaman book that book is really treading water i love the first issue after the crown of thorns when aquaman was presumed dead but was being batman of the ninth tribe and we like that as well why the hell did we move past that one issue just to deal with corn wrath for another six months nonsense I agree. and you could add a really cool that was a way to keep him in atlantis and have a cool book wonder woman is just treading water at this point as well it could be so much better and it really irritates me how poorly it's written i agree same thing with green arrow nothing has changed still ollie in the goddamn ninth circle and on the run more nonsense now obviously uh ben percy is, has left that book now to go over to nightwing and it's funny later on in the second mail section you'll hear brandon 
talk about that, Eric. He has some opinions on old Ben Percy and Nightwing. But the contentious one, especially with the Get Fresh crew, and this is where oh, I oh. said me and Paul kind of have – we don't see eye to eye, but again, I'm a short guy, Eric. I don't see it's eye true. to eye with a lot of guys, but he loves Mr. Miracle. I was enjoying it, still am. I enjoy the ambiguity and uncertainty of not exactly knowing what's happening. I have my theories, which I'll save for next week's show, but the art I love, and there's one thing Tom King does well in my mind. It's writing the minutia of superhero life like the vision, and I'm enjoying the juxtaposition of life and death and how even during the horrors of war, a baby is always a big deal. Uh, different opinion than most of the Get Fresh crew, I know, but hey, I'll be I'll be me and buy the books I like. And really, when you go yeah. and, and talk to some people in the Slack, the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, uh, a lot of people like it. A lot of people really like it. Uh, Bobby says that it's one of the best you know superhero books that she's been reading for a long time. Really yeah. loves it. That's fine. I think you're wrong, but that's just me <laughs> thinking you're wrong. It doesn't, what does that matter? Anyway, thanks again. I'm, not, I'm telling you, as I'm reading this and, and Paul's saying Saying this, I, I want to argue. Now I'm not going Check to. I'm, I am not going to start my tirades against it and things like that because that is it's not the time or place. No, and you know, I'll, I'll wait till next uh, next show that he said he's going to have his theories and go. But he says different opinion than most. Anyway, thanks guys for being around and give me something to look forward to when I didn't have much. It's appreciated. Thanks guys, and it's Polly P. And we go back Thank to you, Polly P. I do think that the whole deal is we are just so awful that if if you have the worst things happen, you you at least can listen to us and at least know that we're on even ground, if not worse. <laughs> so hey, if we're serving that purpose, that's fine. That is fine the way it goes. But yeah, Polly, thanks a lot. I, I'm telling you, things will get better. They they always seem to for everyone else but me or Eric. So there you go. But yeah, that is it. That's the mail for mail section number one. Polly, you had the spotlight and it shined well on you. But we're gonna go off now to more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We All right, we're back, and we're going to be talking the ladies section. It's ladies. A little night something here for the ladies. The weird science. Here's a little something for the ladies. And yeah, these books actually. When uh, we were setting up the whole bunch of sections and things like that, we kind of made the joke that this was going to be the ladies' section. And at that point, I hadn't read two of the books, the first right. one, which is yours, Wonder Woman, and the last one, which is Silencer. And actually, I, I actually am going to be a pretty positive this section, at least more positive right. than a lot of the other sections. Actually, surprise me. Uh, but we're going to start with your book, which is... Wonder Woman number 45, written by James Robinson, with art by Emmanuel Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, Marco Santucci, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Seda Temafante. We can finally put a pin in this story with this issue, where Jason meets his mother, Hippolyta ends Grail's schemes, and Wonder Woman uses the power of love to stop Darkseid. Yeah, it's not the best conclusion that we could have asked for, but because things seem really rushed to... I'm uh, sorry, uh, could have asked for because things seem really rushed <laughs> to at the end, but this issue does at least set up some stuff that we can look forward to in No Justice. Uh, yes, you you let me hit the uh, the ding, and yeah, we'll see. I, I'm telling you, I don't know 
how or what or what's going to happen in No Justice. I, I really don't. Uh, I just wonder if a lot of these books are just kind of catching up so that after that whole deal, it just goes forward. I don't know how much we're going to get in the No Justice deal until we get into those Odyssey books and things like that. But Wonder Woman's off in that book. You know, yeah. she's going to be on her own. And we also team. have Dark Side on a team as well. Yeah, and it's this Dark Side who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So yeah. it's a Dark Side that seems to be looking to remember who he is. But in the solicits for all of those, you know, spoiler, seems like by then he knows and he just wants to, you know, use the team to get his own way and things like that. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, but yeah, this, this issue is one of the better ones of uh, James Robinson, but that's, you know, tallest midget in the circus. Exactly. It, I, is, it, is it the best because it's ending the story that we've no, been dealing it, with for so it's long? It's been because great? something happens. And, and <laughs> with that, there's still a lot of problems with it. Uh, but yeah, it, it does stuff and you kind of like the characters. This is beyond what we've gotten before. Uh, you know, even Jason kind of seems like a likable guy finally. And even I think it's Steve Trevor's narration that even like, you know what? I kind of do like this guy now. I'm starting it's to fine. like that kid. But the, the thing about this is, is with Greg Rucka, we went through that whole Greg Rucka deal with Wonder Woman with Themyscira being taken off of the board. That, you know, right. that was big. Uh, it probably was, you know, very, uh, you know, people were back and forth. Some people probably thought it was great. I think it was ridiculous because, again, it's what we were talking about in the uh, in the podcast already and stuff like that. With uh, having these heroes being take things taken away, you're you're not right. getting the full gamut of you're things. handicapping so, aspects of the character. So this should be big, you know. When, but but James Robinson doesn't make it big. The whole Themyscira thing to me just gets glossed over, uh, yeah. and that's a shame. And it seems like if if we would have had this from the beginning and you could have explored some of the things in this issue, it would have been better. But uh, well, I that, just that, watched that, – so, That's one of the biggest problems though with this issue where you know there, it is a kind of an enjoyable issue for what it's setting up. But it glosses over a lot of things that we've been dealing with yeah. where like it presents itself as this big, huge thing. We have revelations and stuff like that, but everything is just kind of glossed over so we can yeah. get to the end. And, and in, a, in an aside today, I did go see Infinity War. And when I went and saw that and then I read this – I'm think, sitting there thinking like, well, they had, you know, Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones. You did have the Dark Side. He's collecting the relics. relics and you had yeah. how Grail almost is like a Gamora to that. And it just kind of made me laugh. Like, this could be, you had the Infinity, you know, the whole, that whole uh, run in Marvel Comics that, you right. know, they're basing that. That's a huge story, right? This is one of the big things. You could go on the Marvel app now and read the whole Infinity story. Uh, and then you go here and I'm like, it's somewhat similar. It's got big, th but why is it so small? Why is it yeah. just a kind of toss away story when you have dark side, you have wonder woman, you have Themyscira almost being back on the board. You have Jason, who's wonder woman's brother is trying to figure out his powers and things like that. You have Argus and, and Steve Trevor and the oddball. You have a lot of things you in got this. Female Furies yeah, and female Furies. I mean, I'm telling zone, you, yeah. this should be something that is, this could be an event. You know what I mean? This could be like a month long event story wise. And it's so small. And at the end of it, I just think like, boy, you told things, but just having Dark Side going around and, you know, 
killing people and gods and killing things like gods that. Why and he's like is sucking it, up their power to yeah, recreate himself? Why does it feel like a toss away story now? And, and this this issue doesn't change that, but at no. least you get to the point where I, I'm enjoying some things, and then you have I wish I had some Huey Lewis because yeah, the power of love wins the day, and I can't explain it. I really and that's can't. the thing is because we never set up the whole idea, no. like we never d- dove into it deeper. The idea where we have a boom to I'm not a boom a yeah. mother box that is collecting the energy yes. of gods and giving it to Darkseid so he can re you know he can reconfigure himself the way yeah. he thinks he should be and because we just like you know we get to the yeah, end just, here yeah, Wonder Woman's like I need to I need to contact my brothers and sisters yeah and fathers, you never thought that this was part of the the game here right no you, you just it's almost like you have the soul sword yeah you have katana with it all of a sudden you have this well of souls. That she can contact, and I had no idea that was part of this, and it's just thrown in there where yeah. Wonder Woman just out of nut has we an epiphany. Never explored deeper into what like what it meant for Darkseid to collect yeah. these energies of the gods, and like you know the ideas behind it. We just said, all right, this is happening. We're gonna move on because we got relics yeah. to collect. Yeah, it's just crazy. And when, you know, you start out, it's all out battles. Everybody's fighting. You know, it looks great. Emmanuel Lupacino's art is always great. Uh, I laugh right away because this one guy, Colonel Trevor, I found it. Wonder Woman, and he gets run through by one of the parademoned up uh, Amazons. Even that, I'm like, why is he trying to find Wonder Woman's sword? And with that, though, it's so funny that this guy is, is so dead. Jason just grabs – I know it's in a battle, but Jason's all right, I got it. We're good. I'm like, poor guy. You know, rest in peace, uh, you know, anonymous soldier number three because he just gets killed. They're just like, all right, let's go. But, yeah, it doesn't even matter into the story. It doesn't even seem to be that big a thing. No. And they're just fighting and fighting. But the whole thing is obviously they're fighting here. Grail is and Themyscira. They are trying to get the – the big plan is that get all the Amazons to be, you know – Parademons. Parademons for the super Yeah, they're super parademons. Now, in this, I'm reading it too, and I said I already had thought about Infinity War a little. But what I really start thinking about, and I think that this issue really brought it out in my mind that I never thought of this before. Themyscira is the Royal Rumble. If you get out of the ring and touch the ground, (laughs) you're done. And and this thing keeps coming up. Well, hey, I didn't touch the ground, so I can still go back. And it's such a little. a rule and i'm telling you i'm waiting for the royal rumble to happen where you have like the silly things where you have a guy kicked out of the ring and he grabs on and then kind of tight ropes and and goes under the ring they had they had (laughs) shit like that all the time but i'm just thinking like this whole thing is based on touching the ground and and in the end you do have the uh parademons that the amazons that were turned into parademons so uh, you know wonder woman's like hey we got to fix them is it that if they didn't, because some of them are flying, can they still go back? Or I'm is telling it also- you, by the end, because we have all, the, after Darkseid is defeated, it seems that all the parademons that were turned from Amazons, they just kind of go down. They're, they don't have a purpose anymore, yeah, it yeah. seems. So they just go on the ground and put their heads down. I'm like, well, and Art, and Steve Trevor's like, Argus is going to try to find a way to turn them back. Yeah. I'm like, even if you do, yeah, it I seems think they, kill now, themselves. they can't go home. Yeah, they're done. Now, but is it one of those that when they're 
parrot demons. They're not this. I'm telling you, I don't know the well, full rules. Even, I need to see the, the small rules, print. Even with the rules as they are now, as the, the touching the ground seems to be the huge part of it because Grail goes in because yeah. her feet never touched the ground when she was born on Themyscira. Yes. So she can go Same back. With Jace. Right away, she's touching the goddamn ground. So yep. even if she gets defeated here, she can never go back. Jason, he comes in. Mother touches the ground. I'm like, okay, well, you're yeah, done you're because done. you have to get out because there's no way you could ever get back to Themyscira yep. as the rules are right now. Yes, and I expect that in my mind, I go into Themyscira. I have an office chair, Eric, with wheels, and yeah. I'm shimmying around. Even a wheelchair, but I like the office oh, chair with Scully. wheels. Yeah, I'm a Hitchcock and Scully, and I got a broom handle. I'm using that to push my way around, and then <laughs> I get over the rules. It'd be tough on a beach. It always seems like you end oh, up God. on a Terrible. beach at some point. But, uh, yeah, it just, it just is silly, this whole thing. And, and, and this issue, I don't know why, just because of Grail. Uh, yeah, Grail. Yeah, really, I'm jumping between beds. And Jason <laughs> there, it just made me laugh. Like, really, that's really all this hinges on is where you touch ground. Uh, just crazy. Um, but, yeah, really, you, you get a big fight. You get Darkseid versus Wonder Woman. Again, yeah. it feels a little less than it should, which all of this issue and this arc and the whole round of James Robinson feel less than what you think it should it because should be, of the, yeah. the weight of this story. But I like the one point when Darkseid's fighting Wonder Woman and he's like, just like Grail told you, you can't defeat me. You, I'm like, you told her that a yeah. hundred times yourself. Non-stop. I mean, really. Yeah, You're that's all record. you've been saying. And so a lot of the middle of this does feel like padding where it's just fighting, just Jason saying, I got to get the Themyscira. I got to, you know, go save everyone. You know, does. you know what's my favorite part of this issue? It's the stupidest goddamn thing is when yeah. Jason actually, you know, I've never touched the ground. I can go through the yeah. portal and I can help. And he sees his mother, but like even before he sees his mother, but he goes in, he sees all the Amazons fighting these, yep. you know, Amazons turned parademons. And because he wants to be this hero, he wants to prove himself to his sister. He goes through the rift and he sees all this going on. He has no idea what he's supposed to do. No, he and doesn't. That, that just that character moment where he goes through, he's going to do the big hero thing. But once he gets there. Oh shit, what now? Yeah, he has no That's idea what to do. That's my favorite part of the issue. Yeah. And then you have Grail being, you know, Grail, Hippolyta, and things like that. And again, everything seemed, I, I don't know, can't even pinpoint or put a, my finger on why it just doesn't seem big. Because you have Hippolyta fighting Grail, that doesn't seem big. Then no. you have, you know, Jason there, oh mom, you know, I, you know, I finally got to meet you. And she's like, I'm really sorry. You know, I should have talked to you, but I couldn't. I wanted to protect you. That's always the go-to yeah. of any superhero or especially Here. God. God because is I've been the an best. Absentee mother, here's a gift. Here's a spear yeah, of Artemis. Here's a spear again. So when you get this through, you're like, okay, they needed to give him the spear. And he also got to meet his mother so that he's not pissed off later. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, though, because when he goes back through and says to Wonder Woman later when it all the, the day is won thanks to love, which we'll get to. Uh, but he's like, oh, I was thinking of staying, but, you know, I had to come back, but I could have stayed there. I'm like, yeah, you could have. You would have been yeah. having, you know, eight million women in you. Yeah, I and think the thing I know is, why. I don't even know if he could have because it might have, you yeah. know, Hera or whoever might have fucking thrown Themyscira out of the goddamn yeah, because, because there's a, a man there. on the island. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all crazy, but she does go and basically like we said the day is one again this isn't on her knees type of love but it is the pleading and calling out to the spirits that were trapped in the you know the mother box and and it coming out of of dark sides eyes and things and her being able to talk to zeus for a second it just felt really off and i then can it, draw them out of yeah. dark side oh can you yeah and then yeah really now? oh really and then it leads to basically him having his mind wiped 
And I don't get that either, well, e- but that's even where the whole we're going idea forward. of having his mind wiped, because as soon as he has the gods ripped out of his body, the energy, he just kind of starts like exploding out, yeah, disintegrating exploding. to the point where there's nothing of him left yeah. until you get to the end of the cliffhanger, where it's just a, a shadowed out version of him. Yeah. You don't want to know what he looks like yet because they're keeping that secret. Yeah. Kind of. But kind like, of. Uh, who am I? Where am I? I'm like, all right. I have it's no very, idea how you got where you are, but it's whatever. It's very man. much Bruce Wayne in the DCYOU yeah. when he came back where he, uh, I don't know who I am or whatever. And I know that James Robinson does make it very, uh, exact where he is by himself saying that. Yeah. So it's not like he's lying. He doesn't know he's on a beach Why is he or not whatever. not a baby? Well, that's what I was hoping. He's going to be a baby again. I was so excited. Uh, but then the other big thing is that, you know, Wonder Woman, what happened to Grail? Uh, I don't know. They're, they're going to take care of her. Ask. Amazon laws. And it, it's funny, too, because she, she's asking him things. First of all, what happened to Darkseid? Who the fuck knows? He disappeared. Nobody I don't know. Knows anything it's in this it's almost like I don't know if he's dead, but I kind of think he isn't. Hey, what happened to Grail? Well, I, and, and really, he was only there for a little. He really didn't yeah. have a lot of time. It's funny. It's like, Mom, I finally get to meet you. What the hell happened to Grail? Like, we, we have other things to discuss here, like the Spear of Artemis that I'm giving you. But she, he's like, I don't know. The Amazon law, you know how they are. <laughs> Whatever happens in Amazon, uh, you know, Themyscira stays. Yeah. And uh, it is that she is trapped. And it's a, a callback to the Greg Rucka deal where she is in prison Ares with Ares. And uh, the one thing that made me laugh is you have this thing where you think that Darkseid might be dead. So and and that the the end anyway spoils it when you do yeah. see him. But it's already spoiled where huh, I I know if my dad was dead and I kind of think he isn't. I'm like really this is this is where I don't understand why these comics can't let you think something for at least a month or a week. I right. mean we had Tim Drake die and found found out at the end of that in Detective that he was alive. There is nothing that that. It doesn't hold weight then. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, was Darkseid dead? No, he isn't. Oh, he lost his mind. Great. Here we go. And, yeah, she says that. And basically I like it too. It's like, hey, uh, I don't know what you're thinking, Aries, but I'm not going to be your lover in this prison. He's like, whoa, listen to me. Listen here, goth lady. You ain't my type. I was with Aphrodite. Look at you. I, I you don't know. Shit on her. Yeah, I don't know what you think you are on a scale of one to ten, but you know, Aphrodite might be a twenty. So back off. Though I think maybe they might get some hanky panky eventually, but it, it just made me laugh. It just made me laugh that he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's why you, you're here. No. And he says that uh, he's gonna talk to her. Hey, we're gonna have some discourse. And she's like, what? I told you I wouldn't do that. He's like, we gotta work on your vocabulary first, and then we'll get on with other things. And uh, yeah, and you go with that. And she's like, listen, I'm a thespian. Uh, you, you're not really good with that. But uh, no, yeah, they're no. gonna talk and figure out things. And he. He's going to try to make her He's a like, oh, person. If I can mellow over time, then maybe the daughter of Darkseid can it, as well. But again, is this the continuation of every villain has to end up having some sort of redemption? Uh, you know, you're, you're going to go, like you said, uh, Darkseid is on the team going with the Justice League Odyssey book and things. Like, there's a lot of heroes. I, I, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Firestorm, Eric. He's out there. Ooh. You can use him. You don't have to make Grail into, uh, you know, a redeemed person eventually through this. So you don't have to get dark side i know it's big and it, it kind of goes along with the lines of the detective comics uh the uh batman the squad the dark knights right. uh, the detective squad uh and i think that i don't know maybe that is like we had the thing in the dcyou and right before where the burn siding of batgirl you know the burn siding of the dcu and stuff is it that 
every team now has to have some sort of villain and, and now it's gonna like be the that. redemption of the dcu yeah it's just weird it, it's like it's taken over where you have to do this uh, to get people but it's it's not that great for me i there's a lot of other heroes shazam i don't know if you heard of him he's out there well, but. i'm just looking at the teams of no just right now on the one team we do have starro the other yeah. team we do have dark side deathstroke the other team we have Harley Quinn. Another team, yeah. I don't know. Etrigan seems to be the biggest villain I'm we have. I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying. Still. Why do we have to have villains on every team now? Uh, it it does make it interesting, but yeah, you know, there's other things that could be interesting as well. And just when Grail was there, and when Ares said, you know, I'll talk oh, to you, maybe Estra's we can mellow on the you other out. Team too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like maybe I'll mellow you out. I'm like, really? I don't know that Grail is that good a character that you need her mellowed out. She's pretty much what she is here, and the daughter of Dark Side. You know, I don't know if it's one of those where down the line we'll get a, a nicer dark side and Grail will be pissed. I don't know. I, I, she may just be put away for a long, long time here anyway. But uh, all in all, it just felt smaller than it should. But that's not because of this issue. I think it's just because of this entire run of James Robinson just hasn't hit. Uh, what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6 out of 10, and the majority of that was because I love the art, and there were some decent yeah. character moments, but everything was just rushed to get to an ending. Wide. It could have been, like you said, this huge story, but all the details surrounding it were just glossed over to get us a big, yeah. like, you know, flash finish kind of ending, which kind of felt hollow by the end. Yeah, and, and when you have a, a run that you're not particularly fond of as you go and you're not getting a lot from it. I mean, we haven't really gotten tons from this entire story. And then no. when you have a rushed ending, that is probably the better issue of, of what you had. It just makes you think like, why couldn't you have done it better leading up to this? Like why, Seriously. what happened? But yeah, I'm going to go six, five. I really do like the art. Uh, I like the issue enough. At least we get it over with and we can go from here. I mean, coming up in July, uh, it looks like James Robinson's run will be over. Steve Orlando, is jumping on for at least a couple issues, yeah. uh, but you know I don't see how this run can be redeemed by the time that it ends because it's just not been great. We were so excited about this, even but on the right. site. Somebody's like, "This Jason story's nonsense." Well, it is kind of now. Unfortunately, it didn't seem like nonsense before. Uh, we didn't know what it was about at all. We just were intrigued that you know she had a brother, uh, Wonder Woman, and it just didn't pan out. But we'll move on to the next book, which is a mini series, Eric. A mini right. series. As I get to my notes, Mara Queen of Atlantis number three, written by Dan Abnett, art by Lam Medina, Norm Ratman, Veronica Gandini, and Simon Bolin. Dan Abnett continues his mini series, and while I think that tying his Aquaman book has thrown off the pace here this book has a huge thing going for it and that is warm i love ocean master well i love so the I. art i won't pretend all is perfect here but i still like this more than a lot of other books i read this week and yeah i saw a lot of people are going nuts for this uh there are some problems i'm not going to say this is perfect but i love ocean master in it uh the main problem i have with this is the dan abnett pacing Ooh, do we have a redeemed villain here ocean yes master? we do here we go and really up until i guess this issue Yes, he kind of we we like the way he was like you saw the softer side of Orm. Uh, this issue kind of gets back to that and kind of gets him forward to okay, he will be. So there, I, I even am lying to myself that he's one of my favorite guys and he is as well. Uh, but with it, this issue has a lot of padding. The, the first three issues of this this mini, not much going on. 
I mean, yeah. you really don't have a lot going on, but I do like the character moments with Orm. I like how uh, Dan Abnett has set him up as this guy who is a little more than just, you know, pissed off and, and mad and, and you well, know, we, want we to have to, like, reintroduce Orm to the reading, you know, public yeah. and stuff like that. But because we've been dealing with it now for, like, three issues where at the end we just keep talking about the same things yeah. over and over again, a lot – out of this reintroduction, the based on the way the six issue mini is going, it's padded out throughout. Yeah, like I said, we keep reiterating the ideas that Orm has with each issue, and even multiple times per issue. Yeah, and I and if you listen to us talk about Aquaman. Uh, when that book comes out with Reggie, one of our biggest complaints and Titans, I mean, Dan Abnett is a guy who likes to take his time. And I can't say that it's like we say that with uh, Christopher Priest and Destro. Yeah. Boy, he takes his time. But there's always those moments as you go where you're like, holy crap, that re- that setup that you had earlier that really paid off. Hard. And even where we're like, I hate that part ends up being your favorite part three issues later because of what you see, it the pacing in now. this ends up not really having those reveals. There's never really a twist. It's usually just padded stuff. And with this, it seems that Dan Abnett wants to tell you a lot of background with Mara. And if you're a Mara fan, uh, that would be exciting or at least sound exciting. It's not that exciting nope. here. You're not getting anything. Basically, the background and the, you know, flashbacks are basically set up for themes. Like this one is the theme of honor and the and theme duty. of duty and things like that. And uh. it's very, very just right in your face. You know, it's, it's not, it's forced, but it's also very obvious. So you get this. Also, I don't know. I, I the art, I like it a lot. But why don't they have her look – They she just looks like herself in these flashbacks. They're like, when she was growing up, I'm like, that's just her. And it, it throws she me up a little. She ages so well. Oh, she does. She's she's timeless. But uh, <laughs> you have this whole thing starting out where she's learning that, you know, some people have to die for, uh, you know, the kingdom to go on. You have her learning her lessons, things like that, where she's there with what ends up being her, you know, set up husband Neris. later. Yeah, Neris. And uh, – it's just okay. Yeah, I'm but- saying we, we get a lot with Neris and the idea of what you have to do in order to protect the kingdom. And also her teacher, Loran, who is her like yeah, combat Laurent. teacher, yep. who has been pushing her, her entire life and setting her up to be this, you know, executioner or assassin, uh, like assassin of Aquaman, yeah. which we know that she ne- never did yeah. end up falling in which love again, with. Which again, we get it again we, we, in a flashback. I, we, keep, we keep reiterating yes. the same things yes. over and over again. We keep getting it. And it's funny how Dan Emmett throws Aaron in. Uh, later, who was, you know, the girlfriend, I guess you'd say at this point. Fiance. Future fiance. I don't, I don't know if he's actually put a ring on that finger, but we'll no, say no, it's fiance. fiance. They're, they're set to be married, apparently. He, she says, like, something like, we were going to get married. I just think he was lying. I, he was, Ooh. he was one of those, like, she's like, I'm not going to sleep with anybody unless I'm going to get married. We're going to get married someday, baby. All right. That's good enough. Let's go. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how things work down there in Louisiana. Not, I don't know, but, uh, you have it here where where Mara is just, we're going to get flashbacks, and they're nothing new. Like we said, you're, you're finding out that she's learning to go to kill Aquaman, and she didn't. We knew this. And you're just getting this Naris. This is more of showing her Naris. She doesn't agree with the way he goes about, but she is set up an arranged marriage to marry him. But then you go back from this narration, which is a good part of the beginning, uh, this flashback narration, which also the narration always throws me off. It really does. It just seems I have gotten used to it. I just think it doesn't add to the, the way it's narrated. It does not add to the story at all to me. It just kind of makes it slow down in a story that's not really moving fast. But you have, uh, you know, Orm's 
what's it, Tommy Tried and uh, Aaron oh. there, uh, show up right as Orm is about to kill Mara. And they show up. We have no idea how they got there that fast. We were talking no. about that. Orm left and seemed to get to Amnesty Bay in, you know, an hour with his ocean mastering abilities. We don't know how he got there, but maybe he rode a wave there. Whatever he did, but they drove, and they drove from Louisiana to Amnesty Bay. That's eh, a long drive, but they get there. No, don't do it. And you see Tommy, oh, don't kill that beautiful lady. And they're going there, and then nothing really happens here except a lot of talking about duty, a yeah. lot of talking about love and things like that, while you have Tommy go off with Tula to play with Saldi. We, we actually stopped the talk of love and duty yeah. so, like, you know, Tula can go off and keep Tommy occupied with old Salty the dog so we can then sit inside with Aaron, Mara, and yeah. Orm and talk about love and duty some yeah, more. Yeah, that, that's all it is. And they're sitting – she's sitting in there and you're getting the idea too. Uh, she loves Orm. Orm loves her. You get that whole thing with Tula thrown in, which is Orm's half-sister. Yeah. Uh, and you have that idea of, like, I don't know anything about you. It's so funny too because Orm from this point on – Starts getting a little bit I, – I don't want to use the term because of the dog, but he gets a little salty, Eric, because at this point, there's a couple things that he says that really throw me off because it's like, yeah, I didn't know you had a sister. Half-sister. I'm like, poor Tula. But as they're talking there, uh, you have – Again, just, oh, uh, you know, Mara, what's your deal? Well, you know, I was supposed to kill, uh, Aquaman and I didn't. Oh, because and I in case you're not him. reading the Aquaman book, let me catch you up on that. The yeah. tyrant called Court Wrath has seized yeah. the throne in Atlantis. And then, like, you know, all the people are doing all this. And I'm like, that's why we have to go back down. Like, that's Orm's whole idea. We have to go down and do this. And like, okay, say you go down there. What are you going to do? Yeah, and that's well, the big I, thing. I'm he doesn't have a plan. When I get there. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a plan. This is the best. He's like, you know what? I don't know, but I need to go back. She said, why do you have to go back? You know, you said you loved us. You said we were going to have a family, whatever. And he's like, I need to go back. It's my duty. And then Aaron decides that even though she's guest a guest, ever. even though she's a guest, she throws her coffee on the floor. Doesn't it make sense? Throw, throw it at Orm. Throw it in his face, something. And the Just best is – full cup of coffee yeah. onto the ground. This is not your home, Aaron. No. What are you doing? And the best is, as You're it goes on, there's back. one panel later where they're there. You see the coffee behind her. Just smack her. Like, and it's a white carpet. It's nonsense. But yeah, she just throws the coffee. Now, while this is going on, you do have that flashback about how I was supposed to go kill Aquaman, but I didn't. And we, we've gotten this a trillion times. And then she's like, what happened? You have Aaron there out of nowhere. Wait a second. Who are we talking about Aquaman? <laughs> like, catch up, baby. Like, listen, you, you're so worried about throwing your coffee. Listen to what's going on. But while this is going on, Mara is there making things with the water. She's using her aquakinesis sort of deal. And I don't know if this is supposed to show you that she's gotten her powers back because the, the biggest thing that I have, the biggest problem is at the end, they do go into the water to go to Zebel. That's yeah. where they're going to go and get – she can breathe underwater suddenly. Uh, uh, I'm going. Issue, she couldn't. She last issue, drown. panels before. I mean, we're talking. We are only panels away from that last issue Especially where she was going to trade. Yeah, where she was going to drown, and she she had no underwater. Now she said, "I'm getting my powers back." You know, uh, breathing underwater is huge. Where did I, this I'm come just saying, from? You're getting your powers back, but what happens when your powers kick out like the last issue yeah. again? You're fucking how many yeah. feet deep in the and, water? And, and with that, where is the like weeks later? Like Orm's like, "I got to go." No, wait for me. I can't breathe underwater. Whatever. She just breathes underwater. But what before that? 
you do have Aaron just like, and it's one of those like a outside party just sees how simple a solution there is. You you want to go and Atlantis, Orm, you're going because of the the throne or whatever. Mara, you want to save your you know husband to be whatever. Uh, why don't you team up? And they just look at each other like what? And, and I, I then do, they want to know. I do love though that Mara has learned her lesson. She did not once bring up the idea that she is the queen of the no, no, right now, that, just in yeah, hiding. That's a trigger. You, you got to stay away <laughs> from the trigger. But this is where I said that this is the next thing where I think that uh, Orm's character. I don't know if it's made this way that Dan Abnett even cared what. But boy, he seems like a piece of shit because he goes to Tula. Hey, good to see you, Tula. She's like, oh, you know, hey. how how you doing? I'm on dry land. I love it. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to get rid of this old duty to have a new life. And he's like, I know, but I miss the ocean. But could you believe it? I'm amongst the dry mouths. I'm like, that is that is the it's a it's a derogatory statement that you're going around Atlantis. That's the shit that you throw around like those dry mouths. Like, whoo. You better watch what you say. They're going to think you're awful. And, and yeah, he just yells it? it. The air world. Yeah. Dry mouth. I'm like, I'm like really? Keep Jesus. your voice God. down. Like, you're not supposed right over there. Yeah, you're not supposed to use the DM word. Yeah, You don't <laughs> use that here. You can't do that. And it just made me like, really? What's going on here? But then she's like, listen, uh, I, I, they don't want me. They don't want you. So, you know, maybe it's better. To yeah. be out here, but Orm is a guy, like we said at the beginning, it's so pushed to be about duty. And he's like, no, no, I, I have to go, but I can't just go. Even if I go with Mara, we're not enough. We need an army and not, not one of these surface world army. <laughs> Boy, you really hate them, don't you? I, I want to hear Aaron come by and he's like yelling at her about being a dry mouth while he backhands her or something because he seems awful. But uh, the whole plan is to go to Zebel and get a, a, you know, a Zebelian army. And that is kind of odd because Mara did leave. Yeah. Fell in love with it, the king even, of Atlantis. It's even odd for Orm to put forth how much he hates Zebelians. Oh, yeah. He hates And how much Zebelians hate Atlantis. Desperate times, I would think that maybe you might want to get a hold of them before you show up at the door, though. But they hey, don't. pick up the water phone or yeah. something. I don't know it's how not, it works. It's a conch shell. You just pick up a shell. You get the shell, you go, and you talk don't to them. Don't show but up unannounced. Nobody's used the shell phone. Eric, to, to get that. Uh, but even that, uh, you have them go off and she's breathing underwater. It seems odd, like we said, but Orm's also saying goodbye, uh, to Tommy and, uh, Aaron and Tommy wants him to come back because he loves them stories. And he oh, yeah. seems very, and I, I, I like it too where they're watching and you do let Mara fully see that he has changed here. I mean, he's hugging them and, you know, they're like, it's so weird looking at this. It's so odd. Uh, but I like it. That's what I no, like nice. about this. And they go in. Also, I don't know. I know that you may not have other gear, but kind of getting the whole Ocean Master thing on may cause some trouble there in Zebel as well. But, but it looks does, just so cool. It does. And they go in and when they get to the front door, Maris says, listen, you got to follow rules here, Arm. You can't just go busting in. You know, this isn't one of those places that we go oh, on and make a, a grand on me. I'm entrance. Killing everyone. And then he just starts killing people and just loses his mind. Like, how dare they put <laughs> back <laughs> off, Ocean Master? Jesus Christ! Well, he, he, is handed, he handed in that chip, the Ocean Master chip we left about before. And yeah, you get there, and then you know you have him there. I'm like, oh, look at Laron. There's my. 
dirty wife and you just have it. Imagine, oh, like, no. Here we have two people who are exiled from Zebel, but like they come busted in, yeah. but they raise their hand to me. <laughs> to me, yeah, an example must you, be made. Can you imagine like I, I, I break into my neighbor's house and he like just grab? how dare you? And then I go to town. <laughs> how dare you raise your hand? And then she even says, listen, they're just guards. They're doing their, you know, they're doing their duty. duty. They're doing their job. They get paid for this. They, they get the freaking minimum wage down here. They get paid in fish. And, and he's like, I don't care. Sardines. <laughs> yeah, they get They get paid in, in, in shells. Sea dollars, Eric. And they, he's like, I don't care. But yeah, you're supposed to like this redemption of Orbit Boy. He shows his true colors a couple God times damn. there. It made me laugh. I, I really did like the art. I said uh, for a little bit. Uh, I great. wish that the... I wish when even later when they do have the uh, a little flashback of like when I was a kid even and it's just her. I don't know why they didn't do anything to make her look different, uh, but that was fine. You get the whole idea. And, uh, you know, now we're underwater. We have several. That is a pretty cool thing. I mean, it's also a thing that well, how is Atlantis going to take that that the only way that you could defeat you know, Atlantis is by going to their sworn enemies, which you yeah. are one. So obviously it's going to go with the Atlanteans thinking, oh, there she is. She showed her true colors by going and saying, getting. Arthur came on the throne. He's like, oh, we got to do stuff with the service war. Take him off that throne. Now we have our new queen here. Oh, we're going to make peace with Zebel. Yeah, God this is what. Damn it. Yep, that's the thing. I really, that's the thing that I'm worried about is the book. I do think that if you're going to have Mara be really the queen, I would guess that the book might leave her occasionally and go outside of Atlantis, hopefully with Aquaman doing Aquaman things. Uh, but if you stay, if Dan Abnett stays fully in Atlantis with Mara, I think we're just going to get a replay. Like you said, this time being like, we should be friends with Zebel. Oh, Zebel. And now we're just going to go and it's going to be a rinse and repeat again with this whole deal. I need more from Aquaman than just these Game of Thrones-esque things because it, it really isn't hitting for me anymore. And, and as an aside, I did record a thing with Bill Barra on the Too Old, Too New. And we did the Aquaman of the New 52, Aquaman number right. one. And it's basically that. This was yep. the first issue of Aquaman in the New 52. We've From had seven so years ago. many – yes, yeah, seven years, and we really haven't gotten past this whole idea, this story. Now, it's a weird deal where – DC gets lucky because it seems like every time there's something new happening, say a rebirth or whatever, people, that's their first time jumping on Aquaman. So yep. it does seem new to them. It's, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you uh, deal. But it's, for people who have read it, it's just getting tiresome. So I hope that that's not what leads us. But I like this issue. I like Orm. I know that the pacing's off. I don't fully blame Dan Abnett except for the fact that he is having to tie it into his other story in Aquaman that the pacing is well slow anyway. Uh, so this does end in July when we supposedly get the ending of the stuff in Aquaman. Right. So that's pretty cool. But I gave it a 7.5 uh, mainly because I like Orm and there's nothing inherently wrong with this except it being set up. It is the third issue of a mini series. We kind of get this in the next couple issues anyway. But what would you give it? I love the art in this issue. And I like you. I love Ocean Master Orm. There was such like it was such a slow issue though for I how many things gonna, we had to reiterate. For some reason, if this was a first issue for people, we have to make sure they're up to speed. Yeah, and it's yeah. the weirdest thing because it you just can't do that the with momentum a of the issue. Either. I, I love where we're going by the end, going to Zebel because at least that's forward momentum. But overall, I think I'd have to give it a seven out of ten. Ooh. 
I thought you were going to go six. You are more no, positive no, no. Than I'm telling I you, I, I really enjoy Marin. Yeah, I, like I really it. enjoy Orm. The idea of them together, it's a really cool concept. Just getting there, it's kind of slow at times where it, it doesn't need to be. I but I, overall, I enjoy the series. I agree. Well, the next in the ladies', ladies night, Eric, ladies' section is Silencer Number 4, written by Dan Abnett, art by Victor Bogdanovich, Mike Spicer, and Tom Napolitano. Silencer continues being my favorite New Age book, and adding Victor Bogdanovich to it only makes it better looking, Eric. Yeah. The story this month does feel like a bit of padding, and adding Deathstroke to the mix actually feels like a bit of a downgrade to me. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of Slade, but adding him takes away from the book getting its own personality and worries me it's heading down the damage path. And that's really, because of damage, I think that it bothered me having Slade here. You have a lot of things that you're setting up. All of a sudden, it just becomes a fight with Slade. And it kind of threw me off a bit. Uh, even at the and beginning, I didn't even I enjoy liked... the fight with Slade. What's that? I didn't even enjoy. No, the that's fight what I'm saying. It just seems like it's there just to be there. You, you know what I mean? It seems very, very odd that well, the, it's just thrown in there. The whole pacing of this issue really fell off, or going yeah. back and forth throughout time with the different aspects. And even when we get to the present, where we find out that you know, Honor uh, uh, Guest. She just goes back home after the last issue and working on a washing machine. It just yeah, felt she's really working awful on a washing machine. It's one of those where this issue, even with the first flashback and all that, really is pushed towards showing her in her normal life at the beginning. And, you know, she's cursing or whatever. I can't tell that she's loving this. It seems like she's very frustrated. Now she does say, this is the life I want at, at the end of the scene with her husband. Um, but with that, this whole issue is just pushing some more of that, you know, I wanted to get out of my, uh, that this, you know, shitty life with Leviathan yeah. and go. Uh, we already know that. It's fine. Uh, it's just odd. The pacing's odd, like you said, but then you add Deathstroke to it, and it just seems like, oh, you, they want Deathstroke to be in it so people will read it or something, and, and when you're already reading it, it, it does throw you off. It really does to me. Uh, but yeah, you start off with her and Talia. They're talking about Leviathan. There's this whole big thing about this where you're seeing the start of this Leviathan war. Obviously, uh, you know, Dan Abnett wants you to see that for the most part, this whole war and all these problems are, are Talia's fault. She's trying yeah. to take over. She's doing things. They actually have Leviathan go against Leviathan. Things Which is like a no-no. that. Yeah, it is a no-no. It, it, you know, you're starting a mob war. You're starting a Leviathan war here. Uh, but yeah, it goes back from it beginning of her kind of like, you know, I want to get out of this life we know, and then showing the life where she is fixing this washing machine, whatever, and, you know, hitting it and banging it. You have old Jellybean there has a uh, new Superman action figure, Eric. I, you know, that was kind of funny. But with that, you have the... And not just a new Superman, yeah, it's new the, su- new yeah, Superman. the new Superman. Yeah, he has the new Superman fighting Superman with little action <laughs> figures. But you, you have the, uh, the husband, he's out. Uh, Blake, he's out there mowing the lawn. I'm wondering where those goddamn cameras are. Like, they go into the <laughs> thing and he doesn't know, but he's mowing the lawn. And you have this neighbor, and it's such an odd extended scene of basically the neighbor, uh, woman being old school. Like, you, you know, your wife, she should be at home making you dinner and stuff. And no, no, it's hard to keep yeah, this out yeah. the way it is. What is she doing going back to work yeah. now? And in the minute, in, in the meantime, she's there yelling like, you son of a bitch, ass sucking piece of shit and whatever. I'm waiting for the woman to say, where's your son? Because I don't see your son out here. And she's yelling some really awful things. Not even just that he can hear it. It seems like she is yelling at him. Like, really, you, you better go and do something. Also, why 
isn't she using the cone of silence here? She's going to curse that loud in there. I know that, you know, her son might see it or whatever. Send Jelly Bean away and use the cone of silence for this goddamn, goddamn cursing that the whole neighborhood can hear. I know how it is. The neighbors can hear the shit, Eric, and they start thinking things like at, at the Werner house. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I it's really just do odd. like the progression, though, of this thing. I'm telling you, I'm not a fan of just going back and seeing her work on a washing machine while, you know, her entire family's in danger from shit she's yeah, doing. Yeah. But the whole thing, I do like the wraparound where the neighbor lady's like, oh, she should, she shouldn't be a job. She should be a housewife. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, that's why I thought of buying uh, somewhere in the 1950s, but it wasn't practical. What? Yeah. I'm like, I really enjoy that line. Yeah. And then, uh, gotta go, Mrs. Furlong. And you hear a crash and they go in and, you know, you have the whole thing where I, I think it's also trying to set up, and, and you know me, Eric, anytime I see something like this, I think that there's death coming. He's getting killed. He is too good to be true. Where he's no like, place. no, no, he's explaining it. Then he goes in, hey, what, what's the rule there, Jelly Bean? Violence doesn't solve anything, Daddy. You're right. And that is my death sentence. I'm done. Uh, at least get captured at one point. And you would think that that's going to happen. Oh, Anyway, yeah. because she's trying to get out of the life. But yeah, he's like, well, we'll go get this. We're going to get this working. Eh, fuck it. Let's go buy a new one. Come on, Jelly Bean. We're going to go buy one. And it just gets them out of the picture there. But then you go back five years ago again, where there's this job that you had Talia set up. In order for up. Honor to get out of Leviathan, she has one more job she has to do, and she has to kill an, a traitor to yeah. Leviathan named Guile, who has a bunch of intel yeah, that he's can the bring accountant. them down. This, exactly. This guy wants out as well. And in order yeah. to do that, he's willing to freaking have all the information he has on Leviathan and turn it over. And Talia yeah. can't have this. So Honor has to go and take this guy out. And again, you're seeing maybe the setup of she's got to go take him out. He has a family. She's trailing him. He seems nice. He likes, she likes the life, says to Talia. And by, through this, he has hired Deathstroke to guard him. But at the end of this, you do see that she kills the guy, it seems, right? Yeah. She kills him. Doesn't kill the family. I think that one of the big important parts of this is as you go forward where she wants to get out, they're going to go after her family. And that is something that she will say something like, you know what? We had honor. Before in this, you didn't go after families. This new Leviathan's fucking bullshit, and I'm and she's gonna go nuts. I really think that it's really spelled out that family, not only to show that this was a guy who's very much in her situation and she does what yeah. she has to do, but also she just goes after him. It seems, and I think that might be important down the line. But in, in fact, she he has hired Deathstroke, uh, you know, to take take uh, uh, protect him, and then you yeah. just get a fight. It's just basically. A fight. And, and I it's really enjoy Victor Bogdanovich's art in this issue because it really yeah. upgrades the series in my mind. But just yeah, for the panel with, layout yeah. for this fight, okay, yeah. I don't like the way it's laid out because I found things very confusing for what was going on to the point where he just falls out of a window. I'm like, where the hell are we? Because at one point it's like there's a stairwell yeah. up the stairs and then all of a sudden did they go up the stairs? Because now there's a stairwell going down the stairs and all of a sudden he just gets pushed through a window. Yeah. I just found the whole thing just kind of confusing for where we were and what was going on during this fight. Yeah, and right before the fight, you do have uh, Honor go off to the aftermarket body shop and uh, get some weapons. And, and that's now, though. And yeah, that's now. going back and forth, yeah, and, and, and that, I don't understand the progression. That one threw me off. And it's basically there, it seems, because when they're talking, they're getting weapons and stuff like that, talking about Leviathan and things like that. And it's almost like the, the idea of, like, Super Hitler again and things like that, where uh, she's like, oh, I'll tell you this and that. And you have Aftermarket just say, well, you know what? I hate Talia. I would never trust her. I think she's an awful person. But 
eh, Leviathan was kind of better with her. So yeah, I, we need I to get kinda, things back to normal yeah, for the I way my business works. I support her because you know what? She actually runs a tight ship. That's all it is. I'm all about the business. Uh, you know, business is is above everything else for me, and she is the best of the worst. Uh, and you know, you have that little setup. It, it seemed odd. It seemed thrown in there. Uh, and the pacing in this, like you said, is off because of these jumping back and forth deal. But yeah, you have this where you go back now, and she is going to kill this guy. Duh. And then Deathstroke just attacks her, and we have a continued fight where it is a little confusing. Ends up where they shoot the gas and then the oven or whatever, and then it blows up, and she comes out of it. But it just is like, okay, and now all these years later, you have Deathstroke show up. Right there, crashing into her car and saying, you know, I told you you'd start a damn war because as they were fighting, he even says, you know, you you understand what you're doing. You're going at this. it feels so odd too because this was years ago where yeah. she fought Destro, killed his, you know, his, uh, his like, uh, client mm-hmm. and then, you know, defeated him and got away. Just the idea that he shows up now, like Destro being this, like, you know, international assassin, yeah. the best of the best. I don't think he would take that very well. His uh, like Mark, his like client was killed true. on his watch, and he just finally shows up years later because I told you he'd start a war. I'm telling you, the the weird part of this is I took the progression as Deathstroke's there. This guy would never tell anybody else that he had hired Deathstroke. So Deathstroke's there. The guy got killed. And this joke just went away. I mean, there you go. I failed. I failed here, but I won't tell anybody. He goes away. And I can only think that when he shows up here, it, it's not a personal thing. He's been hired by somebody else in Leviathan because she has just made herself, you know, in the open again. So they went to hire him. And, yeah, it's personal for him because of what happened before. But I think that he is hired. He doesn't and- just go and kill people just to kill them. And by five years later, I don't think that he's proving anything to anyone. If they were going to think bad about him now being able to protect that guy that's all gone that's water under the bridge of deathstroke it just feels weird to me just having an issue where you have to have deathstroke and then continue on i wish that this book could establish itself without doing these things first and then if you want to add some guys later maybe but yeah it's just and e- odd. even the whole thing where it's five years ago and deathstroke still has two eyes at that that's moment odd. it doesn't really work in the timeline no. that we've established no. and, so far and really when, when you're when you're sitting there thinking about it it's weird because at first I'm like, oh, he has two eyes. Oh, five years ago. And then I'm thinking, wait a second. He ended up getting that eye shot out when Jericho got his slate, you know, that whole deal. Where, slit, yeah. yeah. And that's wave. He was know, a that, kid. That's a kid. And it does throw it off. And I did see some people on Twitter. I tried to make it work. I really did. I'm like, sure well, I. you can do this, but it really doesn't. Uh, it's just there. Like I said, in Mara, you have where an art where I said, oh, you, you don't make her look younger in these flashbacks. Why not? Well, this is Victor Bogdanovich seemed to have like, well, I have to make sure that people realize uh, that it is a younger Deathstroke, but it's not the eye that does it. Uh, you're not really going to be able to make him look younger. He's in a you know a uniform, suit, in his yeah. suit. So it, it was an odd choice. I know that somebody did throw some shade at him on Twitter and said, what the hell is going on? Why does Deathstroke have two eyes? Aren't you reading Deathstroke? And he kind of said, well, I guess I better do some more research. He was nice about it, but yeah. who knows? Maybe it was something that somebody should have told him or it's something that they just said just do it because it's supposed to be in the past maybe the five years ended up getting shifted at some point maybe when they first had the script it was 10 years ago and it made more sense i don't know but it is odd it is an odd thing when you see it uh and also because of that 
pretty much just looks like Spawn slash Deadpool. I mean, it, it really, in those flashbacks, doesn't really look a lot like Deathstroke anyway, especially with those two eyes. Uh, threw me off a little, but in the end, I like the issue still. I, I like Honor. I like it. Uh, you don't really get a lot of her powers still. I mean, she does yeah. it at one point where she just tries to make uh, the, the scene of the fight quiet so nobody gets alerted, but... It always ends up where she has to get rid of it because somebody somebody's talking to her. The guy who she's there to kill is talking to her. And she's like, well, I guess I got to get rid of this. Snaps her fingers. And he's, please, no, I have a life. And she ends up killing him anyway. At least that's what it seems, obviously. And so we'll see how that goes from there. Uh, maybe the idea of Deathstroke being in it is kind of cool because she is obviously going to say at some point you know i i want to get out of this because of my family family's a big thing in the in the deathstroke book as well but he kind of goes with honor and job over family a lot of times so you'll have to see what goes on but overall i'm i like the art a lot we didn't really talk much about it you said about that progression but uh people who are just seeing victor bogdanovich if you haven't read the new superman which he was on which was kind of a funny thing with the character uh, you know the action figure uh uh, I remember way back he was on that Dar- – what was it? Arkham Knight, the digital book that right. was based on the – it was like video a prequel game. to the video game. And the minute that I saw his art, I even showed you. I mean I, it's not like I'm saying I'm the smartest guy here because I'm not. I can see. I have eyes. You do oh, not. No. And when I saw him, I'm like, boy, he really looks like Greg Capullo art here. And he kind of seemed to get away from that a little in New Superman, I thought. Uh, I could go back and I could be completely wrong. Boy, this issue is pretty much him going right back to that style a hundred percent. And I think oh, yeah. it's going to throw some people off. I think that he's gotten some shade thrown at him again on Twitter about it. I think that maybe he's just like, you know what? This is what got me to the game. I'm saying he's I'm got a very similar it. style. And for the most part, people do love Greg Capullo's yeah. art. So why not pull your best well, out when and, you can? And at one point, there was a thing where somebody tweeted uh, Greg Capullo and said, hey, have you checked this out? Why is there a guy at DC that is copying your art? And they sent a panel of something uh, to Greg Capullo. And that son of a bitch could have said, you know what? Everybody has a style that they try to do. I used to, you know, be a Todd McFarlane, whatever. No, no. He was like, I'm going to have to see about this. I mean, you jerk. And really, I think that Victor McDonovich is just like, hey, if you're not going to do that much, because he doesn't do that much anymore, yeah. I'm just going to swoop in and do this. And well, even I, that, I think like, you know, great. growing up, like, you know, I like to draw a lot, and a lot yeah. of my style I had that back then was based off stuff I saw Joe Maduria doing in Uncanny X-Men. So everybody has a style that they gravitate towards when yeah. they start drawing. And yes, you can, you know, get beyond that at a certain point, but there's going to be a lot of that initial style that you picked up initially yes. to, uh, in your art overall. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the faces. It's really the faces yeah. that end up being very, you know, great. And the eyes, especially. Everybody has those, like, really pronounced eyes and stuff like that. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked stick figure drawing, Eric. And I really, I tried to get it down. I don't know. Got I was, it trying, down to, now, I was I trying to think of some crazy art that, like, like so crazy. But yeah, uh, I do like it though. I, I'm sitting there. I'm actually trying to stall because I'm trying to think of a, a score because I could go as high as a seven. I could go down to a six though because not a lot happens but i'm going to be positive i'm going to go seven because i love the art way more than john ramita jr i I think that that kind of was holding the book back a bit so now we're going uh you have this whole setup i don't like the idea of deathstrokes in it but i still really like the book so i'm going to go i don't mind that yeah i don't mind the idea of deathstroke 
I don't like it. throws us into this assassin world, which I do appreciate. But I thought the pacing and the progression of this issue was way off from what we had previously. And there wasn't a lot of story going on here besides for, you know, honor killing one guy from back yeah. in the past, the guy that got her out, which does have a wraparound feel to it for what she's experiencing now. Yeah. But overall, this was a, a down issue in my mind, and I'd give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm just going to go positive. Also, it's weird, like uh, people were mentioning, we mentioned it on one of the podcasts. I think it might have been uh, Damage uh, because there was an art change on that right. as well. Well, uh, to Carrie Nord from uh, uh, Tony Daniel, and it is weird where you have this setup, these books that were set up to be just for the artist, and the art was a big thing, and then out of nowhere you're getting these change of artists. It seems really odd uh, this quick on. on I like it books. this way though, but I do like it this way. I didn't like it the other way no. uh, as much, but this way I like it. But it is an odd thing where you were really going on the the artists are the superstars. You said it was even like a callback to the '90s, and yeah. you're kind of going against that but yeah this this time it is a plus but we're going to go off now to some more mail hello Talia my old friend you've come to fight with me again Leviathan has taken all you've got you're begging me to give it one more shot but the power that you're giving me are lame It's such a shame I got the cone of silence I killed so many guys before Ten thousand bodies, maybe more I'm an assassin no worldwide When bad guys see me, they all run and hide But my power's the best suited for a librarian It's such a sin I'm saddled with a cone of silence I got a kidney jelly bean Yo, it's mail call It is the best podcast of we no shade is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. And I've got a long way to go. All right, we're back with more mail, Eric. How good, are you doing, good. Eric? We're back here with more mail tonight on the podcast. And this first mail is Brandon. I'm going to get a sexy voice for Brandon because he always likes that. So when are you, you going like, to switch your voice up? You like this sexy voice? It's a little bit better than that jerk-off voice of yours that you always oh, no. talk about. Brandon says, oh, sexy voice indeed, Eric. It's back. 
Sup, fellas. Actually, Sup, uh, I, I will tell you on a side that Andrew Belfast sent me a note that his wife was listening to the uh, Patreon-only Weird Science Pop Culture podcast and said that she found this very hilarious and also said oh. that I had a great voice, Eric. Oh, my I have never told you differently. My I, oh, voice my, is the problem. Oh, my goodness. It's funny because she didn't say that your voice was bad, just didn't mention it. Oh, my God. I had a smile she on my face. brought up right. Smile on my face. Sup, fellas? Sometimes you come across statements on the internet that are so ridiculous. You can't help but share them with friends and family because you can't believe it's actually real goddamn life. You're now, talking about monkeys not... on trial? Yes. Now, whether they have rights to selfies? Yes, to selfies. Fucking nonsense. Now, I will not mention names of the individuals in question here, although Jim knows their true identities. Yes, I do. But now, uh, just know that it's no GFC member. I'm mocking, but it's truly a real-life Twitter personality or possibly a Russian bot. Anyway, huh. the story starts with getting home from work and trying to catch up on what I missed on Twitter since the new job doesn't afford me the luxury as much as the old job tended to do. So what happens when you get more money. Also, Brandon, he, he's disappeared. That guy does not talk to me, Eric. Yeah. I sit there and I send him a message and I do not hear back. Though, I said to Reggie because Reggie asked me the one day, like, oh, man, I sent you some things on Twitter. I don't really load up Twitter that much as as I did before either. So, not you until know, I start talking to you. Yeah, yeah, and then you start talking to me and I need some out. <laughs> that's slack chat i'm telling you. anyway i scroll by you don't understand eric the pressures of running the ship you're there the the first mate you're there nailing chicks down below i'm there with the i'm doing the the thing with the thing and the thing the sail i'm oh, trying to think about the, the, st- the steering wheel i'm at the steering wheel <sighs> i gotta gotta calm down here Eric. i'm getting too excited anyway so i was just oh. thinking i was thinking of you down below anyway i scroll by bill's twitter losing its mind over our latest qb selection and they did select a quarterback that seems to have a uh, a past of uh really bad things that he said on twitter as a youth and uh yeah it's coming to bite him in the ass but to see a quote a uh, tweet from someone that catches my attention for some reason that says and here you go you ready I love the buzz this book, Ben Percy Nightwing, is starting to get. It was on my pull because of Ben Percy, but it's good to see some hype building. Attached below is the quote tweet saying, Just read Nightwing 44 by Ben Percy, which is the one coming up this week. Finished Mm -hmm. the story, sat back and said, Wow, this is going to be huge. Watch for my review. And I will tell you, I do know what Brandon's talking about. He did send the idea. He did send this tweet, I mean. And his idea was the return tweet of loving the buzz. It's got him mad. I'm sitting there furious at this person who had a review copy and has to go on and start hyping their own goddamn thing. I mean, we get the review copies on Friday. You don't see my ass on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. No, you know what you do? Wait for your goddamn review. Don't sit there and start hyping it. God damn it, Eric. I hate it. You know how much me and you both get mad at embargoes being, you know, taken. This is basically the wink, wink. I can't say anything, but already saying it's going to be huge. Wink, wink. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, really. I want to respond, and I didn't respond to any of this, but I wanted to respond like, keep it in your pants. You know, just wait. We all have it. You know, anybody who has a podcast or a site, we've all seen it. I don't choose to read them right away, mainly, if, unless I want to irritate Eric, because yes. we have a podcast that we're doing. I don't want to spoil shit and do that. Well, just stop your nonsense. Just stop it. Well, I send these tweets right to Jim. 
Of course. Okay, infuriates me because I can't believe this is actually happening, and I know he'll lose his mind with me. And again, I lost my mind for a little bit of a different reason, but also, you know, I love this hype nonsense. Then I start investigating the source of this further, and boy, what a nut I uncover. So the original tweet comes from a person who at one point a uh, day prior said the following, totally unconnected to comics thing that put up red flags in my brain, immediately invalidating both opinions I see fit. This is what they said. The red flag was, have you ever stopped to consider how seriously messed up the giving tree is? The tree is noble for giving of Jesus itself Christ, so freely, really? but the kid takes everything from the tree until the tree is a stump. What the hell kind of message does that send the kids? Did, did, did you classic. just read the giving yeah, tree? What classic. the fuck? So we have people on the internet celebrating Ben Percy. And you and the upcoming. rest of those six-year-olds are going to have their mind blown. Yeah, so we have people on the internet celebrating Ben Percy's epic Nightwing run one issue, and mind you, uh, one issue, mind you, uh, most giving uh, 10 out of 10s that can't be and don't comprehend the fucking most basic story to the children that's basically about not being a fucking asshole. Don't just take and take and take without giving back. Am I mistaken, am I mistaken there? Am I crazy? I mean, sure, yeah, it's technically deeper than that, but if I had to sum it up in four words, the giving tree gives you the message, don't be an asshole. Yeah. It's about it for education I retained despite uh, – or it's about all that I retained despite a long tenure of schooling. And really, he, he also – I'm telling you, Brandon, don't be an asshole. My thing that I take from his email is please use autocorrect, Eric. That, that's the words I would say, but that's okay. How is this a bad message to send to someone, anybody, especially a child? I'm supposed to listen to this person tell me how goddamn great Ben Percy is at writing superhero stories, undoubtedly filled with SJW nonsense. Oh, jeez. I think I just deleted some things. When you think the giving tree is damaging minds, <laughs> what planet do we live on? Did we just get sent to Mars to live with aliens when I fell asleep one day and nobody told me? Is this why Jim and Eric are scared of everything because we're on Mars? And there's a little bit of that, a little bit of something else. But holy shit, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills some days. I have no idea why this whole thing triggered me so bad. But I really can't deal with this nonsense life throws at me anymore. Twitter is really something that should require a license to operate. I, I just think that down the line, say 50 years ago, Twitter is just going to be known as the time that human, you know, mankind, humankind, I should say, because already I'll get yelled at for saying mankind, uh, realize that we're all pieces of shit. That's all that Twitter's good for is to just finally you, you know you had a sneaking suspicion that most people including yourself were pieces of shit now we know now you know now we know and knowing's half the battle and knowing is head knowing at this point is all the battle i come to this conclusion more and more each day it's the only way to stop what i refer to know as tom kinging of everything where none of these comics have apparent any flaws uh but the giving tree the fucking giving tree is apparently <coughs> the devil you can tell that this but Giving Tree might have been the last book that Brandon read. <laughs> he's, he's very upset. You know, up, up there in Buffalo, I don't know what kind of libraries they have. Books of the week. He libraries. Says, yeah, really. Only got two books this week because I'm done with Flash. They're it's all trash. replaced with liquor stores. Yes, really. And I'm convinced Josh and maybe, you know, pawn shops. I don't know. I'm convinced Josh Williamson couldn't fill in Mad Libs if he was given words to pick for him and told what blanks to place them on. However, my rebirth run is still for sale for the low, low cost of shipping if anyone wants it he's not getting takers detective comics when you slap a name like batman eternal on the cover uh to this arc it comes with the expectation of ridiculousness to me the six issue run just isn't living up to sure ulysses turning tim into a robot batman through the uh, through the air is insane but i don't need ulysses talking nonsense for over i have an issue over explaining things i need ulysses skipping to my loo through a forest or something and tynan just isn't going to do that enough for me for this batman eternal tag to be in it 
it and to be honest. Bat- less many talky, less, yeah, less talky talky from Ulysses in this book unless he's going to look into the future and tell me who the fuck the first victim is. God damn it. Also, why does Ulysses look like a sexy fit Asian 20 something by the last page of this book <laughs> when he looked like a chubby preteen girl two issues ago? Eric actually says it at the end. He's right with you. New Age of DC Heroes. Well, I think this issue was the death knell for me and the terrifics. I don't like, I don't feel like much has happened in three issues to hook me besides a few lines from Plastic Man. He has his own mini out soon, and since he's the only character I'm enjoying out of this book, I'll just wait to see and get more of him and less of this hunt for Tom Strain, Strange, Strong, whatever the fuck it is, I still know nothing about, after being teased twice in the same cliffhanger for two issues. Also, if I want to hear some chick bitch and moan about how I hate uh, how I hate her parents, I can put down my comic books and live like listening to my roomie. What a bunch of nonsense. Lemire is better than this. And he says, I'll be talking The Hunt for Wolverine number one with Trevitt next, a book that charges. Hey, here's the best part. He, he's now going to tell us what he thinks of The Hunt for Wolverine because I think he's afraid that Trevitt might drown him out because they are having a battle. <laughs> about this book and he's going to tell you right now before you hear what he says maybe with a wink wink what he really thinks because he says I'll be talking the hunt for Wolverine number one with Trevitt next a book that charged me five ninety nine for the right to try to get me to buy four different mini series each four issues long with a three ninety nine price tag so don't fret Jim and Eric I see Marvel is back to its old fuckery and tricks again as well can't sell what they used to so they just ch- charge you out the ass to read their books yes all is right in the comic world again dc doing nothing falling behind in sales and marvel trying to rape my wallet and with overpriced issues that go equally about as nowhere before their next relaunch that isn't a relaunch but follows some awful continuity nobody can keep track of anymore ah comics never change until you vanquish into nothingness and he's this is his lifelong struggle with with trevor they argue about this constantly it is the yin and yang uh, of podcast and whatever when they get together because Trevitt loves almost everything and Brandon hates yeah. it. So, foo, I feel better after all that off my chest. So we're going to go off to the Marvel Minute for Hunt for Wolverine number one. I'm guessing that uh, Brandon's going to say he doesn't like it. Is that what you think? <laughs> you think that he might say well. that? Well, we'll see what he says uh, now. I'm trying to fuck you and your bestie, yeah. Jump up with this girl, so do not test me, yeah. Quick flood drip. On a bitch, 5790 spit the coupe on my wrist. Multi million dollar, I'm a fool with the hits. Hop up in the lemon, drop the roof, show the tits. All right, welcome everybody. This is the Marvel Minute. I am Brandon, as always, joined by Trevitt. Trevitt, how we doing, man? Not bad. What's going on? Nothing. Coming to you guys on Infinity War weekend here to talk a little uh, Hunt for Wolverine, a character that wasn't in Infinity War uh, movie, anyway, at all. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I thought uh, because of the week it was, the Thanos book was definitely going to win out. That didn't happen. And what was the other one we put up there? It was in, uh, it was a tight race. Uh, No, it wasn't Spider-Man because it wasn't a Spider-Man week. Uh, I really forget. Like I'm drawing I a blank do. too. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to tell you guys all about while well, Trevor checks the Hunt for Wolverine number one. I'm going to get into the credits here. Uh, Charles Sewell is the sole writer of both stories in this issue, but we got a, a double dose of art team. We got the first team uh, for the main story of David Marquez, Rochelle Rosenberg. 
And then the second backup story is Paulo Sequera, Walden Wong, and Ruth Redmond. Uh, so the, that's the team making up the book in the two different, you know, uh, basically stories you get here. What was the third it one? Was, it was uh, Mighty Thor, 706. Oh, yeah. yeah, Thor. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about these two books. The first one, uh, well, not two books, one book with two stories. <laughs> the first story, uh, there's a little more meat to than the second story there, which is really just kind of a setup, but... Uh, let's talk about it. We got guess who's back here, uh, Logan. Uh, he's re- he's really been back since September, and we've been seeing him in various issues with one-page teases. Um, but all the other people in the Marvel universe seem to slowly be finding out uh, right now as well. So in true comic book fashion, we're going to tune into this one shot that spins out into four different minis uh, that follow it to see if we can keep up with what Logan is up to. Uh, here it all starts, so let's get ready to pop our claws as we tell you about Hunt for Wolverine number one. Uh, the issue starts with the Reavers uh, actually ascending on Alberta, Canada. Um, as they have this great grand plan, uh, this narrator is telling us to basically steal Wolverine's statue, uh, it, tomb that everyone kind of thinks he's encased in, and basically sell it or, or melt it or get rid of it for money. Um, that's their big plan. Cause they are beat up. They are rusty and, and all their tech is just like shit right now. Uh, the last I remember seeing them, I don't know if they've been in a story since was an old man, Logan story. I don't know, 10 issues back or so when he was uh, in this Alaska, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the yeah. last time I remember the Reavers popping up and he pretty much like, I don't know whooped their ass. So, Oh, they um, were, they were not these particular ones, but Reavers were in uh, Jean, a Jean Grey issue. I think it was number two or three. Okay. Yeah, so, that, I mean, they, they come and go randomly, but they seem to be in bad shape. Uh, lately, you know, they've fucked up a bunch of jobs, so they haven't been getting paid, which means their tech is all shit right now. Uh, so, they're, so they're dealing with what they can uh, and basically walk into, if you know anything about this Wolverine story lately, there's this like cabin in, in the woods of Alberta um, that that they have his adamantium encased body in. It's kind of like on this pedestal that they make a joke about later. Uh, and, you know, people can go pay their respects there. The bad guys aren't really supposed to know about it, but, but they've discovered this and they're walking on in. Um, so, yeah, they set off these secret alarms, obviously. Uh, the X-Men gold team comes popping up. Uh, to confront the Reavers, and this obviously then leads um, to a conflict between the two groups, and then we start hitting some uh, flashback material. Uh, did, did I gloss over anything there? Anything you want to mention or, or bring up? Uh, no. Not yet <laughs> yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's about it. That's the beginning uh, five or six pages. Um, then we kind of get into the stuff that's a little more interesting, if you ask me, and... Uh, um, we, we flash back to some vaguely titled uh, flashback called Earlier, just after Wolverine's death, where various people are brought to say their goodbyes to Wolverine, the people that were close to him. Uh, we, we get a nice scene with Cyclops, kind of, you know, you kind of have that moment with somebody that, that you, you hated towards the end of, of their life, but, you know, you're, you're having your what-ifs and, and kind of feeling bad. Um that's what Cyclops is doing. And then Mr. Fantastic comes by. He kind of feels bad because uh, 
Uh, Wolverine came to him before he went off on his, you know, last adventure in the death of Wolverine. See if he could help fix him. And Mr. Fantastic was like, well, if you give me some time, I might be able to help you out. But it's not like something I can do right away. Um, Wolverine's not good at sitting still. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Wolverine went off and died. And then Mr. Fantastic's kind of pissed at himself right now. Uh, if you ask me, this is the foreshadowing to later on in the story. I'll bring up when we hit that, uh, that flashback, but, um, I think he kind of ends up figuring out a way, <laughs> which is why Wolverine is back. If you ask me, but, uh, anyway, we, we jump back while this flashback occurs, kind of wraps up to the mutant and reaver story, uh, the X-Men gold team versus the reavers. And we, it kind of comes full circle and you see that the fact that the, the reavers are trying to bust open this statue to get Wolverine out of the center of it. They know he's encased inside or think he is. Uh, and when they do finally succeed and kind of split this down the middle, one of them's kind of got some tech to help do it. They realize it's it's empty and Wolverine hasn't been in there for at least an extended period of time at this point. Um, so yeah, the, if you remember the legacy issue, that was kind of how, you know, uh, it, that came full circle. You saw the tease with Jean going there and, and uh, she she went to go, you know, say her prayers or her or have a moment with Wolverine in the, in the adamantium. And he was already busted out of that. Uh, we get the answers to all, how all that happened here after we see what the Reavers uh, find out. And that is Kitty pride is our answer. And then she basically phased him out of there. Um, and, and then the X-Men decided to bury him proper because they just, I don't know. Long story short, weren't really all right with just leaving him in this cabin encased in this adamantium, which is the reason he died. Uh, and those are the only people who knew where he was, you know what I mean, where he was buried. Yeah, like his closest friends. We got Kitty Pride, uh, Colossus, uh, Cyclops, Storm, and Beast. So those are supposed to be the only people that know. Job Jubilee's here, Dupe. Um, Firestar, I think. Is that Firestar or Jean Grey? I couldn't tell who was who. No, was. it's um, it's either Firestar. Or, yeah, I think it's Firestar. It's not. Yeah, can't because she wouldn't have been back out. from the dead at this point, right? Yeah, because this is before no, no. it says. <laughs> yeah, because there she is. <laughs> the one problem with these vaguely titled flashbacks. Uh, but yeah, Cyclops is alive at this too. time too. So yeah, this is way way back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they bury him. They say their goodbyes. They go off. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like uh, we then get this confusing scene towards the end um, where we flash back to today and then now. So today you just kind of see Kitty Pride sitting where he's supposed to be buried, having a beer. And, you know, she kind of sees, I don't know what she sees. Can you explain what this is in the woods? Is this like a hole he cut through wood? Or what is this that like catches her attention that makes her think he's not in there? <laughs> Can uh, you tell from the art? She reaches down. Yeah, I know she reaches down, but she like looks off in the distance. Because I think like, she can't. She thinks somebody's watching her. I don't think she can feel him down there. Yeah, I was just I was a little lost at this part, and she's like, "Oh, kitty." So yeah, she sticks her arm down there. She realizes there's no body. Yeah. And then we flash back to what it says is now right now and we what looks to be wolverine killing just some dude in a business suit <laughs> assassinating someone maybe yeah, yeah so um in a black 
the unitard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what's I I, I kind of had my doubts that this was the real Wolverine. Like maybe this is a clone. Somebody got a hold of some of him because they bring up the word. We don't want his body in the wrong hands because they're going to clone him about six different times in this issue. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think this is the Wolverine we've been following in the end of random Marvel issues. They've been including him in. That's just a random guess other than uh, I don't know. By, by like hints Maybe. in the story. I've been getting, I don't know. And my mind goes right to the movie that just happened. The Logan movie with the two fucking Wolverines running around. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's really how it ends with him killing this guy and then sitting on, I don't know if it's a jail bench or just where he killed this guy. There's some bench there and just keeps popping his claws in and out. Um, that's really how this wraps up. And then we get our backup with, uh, Tony and Stark labs repairing his Iron Man armor and, somebody going through his house trying to get down to him. It ends up being Kitty and, and she wants to recruit Iron Man in the old squad for uh, hunting down the Wolverine's body. They, they ne never really allude that he's alive. They're just like, we got to find his body. They're not really yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the last part of it is a uh, lady death strike tease where she finds out mm -hmm. the one reaver that escaped gives her a heads up that Wolverine is not in the statue, possibly alive. She's like, Daredevil well, let, too. let me find out. Oh yeah. The daredevil one. I forgot about that. That was probably my favorite one, even though that's not the book I'm interested in following. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Charles Sewell mini. Uh, yeah. Mini where... With his, with Misty Knight, right? Uh, yeah. With daredevil, Misty Knight and a couple other daredevil characters. Uh, and then you got the Tom Taylor one that spins out with RB Silva, Adamantium Agenda. That's going to be Iron Man, Luke Cage, New Jessica Avengers. Jones, and yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, the Claws of a Killer, it looks like Sabretooth Car. and Bacon are going to be joining Lady Deathstrike. And then Mystery of Madripoor is all like the X-Men ladies headed off there um, to Weird. see if Wolverine's hiding out. Uh, two of them sound like, okay... I can see this, but then yeah. the other two just sound strange. I mean, I they sound. I mean, all these people would be looking for him, but it's just one's a horror and one's like a a, a noir mystery one. It just sounds so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so your mileage may vary about what's coming next. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of are gravitating towards the Tom Taylor one. Uh, pro mm -hmm. It's probably the best lineup of characters and and maybe the you know most consistent writer of the group they they've given you there. Um, yeah, most definitely. I, I'm gonna check out the the soul one. Uh, yeah, I'll check out I, that, that one. That was the one out of all the teases they're giving us in this book. I was most interested in story wise. It just seemed kind of the coolest. You know what I'm saying? Like, just what the hell yeah. is Daredevil doing in all this? And <laughs> yeah, that kind of interests me for that reason alone. But uh, yeah, we're at the end of things here, so we'll tell you what we think as far as buy, borrow, or forget goes. Uh, yeah, this was a five ninety nine joint kind of setting up four different miniseries coming. Uh, I kind of joked with Trevor earlier in the week. It was the best issue of X-Men gold I've read in a while. Uh, <laughs> I wish they would have just put it in X-Men gold charged a normal price and, and kind of numbered them like hunt for Wolverine that way instead of doing this mini thing, like put it just in the X-Men books. That feels like a more roundabout way of doing it. But, um, I don't know. This, this this is somewhere between borrow and forget for me. I'm going to talk myself into one of the two by by the time I'm done here. Um, I liked the the parts filling in the story we didn't know. So like the flashbacks, 
and yeah, yeah. Uh, like the present day stuff where they kind of discover he is um he's totally gone the reaver stuff you know i could do without they're not just a super interesting villain to me uh i did kind of like that old man logan story they were in more just for its all-out brutality uh but that was a crazy story yeah it was it, it was one of my favorite in in that run but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say borrow, but I, it's real close to forget for me. If you're interested in any of these miniseries coming up, I would say this is going to be closer to the buy side of things for you. Uh, if you don't have much interest in them like I do, it's closer to the forget side. I'm still kind of leaning on the fence if I'm going to follow the Tom Taylor uh, book or not. Uh, I'm just iffy about it. I think I just want to deal with regular Wolverine when he comes back and not deal with all this hunt nonsense and kind of guessing which book most of the important stuff's going to go down in and, and either being really disappointed, I guessed wrong or, uh, you know, kind of where I'm getting at with that. Um, or just kind of happy, I guessed right. And and it's okay. Just because you're not going to get a whole lot of Wolverine out of it from the, the way it seems. Um, I wish I knew which one this Wolverine killing the business suit was going to be in the most, because that would be the one I would read. Yeah, <laughs> that, be that one. was a cool part of the book too. Um, but yeah, I, I have my doubts. That's actually the Wolverine we've been following in these uh, like teases they've been throwing in Spider-Man and Iron Man and other random issues throughout uh, throughout the months. Um, that's that's kind of where my brain is. I think Mister Fantastic also when. Uh, either figured something out and helped him out of there uh, before he disappeared, which is why nobody knows. I mean, he'd be <laughs> you know, walking there, around alive. There's some interesting things. Yeah. There's some interesting things. Uh, and I wish they would just kind of take a more head on inst- instead of alluding to it all this issue. Um, so, so that's kind of my, my beefs with it. It's real close to forget, but I'm going to give it a barrel. Uh, cause I did enjoy some of it and the art was, was pretty good throughout the whole thing. It, it was fun to look at and, and see, and it was the best issue of X-Men gold I've ever read. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> what'd you think? I'm going to go with borrow ultimately. Um, you know, it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it was a really good issue of X-Men gold, which is funny because Marquez <laughs> is going to be working on X-Men gold at some yeah. point, uh, during the wedding and shit. I liked, uh, you know, the fight was cool. It looked great. The art looks fantastic. It's David Marquez. What can you say? Um, I've never seen Rochelle Rosenberg color his art before, but I think she did a really good job because um, usually it's Justin Ponser who does his, his colors. Uh, the Mr. Fantastic stuff was cool. Yeah, I, I, I think, that. you know, if he did bring if, if you fucked up, if he was walking around all this time since before Secret Wars or... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why, like, he, you know, he doesn't have to come back because he sees old man Logan's there and he's like, all right, they don't really need me. They got a Wolverine for a little while. I can take a vacation extendedly. Yeah, did his own thing. He likes to wander. So maybe he wandered for a while. Uh, It's only been a couple of years, I think, even in continuity time. Um, Yeah, it was all right. You know, I mean, it did. it, It was what it was supposed to be. It was. You know, kicking off the Hunt for Wolverine miniseries. That's basically what the intention was with this issue, and they, he did it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't anything like too incredible. Like, I was excited to read it, but once I read it, I was like, you know, it's good. And it's, it's well written and everything. It's got great art, but it's just, 
not as cool as I thought it was going to be. That's, yeah. that's kind of a bummer. It did happen. I was really hyped for it and, and really let down kind of is where, yeah. where I'm, I'm ultimately at with it. Uh, I want to just... I <laughs> I don't think we've seen some of these Alpha Flight characters in a very, very long time. Like yeah. normally, we see the ones that, like Sasquatch and Puck Puck. and and Captain Marvel, but we don't see these guys. We never see them. Um, oh boy! But uh, yeah, that's cool. I like how they linked it to Marvel Legacy, the first issue with Jean Grey in the end. Uh, that basically had the same page, her standing in front of the statue saying "Welcome back." Yeah, she she was. Uh... I was like, who the hell is this narrator throughout? And then it, it turned out to be young Gene. I was all right with that by the end of the issue, too. That was kind of cool. Throughout the whole book? Yeah. I thought it was Kitty, right? Really? Through I thought it ended yeah, up being yeah. young Gene. Yeah, it, it's Kitty while she's uh, while she's sitting at the grave drinking a beer. She's telling the story. Oh, man, I miss that. Um, that's why, you know, the, the flashback is, is a fight, and then it says today. And that's like after the fight with the Reavers, she's sitting at the grave and she's telling Wolverine the story of of what happened. And then, you know, she lays down and she's like, fuck, he's not even here. And then they flash to Wolverine and then they got all the X-Men standing above like, shit, he's not here. What the fuck happened? And then all the stuff with people hunting for him. So, you know, it did, it did what it was supposed to do. It was, it was a borrow for me, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I could tell. It doesn't have anything too crucial to yeah, spend. Yeah, six bucks on it no, but that's it was, the kicker but it was a decent read it was a decent read it's not bad or anything it's just not like it's not essential you could just read the mini series and, and not have to read this pick yeah. the one you want to read and, and that's it that's what i'm saying if you got a hankering for some wolverine you're really not going to get too much of that here uh kind of filled for you um yeah. that, that's where i was the most let down in it uh it does an all right job of setting up the minis so if you're really interested in those minis coming out i would get this other than that i, I might avoid it and if you're waiting for wolverine to come back i would wait for his regular series whenever that comes out to start proper uh and they'll fill you in on everything you need to know, basically. <laughs> I'm sure. So uh, we're going to wrap things up here, guys. I got the poll up late last week, but uh, it got, for some reason, more votes than it usually gets. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the Internet's reasoning. Maybe it was the book choices that inspired people or not. But uh, I'm going to try to get that up on Monday. Um, and I'll retweet it throughout the week. And get your vote in. Let us know what you want to hear about. You can find that at Beamer3660. Trevit always does retweet it, and you can find him at Trevit Trev. Trev, right? Yeah. yeah. I finally had it down. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap things up this week, guys. So peace out. Hit us up, and we'll talk next week. Later. Peace. Somewhere right close to me, just in case the rollers be rolling on the team. I want to keep it in the hosiery. I'm known in my town and on strips where high rollers be. I'm up early where the money folders sipping folders be. A country boy chilling in Brooklyn like lefty. So close, no matter how far. views come straight from the heart. Forever trusting one as words Cause Jim's reviews matter Jim never opens himself this way To his wife or his family 
Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I see and I find in him Twelve hours a week we get jammed Open mind for a fuck you find Cause Jim's reviews matter All right, and we are here with Reggie. Green's Light. Green's Light. We'll be, I'm going to probably have to hit that in a minute because, yeah, we are going to be talking Reggie's books. And this week we do have a Green's Light book. Yeah, my uh, favorite. Just yes. so I can hear that wrong turn. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to, you know what? I'm sorry that I did not have that. So I'm going to play that right now as well. So we're, we're going to have a, a huge intro. Here it goes. Nice. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Green's light. Green's light, indeed. Green's light. Segregation. Reshi. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a little bit different here. We're going to talk about all your books in one section. We have a lot of books. Plus then you have two young animal books. Uh, you had a lot of books this week. I had and a lot it, of books this week, boy. Yeah. It's Feast and Famine. Uh, feast yeah. or Famine again, because next week you have one, and it's a uh, it's just one of those uh, Harley Loves uh, Joker thing, right? It's one Harley of those Loves tie-in Joker. It's actually, yeah, it's, I, I thought it was a tie-in to the Batman Catwoman. That's what I thought it was, too. It's not. It's, it it's some old. It's some old, like, like oh, something that's been in a shelf. Really? You know what I mean, it's some inventory it, They were yeah. pushing that as the book that was supposed to be. A I tie-in. didn't see. I didn't see anything in there that really uh, made me feel, think it was. But I, I haven't read it completely yet, so I could be wrong. That's ridiculous. It, is what that it was is. all. It was all like pre. It was all like Dini Harley when she really? had like the black red costume yeah, yeah. and that old sister hat. Well, there uh, you go. So. There you have it. But yeah, so you get eight books this week, pretty much, and then next week you have one. That's crazy. Uh, and we have, uh, this week, we have a ton of books. That's why we're going to put all of yours in this one section. It, it might make sense by the end. I'm not sure. Uh, but next week we'll be, you know, we'll have back to normal in one book. And do you even have a young animal book next week? I don't know. Uh, yeah, do. I do. Oh, yeah. do. Although, although Chris is the one that writes the review for okay. it, Shade the Changing Woman next week. Oh my week. goodness. You, you can so put your I'm feet up like an Eric out. Shea. Yeah, <laughs> you can chill. Uh, but what are we talking about? First, we heard the green slide. So what are we, we doing? We know what it's got to be. It's going to be Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 43, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, and Tamu Mori. New boy in the neighborhood looks like a robot and it's understood. He's there just to take good care of me. Or I'm one of the enemy. Dark stars in charge of our days and our nights. Dark stars in charge of our wrong and our rights. And I see I want dark stars in charge of me. So do I. 
And I, hey. I, I know Eric loves the Charles in Charge thing. I love Charles in Charge He would so sit much. there and, and sing that up and down aisles in stores at one point, he was telling me, and then wondered why uh, mothers were grabbing their kids and running as Eric is running around singing well, that, the Charles in Charge that's what Eric wants more than anything is for that Charles is to be in charge. Someone yeah, to be in be charge. Somebody, Somebody to be in charge. Please. Somebody to make the hard decisions like yeah. what are Somebody we getting Taco Bell or Burger King? That's the so, hard decision. Somebody but, take me to the eye doctor, for God's sake. That that's what is, Eric said. And that's not a hard decision. That's a life-altering, you know, <laughs> thing there. That's something that should be. There should Don't be no tell me how to de- live my life. shouldn't be a decision there. The decision should be just when are we going, not if we should, because really – that guy can't see. I don't know if you know that, Reggie. He's blind. He's oh, blind right? oh, there. Yes, he yeah. is. But tying it in, I, I'm not blind, and I can see that I love the art in this issue as I usually oh, yeah. do, especially Rafa Sandoval is awesome. That's no, one of your is, favorites, This Reggie. is my tea, man, Sandoval, Tarot, yeah, yeah. Maury. I really think to me, I mean, obviously it's all of them, but I've noticed like when Maury's in the coloring cut, Things get look they look pretty good, you Things know what I mean? Good. But all yeah. but these three together I think they create uh really great looking yeah. comics and especially these outer space scenes are just awesome as hell. Yeah. Like I don't know what what who does the nebula, but shit's looking looks very, awesome. very proper. Uh, I love that, it. Though, uh, the book just never seems to go very far. And we're getting to this this run is ending in seven issues. So you have the idea Rowermendity's on till 50, and it seems like what he's saying, maybe the 50th issue, which is an oversized deal, will have like the victory lap, things like that. But I think that this story is going to that. I've not, I don't think I've seen anything that tells me different. And really? boy, yeah, and if, it, this, there's nothing going it's, on, but I, I like it, it but geez. If, if, you, if you wanted to whittle down what happens in this book, essentially the Green Lantern Corps learns what Hal knew last yeah. issue. Yeah. But Hal already learned at the end of last issue when the Dark Star came and took away Tomar 2. Now, Tomar 2 gets to explain that to everybody. And, and yeah. the new thing is that there are, like, way more Dark Stars. Yeah, there's and that's crazy. And, yeah, and, the, and, the, and the, the most important thing is that they're using the controllers as their, like, brain base. That's, like, the mother brain, obviously. That's that's how they communicate with each other. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that the yeah. Green Lanterns are going to have to take out. That was that was where that was. That's the thing is, we, we do move very slowly in this, but the things we do learn we are do pretty learn big, big in my things. mind, where the controllers are off the table, and we have an army of Dark yeah. Stars that yeah. are willing to kill at the drop of a hat. But with that, you read this, and I'm just like Reggie said, most of the stuff we already know, we get two big things, like you said. You have the controllers off the map, and you have a huge army uh, of Dark Stars, but it's going to continue this whole deal where uh, if you've been reading or playing the Injustice game or, you know, digital comic, we- we've seen this before. This is the standard deal of, listen, uh, you keep arresting people, and they keep becoming villains. We saw this last issue. We It was explained, and that's yeah. explained even more here of the you know i know these murders i was in the side cells i hear them talking all they're waiting for is to get out and kill somebody else so they should be taken care of and that's what we're going to do uh it just is that it's not even just this issue it's just that we say it all the time but it's the overall pacing of this whole run that is just so slow and with every other book being slow like it is it just kills me, and I mean, the sales know, this on this are not good. So there's constantly issues where so and so has to go and tell everyone yeah, something, and it's it like that shouldn't, that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. That's essentially what this is. Like, all right, now we have to explain the thing that we know to everyone at yeah. large, and now they can react. And in the end, essentially, the you know uh, the dark stars are like, you're either going to let us do what we're going to do, or we're going to take gonna, it down yeah. now. 
yeah, and John yeah. Stewart smartly says, I think we're going to, you know. Yeah, we're going to back well, off. We're going to back off yeah. for now. We're good, yeah. you know. But yeah. uh, We need some help. There's not enough Green Lanterns in the universe to freaking help us take yeah. you down. So and, this is – there's nuts because right away you start off where the Green Lanterns are playing catch-up because across yeah. the universe, the Dark Stars are already going out and executing criminals. Yeah, they're executing yeah. people. And th- this right is the problem. The so it's like, page, all right, look, we, we, we got to get some shit together and go after if it's just Tomar too, whatever. And that's when we learn as well when the Green Lanterns and their you know select group they bring out, the Dark Stars have teleportation technology, which is going to make it a, a bitch to fight them because right away they like Stell is grabbed, even though you never see Stell. You just no. hear that Stell was teleported back to Mogo. The rest of the, the group are teleported back to Mogo. When yeah. we do have our, you know, uh, a little rundown of what's yeah. going on because instead of uh, everybody, Hal is teleported to the rest of the rest of the Dark Stars and gets to see firsthand that they are fucked. It's basically in the redone, you know, the uh, original trilogy Star Wars of Han running around the corner and all of a sudden there's a trillion stormtroopers. Yeah. Like Eric hates that scene, but there's the other big no, thing. I, before I hate that. the special edition scene yes. where there's millions of stormtroopers. That's what I'm saying. A million. That's what this is. That's what it's like when you end up getting them there. It to me, it just reminded me of all those stormtroopers yeah. there. But you have two other ridiculous number. A ridiculous number. Of a ridiculous Number, yes, and all just standing there. Why are they all standing next to each other like that? But yeah, they're just saying. What I I think the other thing is too is you do have that little scene with the guardians. So yeah, because if they didn't have this, you're gonna think, oh, the guardians are gonna step in and say this is nonsense again, like they did with Zod. You do see that they're like, nah, shit's gone wrong. We gotta stop this. We we gotta do something now. Yeah, and then as it goes, you just have them just there to find out the dark stars, and they do see you get them teleport. But I, I think that that also kind of shows at one point it seemed to me as they were pushing the idea of like hey uh you know you guys are the space cups you're good enough so go off but then that doesn't kind of you know it leads to battles and, and things like that but you do have how you know pleading uh with tomar too but it just it's deaf ears we saw this last issue we already know yeah. what's going on he does try to bring his dad in on things and you know hey your dad taught me this tomar Ray he was would a great guy he wouldn't be with that and he's like no no this is what we're gonna do i'm gonna do this you know what happened sir did, you know you get a lot hey, of i'm like, a dark star now yeah, you hey, know i don't I'm run with dark stars. what are you more. doing Hey. And and really, it's more – that's basically all it is. I mean this yeah. could be uh, the mob. It could be any sort of thing where it's like I like the way they're going to do it. I'm going to go forward with it. And it's enough that, – that's the weird thing about Venditti's run is if I sat there – and we talked about this before. I'm not going to go fully into it again. But if you sit and think, what were the best things in this run? You have to really sit and think because not a lot happens overall – but yeah, each issue, we're not furious about it. You know, no, it's no, good enough no, it per issue. And, and as Eric points out, there is a little bit of forward movement, but the, but the pacing is just way yeah. slow. You know, there isn't and, a yeah. lot. And God, there's a lot of yakety yak with that. Yeah, whole, no, like, a lot of yakety yak. Don't talk speech, back. And the, and the contents of that speech, really, like we say, it's just reiterating yeah. a lot of the things we already know. And it's yeah. you know, it's nice that I guess you could pick up this issue and just jump right in. But yeah, you could. I'm of the, I'm of the mind. Just pick up every six issue then. Yeah. Why fucking bother with yeah, the really. Pre- yeah, really. You because know? you could just pick up this issue and you'd be pretty well on your way. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's okay. You get, you know, you have Venditti who's kind of trying to throw the characters in again. Like, yeah, we get our Earth Lanterns, but we have, uh, this issue to me had more of the other Lanterns, uh, 
more so than some of the others, but you don't really get much of them. It's no, more no. at the beginning when they're at going around looking. Yeah, cool. I'm saying yeah. at the beginning when you see some other lanterns doing something, you're like, all right. Like, you know, Aresia's out and about doing a lantern Yeah, stuff. that's oh, what I'm saying. Cool. When was the last time we even had her have a word bubble? It's, it's been, been long, so long, long time, yeah. and I, a lot I kinda, of people love her. I really hope her. they kind of break this whole team up. You know, I this do is too. Really, well, you yeah, have Jon Stewart going off to the Justice League book, and yes, something has to happen. I think that they have to either have a Green Lantern Corps with, say, Kyle and Guy uh, and then go because they really are really pushing Kyle and Guy as this kind of team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, I'd like because there's too many characters and they're not doing enough with I'd them. I'd be cool with that. That'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'd, something, I'd be down. They, they, it's just there's too many and they constantly shoehorning them in. It's almost like yeah. they guest star in their own comic. Yeah, that's you, what it's like. And, and you uh, don't even have like sometimes you get that. You know, that, that forced in deal where each arc is going to be about a different guy. Like, you're like, oh, there's the guy arc, or there's yeah. the guy. You don't even get that here. You just have oh. Hal there and a lot of people getting a little panel space, but not much. So, yeah, the, the big rumor is Grant Morrison is coming on some sort of I Green heard, Lantern book. Heard. So I, I even said to Eric, we were at work and we were talking. I'm like, you know, do you think he'd jump on one of these? Obviously, he's not going to do the Green Lantern's book. Dan Jurgens is taking that over. But I would think that they would kind of separate some books, maybe have Hal go off uh, in the book maybe with Grant Morrison. I don't know. Grant Morrison's a wacky guy, so who knows what he would do. He is. He with. did write for Kyle when he wrote JLA. Okay, so maybe and, we'll have uh, some sort of thing going he's on. he's written other ones too, so yeah, we'll have to it, see. it wouldn't be that crazy. Yeah, we'll have to uh, see. But it'd be crazy to me to have a third Green Lantern book where neither the Green Lantern's book or this one sells. I know. These but, are in the 20s. The, I know. Green Lantern should not be in the 20s. And, really and God forbid he pulls out another new Green Lantern. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, we have yeah, enough really. Green Lantern. And, and, and with that, it's, it's weird, too, just the sales where a Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Court, you would think would sell better than the Green Lantern's book. They sell pretty much the same. And it's yeah. really odd. It's almost like this is the time where people just aren't that interested in Green Lantern stuff. And it's a shame because at one point, I mentioned it a lot when we first started the, the website, Eric considered that they should maybe call Hal part of the Trinity and kick Wonder Woman off. He was saying yeah. that all the time because the focus seemed to be really big on Hal Jordan at that point. Oh, yeah. Well, just, when the new 52 started, yeah, yeah. You know, that was still the Jeff Johns. Yeah, uh, so you Green had Lanterns that. Era but, was yeah, still finishing. Those, so Those days are over. But uh, anything oh, yeah. else? Reggie, anything else? Uh, the only thing I'd say is that so it ends with now the Green Lanterns are going forth to recruit uh, criminals to help them out against yeah. the Dark Stars. Just anybody that anybody hates the Dark will. Stars more yeah. than them. Yep. And even, even if they're not, uh, you know, on the up and up. So we're, it's the next one. The next story is titled Friends in Low Places. Friends predict, in Low Places. I predict Bullfunga will come back. And oh, well, I'm Bullfunga. saying we, we have Hal going off to Earth. So I don't know if you're going to get some Just League action there or if he's actually going to pick up Goldface who killed Tomar II's father, right, right, or, right. or to try to have some emotion there or something. That seems like an odd thing to do. It but would be you have very Kyle odd. going off. He's going to a ship, it looks like. I don't know if this is a Kun ship or if it's a new base for the Yellow Lanterns. Yeah. Guy's going to a criminal space bar, and it looks like Jon Stewart is going to New Krypton to recruit Zod. Yeah, yeah, he's going uh, to look that's like he's true. getting there Zod. Yep, so yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, I gave it that old uh, Robert Vendetti seven out of ten. I, I yeah, mean, I was looking yeah. at it now. He might nudge me up a half a point, but not more than that. It's it's you know it's all right. It's moving along very slowly. The art yeah. is spectacular, and if not for the art, I'd probably be a lot harder on it. But it's I'm nice, easy on the eyes. This yeah, book. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm between a six five and a seven. Uh, I'm gonna go as I have all night. I'm going on the positive tip, and Look I'm gonna go you. seven with you. I'm, I'm gonna go oh. because the art is great, and like you said, 
the pacing to me, it, it, it's getting to me, but there are some big things in here. And the ending, though it shouldn't really be like something that, you know, I base my score on what we may be getting next, but actually separating them to recruit things will get some panel space for everyone. And they'll have an, and guy just showing up at the bar, you figure he's just going to beat the shit out of people until they right. agree to go with them. And that's fun to me. Yeah. And, you know, see what's going on. And it's interesting for how to head back to Earth as well. So, didn't we I'm do something go, like this, though, once in this Yeah, recently, we, we, in this I series, think we've had it all of the time. Very to well, yeah, no, it was, uh, I think we released the uh, criminals from the science cells to help do yeah. something, and I can't remember what it was, and but it might even... be to fight Volthoom, but I don't even think that's it. Well, it might be the uh, maybe during the Durlin uprising, the, yeah. the Durlin Kund War. But I don't, the other thing I, with something that, that we did that though. This story is very, also very reminiscent of just when the Green Lanterns were going to get the Yellow Lanterns involved, where you had, uh, you know, you had guy go off and the, he was just going to punch the shit out of people until they agreed right. to join with them and things like that. It's basically what we've gotten all along. But yeah, I, I, I can't remember as well. But you did have those villain deals. But there we go. I'm going seven. Eric, what do you give it? I'm giving the seven as well. I really enjoyed the art in this issue. The pacing is a little bit of a problem because you're reiterating all of the same stuff we've already dealt with. But there are some huge reveals in my mind with the capacity yeah. of the Dark Stars, their powers, what they're going to do. Pretty, pretty much bullying the Green Lantern Corps. It seemed pretty cool to me. And also the clip angle left me really into what's going to happen next. And Eric loves the Dark Stars. So there you Ooh, go. You're, you're we singing this tune. Yeah, we That's did. right. And it's funny you mentioned that it's the Venditti Seven that has become a thing now because it's yep. him and Van, yeah. him and Dan Abnett, same kind of writing style that they just take their time. Sort of deliver a, a I capable just wonder if it, yeah, like it's weird too because you have Dan Abnett and we we always say with this it's like oh it's because it's twice monthly and they're they're you know getting one issue and padding it out to two or whatever but. Dan Abner hasn't changed his game since Aquaman went monthly either. So yeah. it's just the same, but it, it kills me. And the next book really kills me. Uh, what is it, oh, Reggie? Yeah. It is Suicide Squad number 40, written by Rob Williams, art by Jack Herbert and High Five. It was Bell Rev Prison. I was stored in bench. In the yard is where I spent most of my sentence. Cooling out, shooting with Deadshot, relaxing, drinking with Harley, looking for action when a bitchy little warden, Wallace her name, stuffed an explosive in my brain. Caught one boomerang and my life got snuffed. She said, you're moving to the afterlife because real life's too tough. I whizzed along some wires, and then it came clear I was an electrostatic internetting cyber seer. If anything, I could say that this was just Tron, but I thought, nah, forget it. And then I moved on. I hijacked the dark web and Waller's iPhone 8, and I yelled to Killer Croc, Yo, home, smell you later. Threatened Waller's daughter and her grandkid to prove that even looking like Johnny Thunder, Hack still has the moves. Boom. Yeah, it's hack. We we knew all along it was hack. I, know. And, I was afraid it was going to be hack. And we, yeah. both, we almost didn't want to believe it was hack because it was so obviously fucking hack. It was hack. so obviously hack. And hack. also, the best part about this is, or the worst, is that it's hack and it doesn't really do anything. It, it really doesn't make the story better. Like, if you're going to make it this that obvious. The same way yeah. the last part yes. ended. It was just like someone had to be like, hey, man. You're better than that. And she'd be like, no, but oh. No way. Okay, yeah, and like with that, why not make it? If you're going to make it that obvious <laughs> that it's hack, have some twist. Have something that's going to go on that that changes it up a bit. Basically, oh, yeah. this bad. is – and and here's the other thing. I know that Rob Williams, he's been on this. This is his 40th issue. You would think that by now somebody has gotten a hold of him and said, listen, you know what people like about the uh, Suicide Squad? And he's like, what? What would it be? Well, I'll tell you. It's not Amanda Waller's squad. family. 
It, you are giving us exactly what we don't want. We want yeah. the Suicide Squad, not this nonsense. They have nothing to do in the Suicide Squad. How many issues? Issue. They how many issues are we going to have where it's all about Amanda Waller and her family? We've <laughs> seen this. We saw this way back in issue, like I would say, around 25. Because this, it was. This goes back to the Justice League yes, Suicide Squad. Yes, that's what I was trying to think when that came. Yeah. And I swear to God, that was around like issue 25 or so. Something I may like be that, even yeah. over that. It, this is, yeah, the, where's Rustum? He, he might as well come out and go, you're, you're singing my tune, baby cakes, and get going. Because that's all this is. That there's nothing more. I don't care. I like Amanda Waller as the, you know, the piece of shit person who's doing stuff for the country that only she can do because of this and that. Yeah. You don't need to make her more humanized. Is this what we're getting? And, and I say to Eric all the time. Is this, in a weird way, the Batmaning, the Tom Kinging of the DCU? Is it that they want to have, oh, you know what, Batman, everybody loves this more humanized Batman. So let's show Amanda Waller really loves her family. Even though, nonsense. I don't want that. And I don't think anybody likes The thing about Amanda Waller is she is, technically speaking, a hero, or at least, you know, for the government's sense. But she's just a bitch, you know what I mean? But this, but you're right, like, this preponderance on humanizing her, Enough already. No one no, cares. We know her family cares. doesn't want to talk to her. No. Move on from this Everybody, already. Uh, yeah. you know, just make her the bitch that she is and let's yeah, go. Amanda Waller is great in the Suicide Squad because you have a bunch of villains who are pieces of shit, yet they're not the worst person in the book. Exactly. The worst yes. person She's, is the one who's taking control. Yeah. So then you get the idea that you can play around with feeling bad for a dead shot, feeling bad for a Harley. Plus, how many times do we have to say, you got to get, yeah, they get rid of, you know, June Moon Enchantress and possibly Killer Croc, but this isn't enough. You're not getting anything where these people have anything wrong. You don't even kill the wall at the end of this. You have him, huh, luckily he's alive. Really? Does no. anybody die in this book? Did, does anybody accept, you know, like you said, Enchantress is gone, so I can't a, a, really say bunch, that a much. Bunch of, no, a bunch of unnamed uh, prisoners in yeah. Bel Rev died yeah, last yeah, year. That we don't even like know. Or you, uh, yeah, everybody but Faraday. the team. There is no <laughs> stakes in this. Did you really think Amanda Waller was going to die when she went no. to the, you know, the hospital? I didn't and, think Amanda Waller was going to die when it was the death of Amanda Waller. Yeah, and if they, if at this point they blew up the hospital and all of Amanda Waller's kids died, including her, you know, newly born grandkids, yeah. would you have any reaction? Would you shed a tear at all? You'd be like, I don't even know these fucking people, and I don't want to. It, it's just killing me. You had this idea of the wall seem very interesting to me, in in a you know a base, you know, kind of like a concept. They did nothing with it. All it was was something for Hack to get involved again, and we didn't even like Hack that much once she became Hack. I mean, she- first of all, first of all, yeah, I don't even like Hack that much. This whole fucking idea, though, where she had to hijack the wall so she could find out Ugh. Amanda Waller's personal information is such unbelievable stupidity. Like, yeah. like she's a fucking like the living internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. She. Well, where where can Hack go that she can't just go whenever the yeah. hell she wants? Yeah. She already has proved she can possess people yeah, on the she, street. She has to what go the there. She has to go to the Pentagon to download it. It's nonsense. It's it's all nonsense, and you get this whole thing where Hack in the body of the wall goes to you know the the hospital 
finds out where the, her kids are because her, her daughter, they, just, her daughter had just had a Coretta baby. Has just had her baby daughter. We're getting Amita. right back to Rustum again. And th- so they're there. She goes to get, uh, you know, take care of things and oh my God, we got to get the wall. He's there. And then has to stop for a second. Oh, can I hold the baby, please? I'm like, really? This, this is what well, we're I'm getting. They have set this up to try to have this big feeling moment. Because, you know, Amanda Waller's daughter, Darmita, had been killed before, and now her new, her other daughter, Coretta, has named her new yeah. daughter after her yeah, sister. Yeah. So it's supposed to be this big thing. But because you don't know these characters very well, you they've been care. talked about here and there, you really don't care about the no. wall and her family. Yeah. Because besides the fact that they hate their mother, you haven't really gotten a lot no. of help. Yeah, even trying to get. think of their names half the time is a big oh, old yeah, problem. I'm telling you, oh, I don't even care. I'm, I'm looking at it right now because if I didn't, I wouldn't remember. But you have Martin, Coretta, Jesse, and now the new uh, baby Darmita. Amita, yeah. but like they they played off before, like oh she had another son killed by you know like uh drive bys her daughter got the same thing she's had death in her life you know yeah. Amanda Waller is a flawed character so just throwing this at us over and over again with there's no real stakes and no real like concern or care about these characters at any other time than when you just want to use them for a prop it doesn't yeah make an it effective doesn't story. it doesn't make an effective story and, and really Amanda Waller herself where we go through this book. Uh, you know, she's such a non-factor, oh, and so is, is the Suicide prop. Squad. Yeah, everything's a prop in this. You, you have Harley show up, oh man, mallet away. I'm like, really? <laughs> this is what we're getting? Like, we had, you know, runs before where you can do this humanizing of the thing, but do it of the squad. Do it about the characters that people are buying this book for. Amanda Waller is there to say, you better do this shit or I'm pressing a button, which Rob Williams I mean, has taken that you away. Want, you I'm want to give you a Amanda headache. Waller story? You want to do an Amanda Waller arc? Yeah, That's do, fine. Yeah. You, you get one in a while. This has been nonstop yep. Amanda Waller. And the last time we had the fucking Suicide Squad doing things with each other, it was that stupid-ass Red Wave yeah, yeah. That, that I hated more than anything. So since then, it's been yeah, terrible. I wonder if there's a way that the editors it. should talk to these guys and say, listen, because you, you know it, Reggie. It's one of your uh, pet peeves that pretty much everybody's writing six-issue arcs. They're always going to have yeah. these six issues to get a trade. I wonder if it's one of those where you would say to these people, listen, just pretend that people aren't buying the Suicide Squad book because it's the Suicide Squad. Think of it as a miniseries. Think that if we released this as a miniseries, would it sell? And this Amanda Waller, the wall arc would sell nothing. Nobody would buy yeah, it. There's I nobody that's so. going to buy a Amanda Waller miniseries. Yeah, if somebody's out there, I would. But you, you and three other people, <laughs> nobody's going to do this. So why uh, are you doing this you, in a unless book? Unless you're a, a Suicide Squad completionist, I yeah. really couldn't imagine. But even that, that's what I'm this. saying. I'm going along the lines that the Suicide Squad completionist that's the only reason this book is selling as much as it is. You right. have this separate thing where it's just Amanda Waller and many – nobody's buying it. So why force it into a book where you have people who want the Suicide Squad, have it on their pull list, and, and they're pretty much being hijacked this whole time because yeah. it's just not good. It's not this, good. This is it's a holdover from the last arc. So we're looking uh, at two trades worth of the same just garbage. story, this hack and, and, and uh, this, versus yeah. Amanda. And it's not selling. It's The sales are down. They changed it to a monthly 
you really and we do like Rob Williams as a writer. Each of us has had something that we really liked yeah. of his. This is not it, and it's way overdue that they get rid of him and get a new creative team. We're forty issues into this. This should have been at issue twenty, where they said, "You know what? Shit is not working out." They gave him a little bit of leniency in the beginning because Jim Lee was on art. It ended up right. being these two stories each time. It ended kinda, up being a disaster. It, it kind of being right a disaster. That, he got dragged into that crossover with the Justice League. Yeah. So it's like. It was it was it was a rocky start. I, yeah. Oh like, yeah, things beyond his control. He but has by not now, gotten it better now. By now, oh, it's God. all on him. All of this is him now, and it's not good. It, it's not even. This is where. Why in the hell is Suicide Squad become one of the books that I dread to read? Yeah. I mean, it really it's one is one of my least favorite books. That it really, I shouldn't feel that way. You know? Yeah, uh, and, and with that, at the beginning, me and I mean, Eric were I, all I, in. We were laughing. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of those books that I actually said at one point to Eric, you know what? I should have taken Suicide Squad and given Reggie one of the, uh, you know, when we were picking things, I, I right. was actually upset that I didn't pick Suicide Squad because it seemed like fun. Then again, you'd have Croc throw up every issue. You'd have Boomerang shit his pants and it got a little yeah. old. But that at the very beginning, it seemed like, issue, yeah, yeah. it seemed like fun. This is not fun. I don't even understand the concept of what this book is about anymore, except Amanda Waller, because we're not getting – the Suicide Squad shows up in their own book as if they are side characters. They're not even guest stars. They're side characters doing and nothing. There's no threat of them ever dying. All no. they get is headaches. It really is lame as shit. And they just say these catchphrases and go, and then at the end, you have all this, and yeah, it's Hack. And Hack just wants to destroy Amanda Waller. She's, she's going to release all her secrets again. This happens all the time. It's happened a bunch of times in this run. It ends up that they were fake anyway. She's like, oh, yep. you think these... Which you Amanda would Waller calls her bluff. Then yeah. She releases the secrets, and the secrets turn out to be They're fake. Nothing. But- They're nothing. And, and even then, it's just odd where they re- they release something or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know, that's funny. But it, with that, now we're supposed to get emotional because Rick Flagg is pissed and leaving the team. I know. And Croc is crying because June Moon Enchantress is gone. I could care Rick less. Rick Flagg already wasn't on the team I know. for like two or three also, arcs. I- I want to know what happened where at the beginning he actually was on the team because he was in Guantanamo Bay and ended up having false charges. I guess they just wiped those completely out, and now he can go. But, yeah, he's off the team. But this isn't the way to get people in and out of the team, this whole deal of, you know, you don't do it the right way. And, by the way, the wall didn't die. Even though Hack seemed to have fried his brain, he's still alive. But, you know, and then we're going to go with him. And then Crockett's just like, oh, I'm sad. I miss June Moon. The, the, how about blow somebody's head off? You need to do that. You really do. <laughs> nonsense. Complete nonsense. It's ridiculous. But, Eric, what do you give it? Because I, Eric isn't saying anything. I'm going to let him go first. All right. Uh, the, the best part of this issue, in my mind, is at the end when we have the whole confirmation that Enchantress is indeed gone because the Soul Taker would repeat the names yeah. to uh, to Katana over and over again of who the guilty were in Bell Rev. Enchantress is no longer among the guilty that it wants to take. But at the end, it does say Amanda Waller to Katana, which you would think it would be there anyway. But it was a cool yeah. little reveal that actually made something. But again, of this it's just going to be something that. You would figure, though, throughout all of this, the Soul Taker, and even that, like, yeah, perhaps someday. It's not going to mean anything. You would figure that that sword has been saying Amanda Waller's name every fucking minute. And uh, I think it has. And it's just that to be this. And again, then you end it. Uh, Next, Bell Rev Breakout. Really? Who's breaking (laughs) out? Everyone's dead. Again? Uh, what do you what well, did no, you give it, uh, Reg? Oh, okay, keep going. It, I haven't finished. I'm saying, but the the art is half decent in this issue, but the story is just nonsense. I'd give it a four out of ten. Yeah, what do you give it, Reg? Ooh, 
I feel the exact same way. I thought the art was capable. I think the story sucked. I uh, hated pretty much every bit of it. Um, yeah, four out of ten. That was my score. Look at nice. Uh, you guys are very positive, and my positivity for the podcast ends here. Two point five. I think it's garbage. I oh. think this whole thing is a waste. And whoever is buying this, thinking they're getting a Suicide Squad book, uh, they're they're getting ripped off. It's a complete not a rip off. They need to do something. This book. I, I don't even know anymore that the Suicide Squad even needs a book. Uh, if this is what we get, just cancel it outright. Don't even have one. There's I don't been plenty think of it, times that there was not a Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just the be- movie came out. Just because you had the like movie fake. right before Rebirth yeah. or a little bit before doesn't mean you have to keep going because nobody's caring about that movie anymore at this time anyway. And you get characters in this like a Harley that doesn't even jive with anything else and stuff like that. And they, you're not getting any good version of any of these characters. Uh, so I can't say that if you're a Deadshot fan, you have to buy this book to get your Deadshot fix because it's nonsense. Because so, you're not yeah. going to get any Deadshot No, <laughs> No, you don't. So 2.5. It's garbage. Uh, but next up is another book that we have issues with mainly. Yeah, but this book's we'll also see. garbage, but we're going to have a little more fun with this one. I think it is Batgirl number 22, written by Hope Larson, art by Minkyu Jung, uh, Jose Marsan Jr., and Matt Lopez. Now, Burnside, don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right to you may not be right for some. Batgirl shows up, throws herself in danger, then along comes two that she hasn't seen since Asia, and it takes shifted lobes, it takes shifted lobes, it takes shifted lobes to make a world. Everybody's got a special kind of something. Everybody's got a dream to explore. But when Barbara Gordon dreams, so what? So dull. She meets Kai and she meets May and goes to the store. And together we'll be bored because it takes shifted lobes to make a world. Yes, it does. It takes shifted lobes to make a world. Hmm. Ah, oh, yes. Now, now I see the theme of the night. Yeah, it took me a bit, yeah. but now I, I have figured out the theme. Uh, TV shows are my favorite. Yes, TV indeed. Shows. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is an odd issue. And, uh. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just get a front. This issue was stupid as hell. Let's not mince words. Here's the thing. We've had some one shots in this book, which, you know, this is kind of the deal. Uh, the one that I always think of is the one where Ivy and, and Becker are on that plane. Which was utter, utter garbage. Right after uh, the, uh, yeah, the, they come back from Oh, it was the right? worst. It was oh, the worst. Was yes, so when bad. she was coming back. And, uh, so Hope Larson seems to kind of do these before some new, you know, storyline or whatever. Uh, but it, why does this seem like you have to have this, like, oh, greatest I, this hits isn't a of the deal? This is, I, is this it, is I thought that this was no, actually. Okay, well then it's part one, so it continues, whatever the hell happened. Yeah, uh, you know what? She didn't really resolve it. I'm telling you, now I don't even know why, because at the end there's bet uh yes uh, for some reason i was thinking it's, it's a twist. one shot and yeah, hopefully it won't be more than a two shot but yeah it, it, why is this like i said uh, even though i was wrong like the greatest hits of the china de- oh, remember those china days well yeah. wait, wait do you see this because it's complete and other nonsense it, it really mean, is it, just it's, nonsense it's partly because it's got to be because this comic is ending right or at yeah. least hope well, Larson it, it, le- hope Larson hope is leaving. leaving yes we so have some people she's jumping giving on. us this is a little uh you know it's uh, her start of her victory her. lap yeah i that's what i think i think she's like remember these characters remember those yeah. great times when barbara gordon was eating 
dumplings. Do you yes. remember when? Oh, I, I remember. Oh, I remember. Dumplings, and it's funny too. Back in those days, we actually had hope that this run would be something oh, pretty yeah. good, and those were dashed fairly quickly. Pretty much, uh, I'd say the third or fourth issue. Yeah, into the, this like, starts oh, off. Yeah, it. this starts off where you know there's a piece of shit guy who wants his kids back from his divorced wife. Lou. Uh, yeah, Lou, who ends this up guy having a is so. Awesome. Yeah. Look at his glasses. Oh, I, I do like I mean, the gun is like right out of fucking Buck Rogers. Oh, it's or Buck like Rogers yeah, it's or Flash Gordon. Ray gun. Yeah, it's oh, it's so a ray gun. Good. It is it's funny. It's even shaped like a rocket ship. Yeah. yeah. Now, in the meantime, uh, he does shoot Batgirl with this gun. He's going to shoot the kids and the wife. And this is what causes he all the problems. Yeah. But with that, what do you think the guy was doing if he had shot the wife and the kids? I, I don't, you know, what was he trying to do to the wife and kids? I think he was just going to shoot the wife. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, that's a pretty wide range of things that end up going and big. I think he would have hit the kids Either as well. Either way, though, I mean, we'll, we'll reveal the amazing ending. Is that so? Barbara, girl get, Barbara Gordon gets shot, and she goes through an entire, like, day and over through the night and through the next day where she thinks she bumps into Kai yeah. and Mayho with the MMA thing. But it turns out that being shot like put her into some kind of a stasis where she's yes. still in that same moment right after getting shot and living this whole world in her mind, uh, Black Mercy style, except way yeah. fucking more boring than what the yeah. Black Mercy yeah. does. Yeah, I'm telling you, we have a whole subplot <laughs> where she's investigating whether or not Maze on some kind of weird monster yeah. steroids, and then all of this, after all of this, and even being reintroduced to Kai, and now that he's a woodworker in Gotham, it's yeah. all in your head, Batgirl. Yeah, it's all in the head. What the fuck am I reading? So, so this is the thing, like dreams of a person's ever fucking yeah and i understand the whole roundabout deal is that if she he shoots batgirl but he was going to shoot the wife the wife kind of goes in this catatonic state he runs off with the kids it seemed like he could have just grabbed the kids and ran because people are going to look into this anyway but when does it start when does it start with the deal when he is it right when she gets hit so she doesn't kick this guy afterwards is she catatonic just there or it it looks like it's right when she's hit she's still like so this guy is just gonna grab those kids and leave and probably punch the lady in the face that's the whole thing that bothered me by the end i'm like she didn't didn't know that she she thought she was taking a bullet yeah. Well, still, no, I'm not saying she did anything wrong. I'm saying in the roundabout deal, it's not going to, like, it better end up that at the end, that guy just has those kids and that other woman's dead. He's going to kill her now. Batgirl's just in a catatonic yeah. state. And really, I mean, she didn't do I mean, anything to stop his plan she, she, at all. She, she's a shitty superhero. I mean, if that's, yeah. if that's what we're saying. We I'm just saying she did she's nothing really, to stop really the plan. She really sucks at what she does pretty yeah, much. I'm sure <laughs> that by the end, if you read page two, and you read the last page, that is your progression to the yeah, entire issue right there. Yeah, that's right the whole there. issue. Yeah. And I was so upset by the end because I, already I thought the Kai and the freaking Mayho stuff was bullshit, but at least it was a story. Now what I realize, what, everything that I've read is fucking bullshit and doesn't matter because it's Batgirl of the mind. I'm like, why are you fucking me right now? Why would yeah. you do that to me? That's fucking nonsense. And and the only thing that I can say that uh, you know kind of goes, which is odd, is that of the mind Batgirl – Time doesn't seem to be moving that much because she's going through a day or whatever, and you go back, like Eric said, and the progression is they're just there then. So I'm sure I guess she's going to come out of the mind right at that point before you can do anything. It's yeah. nonsense. It's nonsense. Uh, but or yeah. is she? We don't know that. I mean, it's Fruit Bat puts her, like, tells her what's up, and she's no. still, like, Fruit falling Bat. into the. Fruit Bat. Falling no, into it, the, uh, it's going to be the worst 
this thing in this, it's going to end up with the idea also of like a It's a Wonderful Life slash anything like this. It's going to be, well, you're going to have to figure out the the mysteries of your mind before you come up. Oh, that means I got to go Ooh. see this MMA stuff some more. I, and why is I Kaya Woodworker? I hope she does that great meditation again where yeah. she can, like, go on the internet with her brain. Remember yeah, with that? her brain. Whatever the hell that was. Well, when was? she has to turn I off her eidetic memory, she, she yeah, got a hyper she thought. off her eidetic memory oh, and gets extra special psychic yeah. powers. Oh. This really did make me think, though, of a scene. Uh, I think this would make a good movie. Let's say Eric were to uh, slip into a coma, right? Uh, something would happen. He got hit yes. by a bar. Slips into a coma. Goes into a rich dream world where he <laughs> still is going to work with you every day. Yeah. Still coming home. Like you, you see him go on, you know, he's he's like losing, uh, you know, things on eBay. Things, yeah. things, things good and bad <laughs> still happen. Two months later, he gets out of the coma. He's like, oh, was that a coma? He's I like, hey, did all that yes, time. yes. <laughs> oh my god! Day. And that's the the funny <laughs> thing is, is in this is like you're waiting for this thing where Batgirl gets hit. She's in this uh, of the mind. Now she sees Kai. He's a woodworker. That uh, it's almost like you're getting the greatest hits because Barbara can't even fucking figure out in her own goddamn mind that things aren't happening. She's like, huh, Kai's here. He's a woodworker. Yeah. Huh? Sounds good to me. Where are we going I, off next? Oh, MMA fighting. Oh, hey, what's going on? Boy, that seems a little odd. I'm seeing everybody from Asia here, but hey, things happen and goes mm-hmm. off. The Nonsense. worst part of all of this, though, is by the end when we find out that she's in some kind of loop in her mind, and I think that the next issue she's going to have to relive that day yeah, again. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Groundhog. It's going to be retarded Groundhog day of the mind, and yeah. I'm like, we're going to see the same stuff over and over again until she figures out a way to break and, it and by the fa- saving the well, day, possibly. You know, the funniest thing, thing, guys, that what you see in Asian, you just end up wanting to see the Asian well, an hour again later. Well, anyway, and that's so. what happens though with this is everything that happens here. What is she going to fix? Because things are already progressed past the time that it starts. You have her friend who ends up the MMA lady uh, who ends up there, May Ho, and like, hey, May Ho, what's going on? Oh, I had to get out of Asia to come back here. Like, that's all done. What, is she going to fly back to Asia to fix it beforehand? All this is nonsense. Plus, in this, I like it too. It's like, hey – I don't know. I'm in a dream world. Hey, Mayho, how you doing? You look pretty good right now. Oh, my God. The next scene, you're goddamn fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now you're the Hulk. It, it, she changes each time. And, she, oh, well, I guess it's them steroids. Like, really? This is nonsense. It's I'd like, I'd like nonsense. to see a similar movie where, uh, where Jim gets hit with the Black Mercy. Yes. But he knows immediately because he goes in and one of his sons is like, oh, let me help you with that, Dad. Yeah, and you're like, just like, what wrong. is going on? What's wrong? Get me out of this. Get me out of this <laughs> dream world. I, I wake up in the morning. Dad, we got your breakfast. We love you. Okay. Where's Ashton Kutcher? Because I'm getting punked right here. Where is he? Uh, but with that, you even have where, where you're going, and just we don't even have to talk that much. She goes to talk to Kai. He, he's a woodworker. They go to dinner. You know, you have this whole thing like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I, yeah, I don't have a boyfriend. Whatever, I could care less, and it ends up not mattering in, anymore. But the whole deal, where then her in her dream state here, she goes off to class in college. Like, hey, their saying. library science class. This is the worst. This is Eric going to work every day, and it's the most boring dream world. It's for the girl who does nothing. Should be what this whole thing is called. Because she has nothing to do in her dream world. Have something good happen. But she goes, and the the big thing is the librarian, library science. Hey, you know, you don't have to go outside all the time. You people are inside people. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. That's great. This is my dream world. 
Then, then fucking meets May Ho. And this whole start of this is even awful. It's like me with the small talk. Like, hey, May Ho, what's going on? I thought you started up your, uh, your MMA shop, you know, your, your little training deal. And the dreams are for children. Eventually, the alarm goes off, and it's time to get out of bed and make grown-up decision. No, I think opening up a gym up, it was your grown-up decision. This was what you were going to do. That doesn't even make sense. And I she's still MMA fighting. I don't see why that's fighting. not a grown-up thing. It, uh, then, then the it's thing going beyond that, where she thinks she finds, uh, like Eric said, steroids or some kind yeah, of like... Yeah, she like, finds that, that actually super seems steroids. to be somewhat interesting. Too bad it was... Of the mind. Pointless. <laughs> it's of the, the mind, mind because really then happen. she sees, oh, she's fighting underground MMA fighting. Oh, my goodness. It's Fight Club, and I'm not supposed to know this. Ends up falling into the ring. They end up fighting and gets knocked out, supposedly, but it's more in the dream. And Fruitback comes and gets her. I'm like, really? She didn't even figure out that she was in her own goddamn dream state. She ended up doing this, and then Fruitback's going to guide her through. Fruitback. You know, Holy if they made Fruitbat the main character, I'd be okay with that, too. If they just shifted it, it's over. Like, no more about that girl. Bat now it's all lady. about Fruitbat. I don't like looking at her old face. She's old, That'd be ugly. fine. Well, they, maybe yeah. she has a mask, remember? Maybe. She reveals mask. herself. You're like, oh, you, you were only 70, not 190. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she's there, and you see that nothing has progressed. You see her get shot right there with Fruitbat saying, you know, uh, I'm going to have to figure this out or you die. There you go. The end. It's so stupid. It really is. But uh, what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, you know, I just knew we were going to laugh at it coming here. And, you know, the art on Batgirl and the plotting has always been of a pretty high quality for the last bunch of them. But it's pretty much a piece of shit book. I just couldn't see myself giving it a full fuck you five. So I gave it a 5.5. Yeah, .5 yeah I think I'm going 4.9. I'm going right under the fuck you five. I like the art enough. But it's just one of those stories where you are... You know, you're walking on thin ice when you have these dream type stories yeah. that get revealed at the end to only be dreams. And this was not the, you know, greatest way to do if, it. If you're going to do a Twilight Zone ending, yeah. you got to do better than the actual Twilight Zone It has Twilight to have Zone something. Yeah, you exists. have to have something to go uh, with that. And yeah, this doesn't really show me anything because even in the dream state, at least have Barbara recognize something as wrong, maybe with her yeah, authentic memory. The only memory. thing that's wrong is two Asians show up that she saw freaking in Hong yeah. Kong or wherever. And she doesn't put or Shanghai. It's just complete and utter nonsense. Uh, but four nine. Uh, what are you giving it, Eric? Fuck you, five. Because yeah. while the art's the best thing about it, when you find out that from the second page to the last page that nothing mattered, it just is a big slap in your face. Yeah. Uh. Well, we're gonna go off to the next one. Again, Ooh. this is a book that I was looking forward to not as much as some other people. Uh, I think I'm out. I think that if I was buying this, uh, I would probably be, be done. Out. I'd be done. But I what is it? I think this probably, I, I agree, this would be yeah. my last issue. Although, you know, it has components, but what's weird is to me, the biggest problem with this issue so far is pacing. It's not yeah, the thing. it's weird. But anyway, weird. what it is, what we're talking about is The Terrifics number 3, written yeah. by Jeff Lemire, art by Joe Bennett, Sandra Hope, Jaime Mendoza, and Art Fiber, and Marcelo Mialo. He's a... Uh, Ball buster, a guy without politeness and grace. He's a ball buster. How does he keep that tea on his face? He is brilliant and he'll help you, but only if he's in the mood. He's a ball buster and he's one hard not smiling as do do la 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 la. He's terrific. To be specific, he's really super smart in math. 
He's a ball buster, and you don't want to face his autistic wrath. Boom. Yeah, uh, I don't know about this issue. I, I mean, I, like I said, I'd be, I'd be done. And I wasn't, I wasn't one of those that was, you know, full on, oh, the Fantastic Four, the DCU, and oh, this is great. I'm not a huge, you know, Metamorpho fan, uh, though I like Mr. Terrific until this issue. Uh, and Plastic Man is fun, but he's just there as a prop. There, there's just nothing going on I, I in gotta, this. I knew, I knew that he would be the, uh, comic relief here. Yeah, but, but no, it's, love, it's comic relief that so doesn't make me laugh. It just doesn't make me laugh at all. It's, uh, you know, actually very much reminds me of when Lemire did the JLU and like, I think I've talked about this even on the talking about this very comic that I really love the way Green Arrow and the Animal Man, remember they had got got like a backbiting friendship or whatever and like, it was always like, when are they going to make their quip? You know, where are we going to put this in the issue where they're going to have their moment to say whatever, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a late. You're wearing lame ass goggles or whatever the yeah, hell it was. Shit so like that. Yeah. we're kind of getting this thing metamorpho, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a take on the thing and the Johnny Storm relationship. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, they basically make sure to paint by numbers and get it in there. And, and yeah. there's a lot of things I like in this. Essentially, this third issue establishes everything going forward that we need to know about the terrifics. They're going to hang out at Stag Industries. That's going to be their home. Yep. That's uh, their base. Which just sounds terrible. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind of was all right with it though because it it's the problem was the first issue opened up if you didn't know who Stag in what the Stag Industries was in Metamorpho they kind of threw you into it here's your chance to find out I guess you know yeah. and then the relationship of Sapphire and Metamorpho and you know they hope that's their chance to develop that uh, Phantom Girl you know she just wants to find out what happened to her parents and she obviously can't become corporeal or she'll she's yeah. got a lot of problems right now she's got Mr. problems Trump doesn't have time no, for Mr. Terrific's a dick overall. he's a dick that's what my old song was about he was just yeah. like alright he's just a later, jerk lady, I gotta figure out how to get us taken apart you know he is he's a hard ass oh he's uh, he's an asshole he's a complete <laughs> asshole I, I just it's a fair yeah. play yeah, okay. fair play, all right. Fair play. He, he, the, the other thing is, is I don't know if it was just me because I have not read a ton of, or if any, Fantastic Four. But obviously, I know the characters and I've heard, you know, different things and whatnot in movies and you know that sort of thing. But I'm telling you, when Metamorpho at the beginning says, "Wait, a mile apart," you mean I'm stuck with you, bozos? I'm like, that really to me just sounds like you're just writing for the thing all of a sudden, yeah. and it just it threw me off so much. And with that, then you have. Plastic Man, well, who are you calling Bozo? I'm like, I'm out. I- I'm done with this. I don't have any sort of fun with this, any sort of story here, because there's nothing going on. You have now made a team that you have set up to not be able to do anything. A- and they're there, and Mr. Terrific is there to yell that but he's busy, and he- it's just nonsense. No, the, I- yeah, the chips are down. Up. should have been the first issue. We're three issues in, and I, oh, yeah. I-, I like each one less. So it where are you getting? Back. Where's the hooks? That second issue was really a waste. This one ends up being, it's kind of like if something falling down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Kind of very funky. And like, they just kind of spit out a bunch of things that, to let you know what the status quo is. Yeah. But it's it not just, handled in a very, no, in a very it's narrative just, way. It gets towards uh, the line of like the JLA with Steve Orlando with the powder keg. I, I they, know that they don't like each other. I know that they're stuck around each other. I, I get it. You're going to have to do this. Like you said, before they become a team, they have to hate each other. The chips are down, blah, blah, blah. But it's just not fun to read. That's, that's my biggest problem yeah. with this. And this was going to be the fun book. This was going to be, the 
the big one that everybody was going to read, and this was going to be, oh, my God, this is so much fun. And, you know, you don't have damage beating up people. And, and you know, this was – and it's not fun. It really isn't. And Stuck in Stag Industries kind of takes away from the other part of it that it seemed like this was going to be almost like a, you know, maybe even in space doing all this fun stuff. Now they're stuck at Stag Industries for at least now. And yeah, they might go to space later. We'll see. Yeah, that's just, a, that's the worst I don't know if there will be this, later. We had this weird status quo where we have, we established a team right away, and we established the fact that they can't be more than a few, like, what is it, like a mile away from a each mile other? Apart, yeah. But um, while this is going on, you want to get this out of the way as soon as possible because it's the least interesting thing about these characters, the fact that they can't leave each other and they no. seem to hate each other. So what are we going to do? We're going to throw in a metamorpho story. There's giant metamorpho monsters showing up yeah. in different places. And then we also have to have a war wheel that shows up to fight the team at Stag Industries for no but real reason. But it's Stag Industries thing. And with that metamorpho thing, I, I would say that so Reggie we're just would tell us. A later story, it's, yeah. We're yeah, just halting and it's, the progression of what we're dealing and with. It's, though, and that's, like, it's like a, you know, wink, wink, you know, here we go, Silver Age thing where all of a sudden something comes out. And like, we're not going to talk about that now. That's for later. I'm like, what? The fuck just happened? Is this one of those books again that they can't get enough story in each issue, so they had to do it? Because we've had those in this new age already, where they just—it's just odd. Why not even just have that at the I end? I saw that as being a kind of classic. That, that's, that's, that's what I the, thought it was. I thought it was an old school deal. Horror, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, it but, does. It does stick out like a sore thumb, though. It's yes, like what it's happened. really weird. But yeah, uh, it's a callback to classic deal, but in a book thought, that I'm telling you is not that classic now, and uh, it's, it's, it's really getting it's, me upset. It, it's having a little bit, you know. It's it's we, you know, maybe got to get some steam. I did did like when uh, Plastic Man became a giant slingshot. That I have never eyeballs. seen anything more terrifying in my <laughs> life. Like, like those big those big uh, watery blue you know parts of the eyes yeah. is just like ew, it's very gross and well, hilarious and, and again you you have you know rex there and with sapphire and you you have to set that up uh but i think it goes on a little too long then you have Phantom Girl show well, up. Even that, you have the hardball special from yeah. you know, Rex turning into a uh, freaking you know, a ball bearing, Plastic Man turning into a slingshot, and you're like, oh, it's the hardball special. That's what we're going to like, if you're not invoking Marvel enough, and then you go yeah. and do this for the yeah. speedball, uh, the fastball special yeah, and Wolverine and special. Colossus, yeah. I'm like, come on, just tell a goddamn now, story. You know what's even funny? Because it. I've been reading some Marvel, whatever. It, recently, that's been brought up a bunch of times, and even Marvel itself is using it as a joke. Like, you yeah. know, oh, look at us. And they're like, classic. Oh. Yeah, yeah they, they sit there, and the other character's like, really? You're going that? You know, and now you have it here. But yeah, the, the interactions, though, like I said, you have to get that Rex and, and Sapphire, but then you have Phantom Girl come through the wall, face through the wall. Hey, Mr. Terrific, you know what? I really need to find out if anybody else lived on my planet. Listen, I told you. I ain't got time for you. Yeah, Sends her off where, at the one point, she's like, oh, my God, I can't even become a real person anymore. Uh, can you figure out something? He doesn't even say, I'll, I'll try. I know that this is terrifying. He goes, listen, I got a lot on my plate, and walks away. I'm like, really, Mr. Terrific? You're Mr. Awful is what you Mr. are right Elliot, now. Listen. And it just isn't fun. I, I just, I don't know. And, yeah, fastball special. That hardball, hardball special. special yeah. yeah, there you go. And he looks at You're the only thing that's funny. You're just making these books parodies yeah. of themselves, and, and they, I don't they, want that. The only good thing about it is it is a mad ball there, and I did laugh at him <laughs> as the the mad ball metamorpho. But besides that, I just no, you know. To me, there's stuff in here that still has merit, and uh, like stuff you know that is the interactions you. between <laughs> metamorpho and plastic and. 
I think still it's just yeah. have it in a more organic way. You know, I think yeah. that Mr. Terrific being the leader of the team it could be a good thing. Just let's not make him a complete and utter asshole, Phantom well, Girl. I'm please, sort of like okay about it. I don't really care either please way. Please explain uh, to me uh, why it, this war wheel comes through and they fight it, and then it's basically stag. Like, what right, did you do? Business. What did you do? That was my thing. Like, what, what were you doing with it? It looked like it was going to destroy everything and everyone. Yeah. This the isn't war like- wheel showed up to because it's something they always trot out when they want to yeah. laugh and laugh about the Silver Age uh, war books. Yeah, and, and the, whole like deal. War the whole deal. I, I didn't I like activate wheel, it. Even though you basically have to just tip it over, essentially, is yeah. the war yeah. wheel. But uh, but you're right. They did bring it out, but it wasn't even like wacky. It was just sort of no, like, oh, but I, I'll there, tell you what and- I did like is the way the fucking war wheel was drawn. It looked yeah, it great. looked great. Uh, but in that, the the big thing was is like, you, you know, you have Stag. Oh, I didn't activate it. Why would I have done that? Oh, there's somebody doing things. Oh well, there you go. And Mr. Terrific throws more shade and then goes off to have work to do. And yeah, I, I've had enough Thought of him. Kissy faces at Tom Strong. Yeah, he goes to see Tom Strong, which I think Brandon said earlier. Like you, you give me a cliffhanger that's a cliffhanger from the first issue. Whereas Tom Strong, what are you all about? Oh, there you go, there you go, and and you know you have Stag yell uh, for uh, Java to clean up. There's the other joke, and it's just not fun to me. But uh, what did, what would you give it, Reggie? What did, well, did I, I liked it? it more than you guys, definitely, yeah. or definitely more than you, Jim. Like I said. Uh, the elements are there, but I thought the way they were arranged was very clunky and not presented in a, in a really super entertaining way. I think this book still could be something good, but it's you know obviously got to go through some growing pains. If you recall, fucking Lemire spent like 12 issues trying to introduce way this too team long. on way too long on JLU. So yeah, I, I lost hope interest in that too that. because of his storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. But I love the art in this, even though it wasn't. Uh, I've been, I don't know why they took a. Uh, Ivan Rice away, that was weird. It's because but, uh, they keep changing shit up. It's like I mean, they don't even care anymore. At least in the first three, but whatever. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. What would you give it, Eric? I'd give it a 5.1 out of 10. I enjoyed the art in this issue, but when all the characters you have, you're just turning unlikable, and it really just takes me away from the book that I wanted to really like when it was announced. Like Plastic Man and, uh, and Rex's back and forth, it just gets annoying. Mr. Terrific, he's just a dick the entire time. And even making Sapphire... I just, you know, pissed off at Rex the entire time. Like, I don't need this from a book I was planning to have a lot of fun with. And then you handicap the, the characters on top of it for one by making, you know, Phantom Girl intangible, giving her ridiculous explosion powers for no reason. And it's just, it's just a big letdown from what I really expected from this book when yeah. it was first announced. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not having fun. Um, I'm going into it with the whole idea of, uh, you know, I don't know much about the Fantastic Four except just, you know, surface level stuff. So this isn't why I was excited about this, but I'm a Jeff Lemire fan and I was really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, I can't say I like this. I'm not having fun. Mr. Terrific, who was one of the characters that I did like on the team is a jerk. Uh, you said about Ivan Rice. I think he's doing the Man of Steel miniseries with, uh, with Brian uh-huh. Michael Bendis. So that would be why. And this is why a bunch of these books are getting changed around. You had Tony S. Daniel on damage. He went off because he's on Anarcha Batman, Batman and things like that. So you end up with these books that are supposed to be important. Well, your main concept of them, we talked about it earlier with Silencer, uh, though that that art change was great. And this art that change, I'm not saying it's bad. Are, yeah. yeah, but I don't uh, mind that art. Well, the art I think it the doesn't art matter what. It, I don't care if you like the art or not. What I'm saying is, yeah. they, DC is now they don't care about these books. It's obvious Absolutely. right now. Yeah. They I mean, set this they up. Contour, they know, can't yeah. even last for three issues. 
They you know? set this up as being all about the artists. They even have them in the credits as storytellers. When they announced them, if you remember, when they they didn't even announce the writers before. Artists that first. was afterwards. You had the artist announced first, and then they eventually filled in the writers. I told you at points they said that what is going on with this, though I don't know if it's true, uh, and maybe why you know you have some of these you know guys. It's supposedly. That they're drawing the art first, sending it to the writer, and then the writer fills in the blanks then. And if you're going to change things, how can that be? So you're going to change it up, which it, it, that's that's crazy. And it's just this book isn't fun, and it should have been fun. You have Plastic Man, who is worse than Harley in the Suicide Squad. And I know we're only a couple in, but he's just there to turn into something and then say you know, a reaction to some other guy yelling, and mainly Metamorpho. See, I met him, I'm not with these people. Who are you calling Bozo? All right, there you go. It's a waste. And yeah, I'm giving it a three out of uh, out of ten. I just, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. It's not fun. I would have dropped this. This would have been the last issue, and I'd be done with it. I'd never look back. But yeah, you, you would be my last still, issue as well. Yeah, we'll still be talking about it. said this would be my last issue. Yeah, okay. it's I just will admit and that. why? How can it be possible that I'm like, oh, I'm, I, if I didn't even have silencer on my pull list, I may have been putting silence on my pull list, but yet the terrifics i'm done and it's one of my favorite writers i just don't know what's going on and maybe i don't know what to say yeah, it's very well, strange let's very go on strange. to the next book that I, i'm not going to get any more positive but i'm not going to say too no, much about these next two because is, i really don't did, care about them this one really sucked a lot this was the hellblazer number 21 written by tim seeley art by david fabri christian dalavecchia and carrie strahan boy the way goth is played Tales to make you turn the page. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew who John was then. Did some magic tricks and then. Smoke a silk-cut cigarette and let all his friends down again. Every month the same old song. The story really crawls along. Even Andres comes off wrong. Those were the days. Yes. Archie! That's all yep. I wanted to say the whole time. Archie! But, uh, yeah, this, 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 this continues the deal. I can't see why this book even continues. I, re- I know that uh, a bunch of people like it, and it's one of those Ooh. that I think it's Ooh, one of those. No, I'm saying that, well, uh, you have, I believe, is, is it, uh, I think it's All New Dave, uh, may like it. Uh, he is the only wow. one. He's the only one! But yeah, uh, with that, it's just not good. And I just got bored, and this got very, very wordy. And oh, yeah. it got very wordy with uh, some of Eric's favorite slang. British slang, and oh my god. Nothing. We're talking fam and bruv yeah. all oh the time. Like, fam, you know what you, what, you a pepper snitch over here? Hey, they love hey. you get the hey, governor there, snitch, hey, the one, the governor. I don't know. But yeah, by the end, you get the turnaround where it's the bad guy. Uh, can you ju- can you please look on fam with me, the little ones? I'm like, I, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. So it, this is it turns out that making a deal with the devil doesn't work out in your favor. No, no. that's that's that really the moral that of the story. That is uh, interesting. Yeah, but really this is a definition of a placeholder thing where we have almost the entire issue given over to this fucking nonsense fight between uh, Constantine and Huntress. Uh, and Huntress and them against the gang. First first is Constantine and Huntress, then they sort of ten- tentatively team up against this gang and 
the stakes get higher and higher as they take away their leader to become the new uh, host of the soul of the other guy brother, you know what I mean, yeah, the other yeah. gangster. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, the one that already is up that's in detect, that's an inspector, Margaret Ames, is actually like more hellish than than we thought. And actually yeah. also likes the uh, little bit of the uh, S&M, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, she likes that. She likes a little bit of the pain. Her fucking face yeah, she does. Yeah. She's a cutter. And she's, she's trying to let that whole, she's trying to let a whole gang of them up there once they open that door up to let the Yeah, she's just not a host. She's a doorway for demons that come out yeah. of hell, apparently. Yeah. And probably a lot of Draculas, I'm thinking. Do you think Goddamn Draculas. Do you think they'll be there? <laughs> Draculas are always there. It's a Dracula! <laughs> uh, yeah, Dra- Draculas, maybe the Wolfman. He's going to be up there. Who knows? The, the, you know, it's nonsense. But, man, it's this story, I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like right here, this story that already wasn't, like, chugging along very uh, quickly has just ground to a halt. And the one time in the story where it looks like Doc Constantine might do a magic trick, he doesn't. He just blows yeah. up a gas line. And it's yeah, like, they, they seem again. this guy going to be a magician? A, a magician. They yeah. Everyone forget that he fucking does magic. That's yeah, no, magic. and it, it, because, again, it seems like they're so focused on the idea of him being upset about screwing over Ames and you got to do this and he's got to be you know you got to learn what's behind the trench coat I don't need to see that I want to have some fun I want to see like you said I want some magic I want some demons I want that you get a little of that but I get more of this gang yeah yeah and that's all I want but that's all you don't get anything you get nothing in this and it ends up just being that you find out there's a doorway instead of a vessel, and there you go. She's got all these demons coming out of her back. Ames is there in the pentagram. Hey, demons coming out. Demons coming out. It's just terrible. It's not good. Uh, anything else? Because I'm telling you, I really think that this book is is way overdue of being canceled, oh, and it's still time. going on. And people were saying that Tim Seeley and all that was like they were all excited. This is not a good issue. It's overwordy. It's all this oh, nonsense. Is, is this better than the arc that came before? That I was don't know. An almost living yeah, I don't nightmare. even know oh, anymore. I, this is better. I couldn't. Is, I, I fought to get through this. This is better than the arc before, it, and this is definitely better than the whoever that was that Robinson was writing it, where I walked away from the fucking yeah. book entirely. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is better than that, but it still sucks. It's just it's it's a waste of your time and money. Uh, I think it was know, Simon I Oliver, I think, is who was doing it before. Out and clear. I can't That's remember. It yeah, it's flat. It's clear to me that DC, the writer, whatever it is, they don't know what to do with this no. character. Put him back in the box, you know? Yeah. Well, Let's it's like they just want it. It's like the Suicide Squad. For some reason, they just want to have a book with these yeah. characters just to have the book and don't care if it's good or not. This is you the problem. You don't have a when... plan. You don't have an idea of what kind of a person no. he is. No. You know, it's like. Uh, he just, he just sucks. And, you know, under Celia, I will say though, he is essentially just a repository for British slang. So. Yeah, that's all it is. That, and, and with uh, that, you, you get in the danger of the sales matching the quality of the book, uh, not the potential of the character. And you may have down the line where they would have, like, say they would have canceled this already, and then say a Grant Morrison comes out of the woodwork and is going to go back and says, hey, I'd like to do a, a, a Hellblazer Constantine book, and they give it to him. You know, Eric might not be happy with that, but still, but by the time this gets canceled, you may have the numbers down at 9,000, 8,000, where then they say, well, I guess a Constantine book doesn't work, though they keep giving them one, but still eventually they're going to think that the sales 
mean that people don't want Constantine. No, they don't want this Constantine. They want Constantine. That's the problem. They they yeah. want something better, and it, it's just going to end up screwing the franchise itself and its fans over in the end because you're just – or in the other way, you do come out with another one. Say this does get canceled and a new book comes out two months later. You have a lot of people who are just like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this Constantine oh, yeah. again. I've gone through how many iterations of this, and they if all I, stink if because it's always – yeah. I would I would have dropped it's this always book a an afterthought. It seems ago. like a book that is just an afterthought. There's a couple of these books that seem to be set off like, hey, where are the kids? And they're up in their room playing. That's what these books are. They are out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> as long as I don't hear fighting going on up there and people dying, I'll just let them do what they do. And that's what these books seem like. The Suicide Squad that we talked about earlier seems like another one like this. And I just and every miniseries had that movie though. You, yeah, I, I really listen. Well, yeah, this, I, it's so much speculation, but I gotta agree with you. I really feel like the, there's just no like oomph in there. I guess no. every, I guess right now it's all hands on Bendis, you know, and making yeah, that happen. Yeah. Maybe because uh, yeah. a lot of these books do seem like I mean God in the Slack chat we're talking about the typos yeah it's just fucking just embarrassing things are just going you know, and, just, and like nobody, on a very basic level at the wheel. you yeah. guys aren't even fucking doing the uh, proofreading you gotta get on the good yeah. foot girl get it on but the higher side I'm sure there is somebody out there that would love to be paid as an editor at DC there's somebody out there who has a Constantine story where I think that Chris said it best when he was doing the uh, the Raven blurb I said I was really I really like the blurb he had for that and I think that is in general you don't have writers who have a story that they need to tell they just end up on a project and have to tell a story you, yep. you get these writers that you used to have parts where you have had people say, oh, I wanted to get on this book because it's my favorite character of all time. And I want to – no, these people just are like, eh, hire this. And you get these people who are set in these like little niches where you're like, oh, well, Ray Fox, he writes some supernatural stuff, so let's throw him on a rag man. And oh, yeah. you know, Tim Seeley, I read in an interview, he really likes horror movies. Let's put him Chris, on Constantine. Chris calls it a, a story looking for a paycheck yeah, that's versus what he a said. paycheck yeah, looking yeah. for a story. It's the worst. It, it's, so yeah, what, what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, you know, I, I hated it. Uh, don't really have much good to say about it. I guess the art wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like seeing, uh, the hunters and DCU interact with, with, yeah. uh, Dark Odyssey, but none of it's been very good. No, it no. doesn't do anything. I gave it a very generous 4.5. Yeah, I'm giving it a 3.5. I'm telling you, I'm like up and down this podcast. I'm on the roller coaster ride of emotions. But again, Ooh. you can take that with a, a grain of salt because I'm not a big fan of this whole run. I unfortunately am not. I wanted to be a fan of Constantine, but because of this, this is what I'm saying. I am there as a, I was the vessel. I wanted them to fill me with love of Constantine, which that Rebirth special seemed to do. I was all excited. Finally, I can see what everybody loves about this. And then it was like they pulled the rug from under me, and I ended up falling right on my head and getting a concussion and thinking that I saw Fruit Bat. But uh, yeah, even with that, it's just nonsense. I just wanted to like it, and I, I don't – I can't stand it, and I just – I think that there's going to be a thing where we're going to have to start talking again with the idea of if this book doesn't get canceled at some point, we may just drop it. I mean, it's that bad. And that'll be up to you, Reggie. You dropped it before because it was nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's getting along those lines. It, it's, it is it really getting there, is. but I, I definitely don't feel as Whew. fucking as furious as I did at that time. Yeah. I, uh, what do you What do you say, Eric? I give this issue a fuck you five. I'm telling yeah. you, the only thing that you can kind of rely on is the art's not bad, and it had a decent cliffhanger, but 
getting there was a lot of work because it just wanted to over-explain Constantine feeling bad for the oh, young blood with the I, freaking, yeah, you know, the, the gang, it. and then like you know, Hunter's going buck wild on him just over and over again. We got away from him just to get back to him. So then it just and also this freaking this you know the the father day just talking to the young bruv about you know his life and what right. he's doing. I'm like. It was just a very boring. It went on so long. Oh my god! I really don't like this series anymore, and I really and again, would dislike it to end. Where, and where we say, like we've been saying, and we said it again tonight, we said it last week. This whole idea of making these heroes and crippling them with the things that you're doing, giving Constantine a conscience, worse. It just doesn't lead to anything. No magic and a conscience. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrible. Eric, you did like the character previously, though, right? In well, the, yeah, I, I am uh, a fan of John Constantine. I even really like the short-lived show which they don't even have that nobody would watch that show when they cancel it they won't cancel this comic though yeah and what's funny about that is is when i do end up you know tweeting out the the uh book when reggie reviews it when i tweet out the review and i hit you know hashtag hellblazer hashtag constantine when i hit hashtag constantine when you hit the hashtags everybody's on twitter pretty much you see like the the popular ones that are still around like if i you know you put hashtag free Free Meek Mills will come up, you know, that yep. sort of thing. I had hashtag Constantine, and right away, there's still hashtags that seem to be relevant about bringing that show back. Yeah, but we're not going to get that, that but yet we get a, a crappy comic. Well, and he, they he seem is going to be on Legends of Yeah, he's going to be on Legends season. of Tomorrow. He has been. I yeah, yeah, so he's going to actually be a regular. Yeah, yeah so uh, it's crazy. But, yeah, this book is just nonsense. And I think maybe because people still keep pining for the show, they think that the book needs to be I, – I don't know. I don't know. Don't make it like this, though, please. There is yeah. at least an interesting, like, uh, web cartoon that's coming out, that uh, has been out with Constantine. That's yeah. like, go check that. It's like a little yeah. six minute inner, like, uh, yeah, installment. Like I watched, like, five I of them, I believe. Yeah. I haven't watched, I saw the Vixen one. I like that. I haven't seen the Constantine one. I should give it a, give it a look, see. Yeah, that's well, we have, we have one more issue, and we, we saved the best for last. Here we go. More oh. hell, more <laughs> hell for everybody. The yeah. Demon Hell is Earth, number six, written by Andrew Constant. Art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, and Chris Sotomayor. Making Hades in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from the inferno sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to go on the lamb? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows you're damned. And they're always glad you scammed. Merlin isn't there to screw it up, so true hell can roll out and stand. You want to go where everybody knows you're damned. Yes, yes indeed. Oh, this, this book is over. Thank God. We have a couple this week. That we're we're finally free of, and this yep. is one of those. Free I at last, free we, at last. yeah, we like that first issue enough, and it's gone downhill from there in my it mind, is. and nothing has really happened. Uh, it really doesn't advance anything, and then it doesn't even have a real ending, which drove me nuts. But I don't There's know. It's like a lot of six issue bindings. They all have this crazy ending, as if yeah. they're going to keep going. Yeah, on they want to they want to see if it sells, and it isn't. Status quo. Yeah. It's just, 
these uh, weird books just aren't selling. They they aren't. This one isn't the Ragman. Like all of these, just they're dude, not this selling. Is a in- weird book to think this is good as like. I know. Sell. I don't even know why you'd even uh, go with I have it. No idea. <laughs> the, the the funny thing about it is, as I said to Eric uh, when I was talking to him about reading it, it's like I don't even remember. Like it's one thing to not remember some things, but we review these. We talk about. Never remember who writes it. I'm like, who? Oh no, oh, Andrew Constant. Like, oh, I had to look this issue as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just because it's it just I could care less because it's just not good. And you don't you have some characters in here. You have pretty much a Demon Knights reunion of sorts, and yet yeah. it's not even interesting. And this issue, it just seems like shit just gets thrown in. Well, there. it looks great. Well, I like the, the look. Big, but the big problem with this, and from a storytelling point of view, is that. The very thing that imbued Belial with the power to, to roll out hell on earth, hell is earth, as yeah. the subtitle, is the same thing that destroys him. And yeah, that, that destroys him. call lazy-ass fucking writing. <laughs> I thought everybody. you were going to say bullshit. Bull <laughs> I was going to say. fucking shit. It, yeah. is, it is, I mean, it is, it is the stupid shit where it's like, you know, the, the gun that kills Bruce Wayne's parents, if he turned around and shot them with the same one, that's a lazy... Fucking yeah. bullshit writing. It's it's essentially how you do dig yourself out of a fast hole. And uh why bother? Why have a six issue mini you have to dig yourself out of? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Essentially yeah. I can break down the story very quickly. Yeah. Hell has has subsumed the entire earth. They're still trying to attack Belial. Uh they can't get through to him. He's too powerful. He's Etrigan is the king of hell. He's the king of hell. He can't do anything, but Merlin still has a little bit of power in him as he proves when he touches Xanadu's foot. And she's able to blow Belial across the room, so he gives his last bit of power to Etrigan, which gives Etrigan the super power to become super Etrigan. Super Saiyan Etrigan. Be- yeah. Beat the hell out of Belial, and everything goes back to normal. Oh, no, but even that, the thing is, too, he was able to pull the Excalibur out of Merlin, because Merlin's been hiding Excalibur this whole time inside of his body. Yes. So Etrigan has uh, Excalibur as a means to fight Belial. Yeah, nonsense. He's super powered, and now yeah, uh, he, he cuts he cuts off Belial's hands. Therefore, he can't do his whatever magic and shit yeah. like this. Uh, now, uh, uh, Etrigan is. He also kills Lucifer, who's in his wolf form. So now Etrigan's in charge of hell as Super Etrigan and Madame Xanadu and Jason Blood are gonna hit the open highway. And yep. I don't know, right hit wrongs, the open highway. I know. Right, hellish wrong. They're gonna murder- they're gonna team up with uh, Cameron Chase and Lauren in the uh, <laughs> Supergirl. Yeah, what 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 was the uh, what did you call it? Like uh, chase mid- the moon, chase the moon, the the werewolf the detective. detective. Now we also have Jason Blood, Blood on the streets. It's called mm-hmm. this one. It's Madame Xanadu and Jason Blood. Blood, in, Blood out, S- singing rhymes and solving crimes, going off. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's just nonsense. And <laughs> you just might see a guest appearance from Edric. You just may, especially with the rhymes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It'd be so great. But, yeah, with this, Uh, we end it. And uh, I, from here on out, it does seem like DC has learned a little bit of a lesson because we are finishing up a lot of these nonsense miniseries, and yet there's not a lot coming down the road. There's the Plastic Man deal, but that seems legit. Gail Simone and stuff like that. I think that maybe they learned the lesson that they can't just throw shit out there. And expect people to buy it because these have all of them, uh, you know, have failed. And the ones that have worked, say a white knight or a creature of the night or whatever, these are legitimate, like, you know, top notch deals also involving Batman and things like that. 
uh, it's a shame because again, like I just said with Constantine, well, you know, white, you have... white knight, white knight, and even like Liam Sharp's one, whatever, like yeah, uh, yeah. the Brave and the, the Bold. These are stories these guys have been they working have on something. for years. Yeah, yeah they you know? have something. Uh, Sean Murphy finished. He, he was like, I had like six issues of that in the can yeah, already. before we even released the first one. He, he's had that story in his yeah. mind for a long time. So, uh, you would, I don't, uh, I don't yeah. think Andrew Constant no. had this fucking story. No. Like, what, what is this? I think that, again, again, this goes back to, yeah, Yeah, it goes back to when they said it it would be like a a Sean Murphy, because the story that was going on, even before we ever heard anything about it, there was going to be this weird continuation of All-Star Batman with Sean Murphy and uh, Scott Snyder. And then all of a sudden, that was canceled. I don't know that that was particularly what we're getting in. It may have been shifted around, but it was that Sean Murphy was like, I have this. Maybe Scott Snyder even saw and said, whoa, this is really good. Why don't you go do this instead of us continuing on? Whatever it would be, but that was long ago. And yeah, I think he went into DC talked to the people and said, this is what I have. Here, I have a script. You can read this. A treatment. Whatever. I think that these others are, hey, Andrew Constant, you there? Yeah. Hey, you want to do an Etrigan book? Whatever. I'm not busy. I I can't see that if that was Andrew Constant coming to DC and saying, I have this great story and give it to him. Nobody would have went with this. This is not a great story. It is a boring story. It doesn't really do anything. If you were going to have anything like this, why not give these miniseries, whatever the length or whatever, but go in with the concept of, hey, a lot of people don't know Etrigan anymore, so I want you to write a mini that really spells out his origin. Like, have these be like an introduction type thing, whatever, but these things don't do anything. I mean, what did we get from this besides po- the end? You know, like, we're going to continue this? That's get king nothing. of hell. Yeah, we get mm-hmm. nothing. And yet Ragman, which I'll was an introduction, DM, but dot, yeah, dot, dot, yeah. Question mark. And, you know, you had that Ragman, which we did find out some things this new, but it just that ended up being nothing. What did you give it, Reggie? Uh, yeah, it was lame as shit. I still do like the art a lot, and uh, even up to the very end, uh, I think the plotting is cool. Would have liked to see this on a story that I wanted to read, but for that reason, I I begged off the fuck you five and gave it a five point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I like the art, but yeah, this will be one of those that if you quizzed me freaking six months from now, I I wouldn't remember anything. I'm going from to it. do examples. You can my mark it down right there because now. I will not yep. remember anything that happened. Yep. And I'll just be like, whatever. I I don't even remember that. Uh, how about you, Eric? I would give it a five point one out of ten because you know. The biggest problem in my mind, besides for the the monotony that we have in this story, is that we get to the final issue, and by the end we defeat Belial, and there's no stakes to anything. Everything goes back to before the story started, yeah. and even the idea that Merlin's dead, oh, you can't count him out all, like, mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, yeah, okay, so Merlin's not even dead. He's not even dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, besides for, like, you know, but I'll give it a... It's it's kind of a cool ending, even though it won't probably continue in any continuity there is, because you can't say whether this is in continuity or out. But, you know, King Etrigan, it's kind of cool, and it will at least give, you know, Jason Blood a moment of peace, because now Etrigan doesn't want to always come out into the real world and whatnot. Right. But it was just a very disappointing end, but I did like the art a lot. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. But that's the end of this extra long section. We did it! That's probably the yeah. longest section of books we've ever done. So we got the yeah. six done, but Reggie's not done, because he's going to be coming back in a little bit with Chris. Uh, to talk young animal stuff, and then me and Eric will be talking to Chris later as well. But we're going to go off right now to what I believe – I always say this because I never have things set no. up here I, because I, I twist and turn. So I'm going to what I – I'm going to go with what I say here. I believe that we're going off 
to some mail. So we'll see. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you had to say. We don't need no Mail with Eric, and this is from the Hollywood kid, Luke Hollywood. What's up, Jim, right. Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, Trebit, Josh, Jeremy, Andy, Abby, and everyone else in the Get Fresh crew? Boop, boop. He wants a sound, Eric. Ooh, <laughs> the Phantom Reviewer. It's pretty late, and I'm pretty tired, so now seems like a good time to write a mail and see if I don't pass out first, LOL. Odd week for books this week. Seems like after all the big hitters came out last week with Action 1000, this week was just where all the leftovers for the month got lumped in. And you say that this is kind of this standard week. I mean, you yeah. don't have action with it because of the whole deal. Um, but, yeah, th- this week is always down. It, it really is, uh, especially when you get a lot of these minis included <laughs> that are garbage. Doom Patrol and Batman and the Signal showed up extra late to the party. I dropped Doom Patrol like it was hot ages ago, so I'll leave it to the hardcores, Reggie and Chris, for the verdict on that. But something tells me they won't like it. Yeah, I, I hear that they're not so fond of it. Yeah. Now to put a book on blast. Batman and the Signal number three this week just felt like one big mess, missed opportunity, and this was one of the ones we did on our uh, Patreon-only spotlight, and we agree. I think the concept of the series had great potential, and there was an interesting enough supporting cast being developed for Duke. Oh, yeah. I've been a fan of Duke since the We Are Robin days, which me and Eric yes, well. both way, uh, and I was excited to see him get the spotlight in this mini when it was first announced, and hopefully more insight in this new meta powers. What we got was a lackluster three issues that rushed and condensed and delayed so bad that I had really hard time remembering what happened issue by issue maybe they explained it better uh in issue two and i just forgot but uh, no mon being duke's dad maybe felt like a really forced way to make us interested in an ultimately forgettable villain it just left a bad taste in my mouth really especially with the whole to be continued thing at the end if they only managed to get three issues out yeah with significant delays i have a hard time imagining a sequel series launching anytime soon definitely no a 100 emoji for this one, since I put Batman the Signal on blast, it's time to bless up a book I really like. Silencer. Bless up. Is that a thing? Bless up. Yeah, yeah. Silencer dropped this week, and with the new and improved art by Victor Bogdanovich, shout out to the new Superman, the book has really solidified itself as one of the best, if not best book, of the new age of DC heroes can offer. And I agree. I like it. I agree most, as well. I, think. I had very little interest in for this title when it first came out, but Dan, the man Abnett has managed to craft a pretty compelling character in honor guest, even with her lame name and weird power. I really <laughs> appreciate it. It's funny too, because I want to call her uh, honor host all the time for some reason. I don't for know some why. Reason, I want to go honor grace. Really? Yeah. I want to go honor host. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I really appreciate the time you took to flesh out Leviathan and honors history of Italia. And even if the one last job plot point may be cliche, it was done well here. I wish it was two days till retirement is what they use. But, and I must say that last page and the promise for next issue had me pretty excited to see how it all plays out after a disappointing issue and damage and an issue of terrifics that kind of felt like stalling to me. It's nice to see at least one of the New Age books firing on all cylinders. Who would have thought the Cone of Silence would make for a great book, Eric? Shh, he says. Shh. I-, I wish that at one point you'd have her say this, Eric. 
Spiders. That would be cool. That's a little whisper for you. That's all from me this week. Uh, all that's left for me to do is my weekly reminders for Jim to keep doing what you're doing and then go watch some My Hero Academia. Uh, I want to give a update, Eric. Uh, I'm proud to say the update is I still haven't watched it. And Eric, you go buy more Transformers. We need another boys' toys ASAP. And before I go, I just want to remind the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, boop, that boop. next week is a big week of books. We've got DC Nation, Avengers number one, Eric, and plenty more. But most importantly, we have the triumphant return of the book of the week, Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, volume two. Will my nice. boy Kyle Rayner be able to reclaim the Hollywood kid's number one spot in his heart for my hero can. academia? Or won't he? He probably will. Your boy in leak slip, the Hollywood kid, XO, XO, Eric. XO. And we're Man now going to go off to a section that is going to include a bunch of things. It's kind of a weird section here. It's going to include some uh, Josh, Jeremy, uh, the young animal stuff. Maybe me, you, and Chris talking some Teen Titans. A lot weird of craziness. A lot of craziness coming up. But yeah, we're going to go off to that right now. Hey, what's up everybody? Josh Vermillion here. want to welcome you guys back for another week of Vermillion's Visions. Um, once again, I say it every week, but you guys know what I like to do over here on this segment. want to bring you guys a review of a trade uh, not from one of the big two of DC or Marvel. Um, and this week, you know what? I'm not even going to be reviewing a comic book because um, it's going to be My Hero Academia Volume 1, originally published in a Shonen Jump magazine. Um, it's titled Izuku Midoriya Origin, uh, written and art by Kihai Horikoshi, uh, translated into English by Caleb Cook. Um, and this is actually the first manga that I've ever read fully. I've read little bits and pieces of manga, you know, when I was when I was a real little kid and uh, I would go to like the school library and they had like Pokemon manga there, I would read a little bit of that, but this is the first that I've ever, you know, read all the way through. Um, I'm not going to go into detail for the entire first part of the story because that's like 61 pages worth of stuff to go through. Um, so I'll go to what I feel is, is the first kind of natural stopping point. Because uh, you guys don't want to listen to me ramble on uh, about 61 pages worth of story here. Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit longer than the standard comic book first issue. I think it's like 35 pages, but something like that. Uh, so in this world of My Hero Academia, nearly everyone in the world has some kind of powers, which they call quirks. Some quirks are simple, like being able to move small objects with your mind, and others are, are extremely powerful. Our main character, character Izuku Midoriya, is one of only about 20% of the world's population without a quirk. Um, so it's kind of like reverse X-Men in that sense, whereas the majority of the world has powers, or I guess you could call them mutants. Um, and only a, a small percentage of the world is quirkless. Uh, so despite not having a quirk, Midoriya, he has, he has big dreams of being a professional hero one day. 
Uh, he studies different heroes constantly. He's always taking notes about people's quirks and villains' quirks and how heroes use their quirks to stop villains. And the story actually opens with Midoriya at age four, and he's getting picked on by another kid named uh, Katsuki Bakugo. And uh, Bakugo has developed his quirk, and it's pretty powerful. He can make the sweat from his hands explosive. Uh, so while, that, while that's happening, there's a narration from Midoriya saying that this was his first and his last setback on his road to becoming a hero. Uh, now we're going to jump ahead in the story to his third year of middle school. He's walking down the street to school when a giant villain pops up in the middle of the street. A uh, team of professional heroes comes in to stop this this big giant shark man. So Kamui Woods is a hero with kind of like Groot-like powers. Uh, he wraps up the villain in his tree arms. They extend, you know, really far, and he wraps up this villain. Then a new hero, um, it's her debut, first day on the job. Uh, she is giant. Her name is Mount Lady. Uh, comes in, and he, she gives a kick. Um, and then since since this big giant shark guy was, was being wrapped up by, by tree arms, the kick topples him over, and they uh, they make the arrest. Uh, so later on in the school, or later on in the day, while when he's at school, Midoriya's teacher is talking about you know upcoming high school entrance exams and choosing which high school his students are going to attend. Bakugo is confident that he's going to get in the best hero school in the country, even saying that. He basically says that everyone else in his class is pointless and he's the only one good enough to be a professional hero and to get into this UA school. Uh, the teacher asks Midori if he's planning on going to UA too and the entire classroom you know, erupts in laughter telling him he'll never make it because he, he doesn't even have a quirk. Uh, when he tries to defend himself a little bit, Bakugo blasts him into a wall even though you're not supposed to use your powers in school and the teacher says nothing the teacher doesn't reprimand anybody for laughing at, at Midoriya or reprimand Bakugo for using his powers uh, to, to attack Midoriya basically uh, so later on in school Bakugo gets a glimpse of Midoriya's notes um, and he takes notes on all the heroes whenever he sees them um, and Bakugo you know I don't know why but this this really pisses him off and he uh he takes a notebook and sets it on fire with one of his blasts from his hands. And then Bakugo even goes so far as to tell Midoriya to, to go jump off the roof and hope to have a quirk in his next life. Yeah, this Bakugo kid is a total dick if you didn't get that already. Uh, so now we're going to get a flashback to Midoriya as a little kid again. Um, he found this video as a kid of, of the world's greatest hero, All Might. Uh, saving people after a big disaster, and this video is is All Might's first time on the scene. The entire time he's rescuing people, All Might has this big, huge smile on his face, um, and then he he always uses his catchphrase. He says, "Fear not. Why you ask? Because I am here." So that that because I am here is kind of like his, his big thing that he uses um, throughout his career as a hero and throughout this book a lot. So Midoriya watches this video over and over and over on the equivalent of YouTube, and he's so excited about being able to become a hero one day. But then he goes to the doctor, and the doctor tells him that he will he'll never have a quirk. He doesn't have that that gene to have a quirk. 
So Midoriya is super upset about being told that. You know, he goes home, he's crying, still watching the video of All Might over and over again, but just tears rolling down his face. He tells his mom that he still wants to be a hero one day, but instead of, you know, being an encouraging mother, telling him that, you know, you can be a hero one day, even though you don't have a quirk, you can still do it. All she does is say that she's sorry, which really, you know, that affects him a little bit. You can see it on his face. Um, and Midoriya, you know, in the in the narration says, you know, that it was on that day that he decided to, to put all of his effort into becoming a hero despite not having a quirk. So now moving back to the present, Midoriya is walking home from school reflecting on what he has to do to become a hero when this goopy villain looks like it's made out of mud. Uh, comes out of the sewer and attacks him. Uh, this this villain, you know, wraps itself around Midoriya and is trying to take over his body. Midoriya grabs a hold and tries to tries to grab a hold and rip the villain off of him, but his hands just just go right through the liquid body. Um, the villain almost accomplishes taking over Midoriya's body when All Might shows up, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, he rears back and throws a punch so hard that, that the wind from the punch tears apart this villain and just, you know, splatters it everywhere. All Might scoops it up in a water bottle and gives Midoriya an autograph. Um, then, you know, Midoriya is trying to talk to him, but All Might just says, you know, that when you're a hero, you battle not only villains, but you also battle time as he kind of clinches up and doubles over as he says that. Uh, when he does straighten up, uh, he is ready to take off and leave, so he jumps up into the air uh, to fly away, and he's you know, soaring above the city when he realizes that Midoriya is clinging onto his leg, flying above the city with him. Um, and this is actually where I'm going to stop, because as All Might is flying away, um, he coughs a couple times, and you see blood coming out the side of his mouth. Uh, so you know something is, is clearly up with him, uh, not only the doubling over, but now the, the bleeding from the mouth as he flies. Uh, but the rest of this book pretty much follows Midoriya on his quest to get into UA and become a professional hero. Um, it follows, that. I mean, that's what it's about. It also delves into some of the other, other people in this world and their different quirks, as well as um, some story about All Might. But now... I'm going to say that I, I watch quite a bit of anime when I have time to watch TV, and especially over like the past year or so, I, I actually mainly watch anime and, and sports when I when I do get to watch TV. It's usually anime or sports. Um, and I did give My Hero Academia, the anime, a chance uh, a couple months ago. I, I, I started watching it. I watched the, the first season and actually the first arc of the second season, I stopped watching right after, you know, kind of the tournament arc. Um, and I'm going to apologize right now to Luke Hollywood especially, but also everyone out there in the Get Fresh crew doop, doop, that, uh, that, that loves My Hero Academia. But I really didn't like it that much. I don't, I don't love shonen anime to begin with. Um, but you know, I gave My Hero Academia a shot, and I was I was just kind of bored throughout it. There were definitely some aspects of it that I liked, but I just couldn't get fully into it like I wanted to. Now, coming over and, and reading the manga side of it, I do appreciate how many shots from the anime 
were taken directly from the source material. That being said, the same issues exist in the manga in that I'm just I'm just kind of bored with it. I'm not saying it's bad or anything because it it is pretty cool that the whole story and I do like some of the characters that come in later on, but it's just not for me, I guess. A lot of the dialogue, especially in the manga, is over the top, which it might just be how shonen manga is. I'm not real sure because, like I said, I haven't read any manga hardly in the past. Um, but a lot of it just seems kind of over the top and overdone a little bit to me. And then, then another thing that has always kind of kept me away from manga in the past is the lack of color in the books. I will admit that the drawings in this book look look pretty damn good throughout. I just personally like like coloring. I don't. I'm not a fan of the the black and white style. I was the same way, you know, when I tried to get into the Walking Dead comic book. I just like colors. Uh, so overall, I'm gonna go with with a, like a 6.5 out of 10. Now, like I said, I don't think that this is this is bad by any means. I do think there are some issues with the story, and, and it's not perfect, but it's not it's not bad at all. It's just not for me, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So, so don't let my score steer you away from getting into manga or getting into My Hero Academia if you're interested in it, uh, because it might be something that appeals to you more than it does to me. Um, because, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Shonen anyway, um, and this just kind of exemplified that, and it had a lot of those Shonen tropes, I guess, that, that I'm not a fan of. Personally, um, I can watch it a little bit here and there, but it's just not, this isn't a show, and all Shonen, you know, even my, my favorite Shonen of all time, Dragon Ball Z, is there, neither of them are shows that I can just sit down and and binge watch like 10 episodes in a row uh, just because it gets kind of old and I get kind of bored with it. But this this was pretty solid, I guess. So yeah, like I said, probably about a 6.5 out of 10 for me, um, but it might be a lot higher for some of you guys out there if this is something that you're interested in getting into. Uh, but that pretty much wraps things up for for my review of this. Um, I'll be back next week with a with a review of a recommended book from Alex Martin. We got Big Man Plans coming next week. He recommended that to me, so figure I'll get that out of the way soon as possible. See what I think about that one. Um, but yeah, you can if anybody else has recommendations for me, you can find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire three. Um, but that pretty much wraps things up. Oh, I want to remind everybody, go check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Uh, support the guys if you can. Support all the work that they put into the website and the podcast every single week. Uh, but like I said, that wraps things up, so I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks a lot, guys. Hello and welcome to Jeremy's JLA Jamboree uh, Edition 3. Wow, there you go. Third one. Here we go. Um, <coughs> got something a bit different for you uh, tonight. In that, the issue that we're about to do uh, is not an issue of a Justice League comic. However, it does feature the Justice League. 
And seeing as it is written by none other than Alan Moore, uh, or as I like to say, Alan Moore, um, then I thought it would be an idea to uh, to share it with you. So uh, I hope that's okay. And uh, without any further ado, uh, let's get stuck in. Saga of the Swamp Thing, issue 24. Written by Alan Moore with art by Stephen Bissett and John Totleben, colours by Tatiana Wood, and letters by John Costanza. Roots. There is a house above the world, where the over-people gather. There is a man with wings, like a bird. There is a man who can see across the planet and ring diamonds from its anthracite. There is a man who moves so fast that his life is an endless gallery of statues. In the house above the world, the over people gather and sit and listen to a dry, mad voice that whispers of earth death. What follows is, uh, is a series of... Uh, video images relayed to the satellite uh, from Louisiana and we see the Floronic man Jason Woodrow uh, speaking directly to camera and behind him there's scenes of devastation burning and it's pretty apocalyptic and this is what he says there is nothing you can do it is the day for I am Woodrue, grief and rage of the wilderness, and the veldt speaks through me, and through me is the will of the jungle known. See, see the revenge of the grass. O oh Lord, you have waged bitter and undeclared war upon the green gutting the rainforests mile after mile day after day but know this the war has come home it is man's turn to embrace the scythe if allowed to live you will kill your planet you must be removed from two o'clock this morning, the world's plant life increased its production of oxygen tenfold. Oxygen? What? Shh! The first to die will be the very young and the very old, the saplings and the stumps. Those that survive will live in an atmosphere so inflammable that any flame, any spark, will unleash an inferno. You will regress to the Stone Age and beyond. Within a year, you will all be dead. There is nothing that you can do. It is the day. For I am Woodrue. I am the fury and bereavement of... Click! insane and the hand that has just turned off the transmission 
is uh, wearing a Green Lantern ring, and this is obviously Hal Jordan. Superman intervened. Insane's the word. I noticed almost 30 major differences in his posture and speech patterns. He suffered a massive psychological breakdown since the last time we encountered him. Hawkman. We have a problem here. Firestorm. The Floronic Man's never given as much trouble in the past. Okay, so it looks like he's controlling the world's vegetation, but... Zatanna. No, that we could handle, but the world's vegetation is controlling him. Aquaman. And he's uh, speaking to the others, and in the very foreground of this image is Green Arrow, uh, who has uh, an arrow in both hands, and he's actually... <laughs> it looks like he's kind of stroking his arrow. That's what it looks like. Okay. Aquaman. So what do we do? Threaten to beat up the trees? Katar's right. We have a problem. Our own planet has declared war on us. Woodru is our only means of negotiation. And Woodru's mad. And Green Arrow snaps his arrow in frustration. What you're saying is we get to lose this one. This time, we finally strike out. Man, I don't believe this. We were watching out for New York, for Metropolis, for Atlantis. But who was watching out for La Croix, Louisiana? And there is a silence in the house above the world. A terrible silence. A hush before the earthquake. And we get a full page uh, panel of Woodrue. Uh, looking at the way uh, Bissett and Turtleben draw him. Um, he's he looks like a, a sort of a weird kind of bark-covered elf-like creature. Uh, he looks extraordinarily frightening, and he's uh, he's faced off against Swamp Thing, who of course is bulkier than he is. Uh, but um, we'll see how this confrontation goes. The Floronic Man. Now, what's interesting is is that uh, Woodru has been involved with this incarnation of the Swamp Thing uh, ever since Alan Moore took over the book. He's he's been part of uh, sort of a team investigating Swamp Thing, trying to figure out what makes him work, that kind of thing. And now, in the first uh, couple of issues of this arc, he's he's learned to uh, commune with the Green. And uh, this has led to the, the, the current crisis. Anyway, he's speaking to the Swamp Thing. The Swamp Man? Holland? But you were looted. You had gone on. Gone on to your reward. Gone on to the meadows of oblivion and peace and... Why did you return? Why did you return from that? Unless... Unless you sensed my triumph. Yes, yes, you knew, knew of my ascension, and you wished to share it, this moment, this glorious instant, because, because you are like me, like me. It was you, your fibres, that provided my link with the green, my stairway to this emerald throne. You, 
you are the opener of the way. Woodrue welcomes you to share his harvest. And as he's saying this, uh, the focus to begin with is very much on the uh, on Woodrue's face. And the Swamp Thing kind of just looking very sort of impassively at him. And his eyes are sort of uh, these... Um, he doesn't have whites. He has he has red sort of where whites would be Swamp Thing. And he's kind of listening sort of impassively. And he's sort of taking it all in, what Woodrue's saying. Uh, Woodrue has already uh, pretty much conquered this, this small town in Louisiana. Um, we see uh, ruined cars with uh, sort of vegetation kind of growing out of it, tendrils of plants and what have you, and this horrific sort of... Well, it, it's horrific in the sense that, 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 that it's suggested horror um, of sort of people within these cars that are obviously kind of... They're either burning or, or they have burned or they're, they're being choked by... Uh, by the these uh, tendrils, these plants, and one of them, uh, there's a girl uh, who, if memory serves me correctly, was in the last issue. She was captured uh, by uh, by Woodrue, and she's held upside down uh, by these uh, tendrils around this tree. And Woodrue turns to her, and he says this to the Swamp Thing: "Perhaps this one first. She is my gift." Her life, an offering to my brother, my mentor, you, the swamp god. Her life, take it. And uh, the swamp thing sort of backhands uh, Woodrue and sends him flying. And uh, he starts to release this captive girl and uh, untie her. And uh, you see her kind of running off to uh, somebody else who's kind of obviously stood by watching a bystander and uh, Woodrue gets up and he sort of grimaces and he sort of snarls at, uh, at Swamp Thing and says traitor and a uh, a branch kind of spears uh, Swamp Thing from out of nowhere kind of takes him from behind and kind of thrusts through his chest he you see something kind of kind of grab the, the the tree trunk that's kind of impaling him and rip it out by its roots from behind so so he's kind of holding it from behind and he rips out he rips out the trunk by its roots and he gets himself free and then uh, the people who have been kind of watching all this these sort of bystanders watching this kind of confrontation uh, start to freak out and they start running around and, and try to get away they're fighting each other sandy get the kids out of here run stop crying and run alec and that's abigail now abigail is uh uh is swamp thing's love interest um she is uh she still believes that swamp thing is alec holland uh sort of animated and this kind of a vestige of of sort of life in uh, in Swamp Thing's uh, body that it, that is human, and of course one of the one of the big things that sort of uh, um, uh, that Alan Moore does with the Swamp Thing is is he kind of turns that on its head and says rather than sort of Alec Collins' kind of spirit or mind kind of animating this 
this creature, this swamp thing. Um, the swamp thing is actually is actually all kind of vegetation and a vegetable matter, and is simply mimicking uh, Alec Holland's consciousness. It, it's kind of interesting. So Abigail turns to uh, an old black guy with uh, who's got sort of close cropped white hair, and he she says to him, "Please, w- what's happening here, Miss? I'm damned to hell if I know." Uh, by the way, I, I'm not really good. I have I have like a generic southern accent, and this is it, okay? It doesn't get any better than this. Hopefully, it won't get any worse. It probably isn't Louisiana. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it isn't Louisiana. Anyway. Miss, I'm damned to hell if I know. First this Woodrow guy, then this mud man, and now everybody's running. Woodrow? That's Woodrow? Uh, but the way he looks... Yeah, uglier than death, backing out of the outhouse, reading Mad Magazine, and crazy as a football bat. I ain't running. Damned if I'm running. I lived here all my life. Got roots here. And I ain't running. Gonna fetch my old Evangeline. You'll see. Gonna go get her now. And then I'm gonna be right back. Evangeline? Who's... And he heads off, um, leaving Abigail kind of on her own, watching this ongoing battle between... Swamp Thing and and uh, Jason Woodrow and Woodrow has has the upper hand uh, because he has control over the green and um, the, the Swamp Thing is kind of entangled in tentacles and he's uh, and tendrils sorry and he's down on his uh, on his backside basically trying to look up at um, uh, at Woodrow as Woodrow seeks to uh, to kind of destroy him Woodrow let me up you are afraid to fight as a man fights i'm not a man neither are you in fact you're not anything and he pulls a wall a brick wall down on top of swamp thing and uh crushes him uh, leaving uh jason woodrow alone with abigail and on that rather ominous note uh, we return to the justice league satellite then there's no hope at all there's always hope. Hal, could you contact Oa? Some of the core are vegetable life forms. Alien vegetables. They'd have the same communication problem that we have, maybe more so. Hmm. What about the undersea situation? And this is Superman speaking first to Hal and now to Aquaman. And Aquaman says, Not as serious yet as on land, but it's getting worse. Firestorm intervenes. Firestorm's had a had a fantastic idea. Listen to this. L- l- listen, w- wait a minute. The problem's with the oxygen balance, right? So why don't I use your atomic restructuring abilities to convert oxygen molecules into carbon dioxide and restore the balance? Yes, I'd thought of that. It wouldn't work. For one thing, do you know how many molecules make up Earth's atmosphere? If you wanted, I could count them. That was Superman. Firestorm. Uh, yeah, well, don't bother. Then we get Green Arrow, uh, who, who kind of <laughs> who betrays a stunning lack of understanding and knowledge of the rest of the superhero world in the DC Universe. What about the chick in the Titans? Uh, Blackbird. She's an empath. And Wonder Woman uh, intervenes. Raven. She's already tried. The mass plant mind is too alien. She can reach it, but she can't understand it. Flash. This is ridiculous. Ever since we first encountered Woodrow, he's lost every battle he's ever fought. 
Hawkman. Every battle, perhaps. But this is war, and the other side isn't taking prisoners. I went back to Louisiana. Woodrue has got his eyes on Abigail. Mrs. Cable, I remember you in the swamp. You came to visit the traitor when he was rooted in the swamp. I remember. Woodrue, what's happened to you? You were human. No, never human. Always have I been Woodrue, always. Woodrue, green messiah. Woodrue, annihilating angel of the thorns. And we hear the sound of a chainsaw whirring and growling. Mister, I don't know from annihilating angels, but I sure know a candy butt when I see one. Turn around. I want you to meet Evangeline. Okay, uh, this black guy uh, is the kind of guy who, who has pet names for his chainsaws. I don't know. I really don't care at this point, as long as he saves Abigail, which he pretty much does, uh, although it does cost him. With that, you dare to threaten me with that? And uh, a tendril kind of clubs uh, this uh, black gentleman down, and uh, Woodrow says, how obvious, and yet... And he looks at the uh, chainsaw, which is uh, is now silent, and he picks it up, and he uh, he gets it going again, and he says this, and, and this is kind of interesting. I, I, the Comics Code Authority uh, was still approving this comic it, it, in a, in a few issues. I think it stops doing it, and and I'm I'm still kind of mildly surprised that it got the uh, the CCA. Uh, the CCA st stamp of approval because there's some really quite chilling stuff going on here uh, he picks up the uh, the chainsaw and yet as a symbol yes yes of course your film industry has canonized this instrument has it not meat movies in which the horror rests with the idea of doing to humans what humans do each day to trees in their thousands yes as a symbol. Close your eyes, Mrs. Cable. Close your eyes and shout, Timber! And the... Uh, you see him kind of... You see him holding, brandishing the chainsaw in his hand. And you see a green arm come out and grab his hand grab his arm and you hear the crack as Swamp Thing breaks it and uh, obviously Swamp Thing has kind of reconstituted himself and uh, and come back to kind of save Abigail uh, it's a very sort of dramatic series of panels oh oh my arm it's you <clears throat> oh it hurts why do you keep coming back why? Why do you keep coming back and hurting me? Because you are hurting the green. Me? But that's... That's not true. No. No, that's not true at all. I am the green servant. Its will works through me. 
for I am Woodrow who look, look at all this. This is not the way of the wilderness. This is the way of man. And uh, Swamp Thing kind of gestures around and, and you get a, a, a better kind of idea of this, the devastation has been wrought on this Louisiana town. You, you see sort of buildings that are, that are sort of wrecked and uh, roofs are missing. And, and in some cases, there's only just a couple of walls standing. Uh, and something kind of just, you know, gestures with his hand and says, your way, Woodrow. The green did not do this. You did. No, that's lies, lies. And I spoke to the green. This is what it told me to do. This is what it wanted. This is what you wanted. You are ill, Woodrow, and you poison the green with your desires. You're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. Why are you lying? You know I am not lying. You know the green did not conceive this madness. It isn't madness! The plants will pour out oxygen and all the animals will die. Only we shall remain, don't you see? It's the only way, the only way to save the planet from those creatures, the only way! And what will change the oxygen back into the gases that we need to survive when the men and animals are dead? And quite suddenly he can no longer feel the steaming fertile presence of Africa within his mind. I know, or that of New Zealand, or Japan, or Wyoming, or Carolina. No! Don't leave me! I'm your friend! I'm Woodrow! Please, you know me! Please! It's all shrinking! It's going away! I can't feel the trees anymore, and the grass. Where is the grass going? Grey, so grey, and dead, and you. And here he's kind of talking to a little, uh, a little flower. <laughs> There's something incredibly sort of pathetic about this. It's, it's really, really, really disturbing. You, you must stay with me. Just you. That's all I want. Please, don't go. It's lonely. There's a hole in my head as big as the world, and it's so very lonely. Please, stay. Please. And then he, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to do the scream. Uh, he screams for a long time uh, because he's lost his link to the green. Uh, because the green has severed it. And um, I think, you know, this is this is kind of the, the point, you know, uh, there's a sting in the tail for this, by the way, but, but this is this is kind of the point. And, and, and Woodrow kind of goes running off. He's lost his link to the green and Abigail turns to Swamp Thing. What happened to him? 
he fell from grace with the world. He was uprooted. It's over. He realized that the plants couldn't survive without man, and so the plants backed down? Yes. I wonder, will your people do as much? And there's a nice kind of reflective couple of pages here where, where sort of Swamp Thing and Abigail um, have this conversation about uh, what's happened over the past few issues, and uh, Abigail says this. You, uh, you said earlier, you said you weren't Alec. No, Alec Holland is dead. He died many years ago in an explosion, but it has taken him a long time to lie down. He's gone now. He's at rest. And who are you? I. I am the Swamp Thing. You're happy? Yes. And they kind of embrace one another, and it's it's kind of it's sort of weird, but sweet. I'm sorry. I. Where will you go to? Where I always go, back home, back to the swamp, always, always the swamp. I am running, running through the dead grey trees. I'm running through a crowd, and none of them will speak to me. I am not worthy. My arm hurts. I run, a running man, not a plant, a man. I am a man, Jason Woodrow, Dr. Jason Woodrow. Jason, call me Jason, but how will they know? How will they know I am a man unless I wear a man's skin? And he reaches into this kind of, um, sort of a sort of experimental pod where... Uh, so the Woodrow's been doing his experiments and, and what have you and in there there is something known as a can of flexi flesh <laughs> which is a wonderful word which which tells you exactly what it does it does exactly what it says on the tin that's what it does soon they will come I feel them closing in I must hurry they will come from the sky they always come from the sky and indeed they do uh, it's Green Lantern and uh, Superman, and it's it's such a it's a nice understated panel. This, but you've got the kind of uh, the the trees, uh, the sort of bayou trees with the uh, with the creepers kind of hanging off them in silhouette, and then you've got the silhouettes of Superman and uh, Green Lantern coming down from the sky, uh, you know, sort of framed against the uh, the circle of the moon. It's 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 a nice uh, nice image there. My bark has grown since I last wore Jason's flesh. I should trim it, cut it back, but no, no time. It doesn't matter. They won't suspect. This canister, oh, so difficult to work. The, oh, now the clothes, the jacket, my arm hurts. There, all done. And you can see him kind of, um, you don't see, you don't see his face now for a few panels. What you do is you, you see, 
you see kind of his arm as he tries to put uh, put a jacket on. You can see that the flexi flesh is not doing a great job. It's kind of dripping off him. It, it's pretty horrific, to be honest with you. And he kind of puts on a wig um, to hide the fact that he's essentially a living plant. And uh, he says, I'm ready. And... Um, in one of the panels, you see just just the green lantern's ring kind of gl- glinting in the dark. It's a really kind of uh, powerful, sort of effective way of kind of showing that they've arrived. And uh, uh, one of them, I don't know which one, Superman or Green Lantern, call out to him. Woodrow? Woodrow, I... Well, yes, but call me Jason. I'm one of you. I'm human human like you and we see his face now for the first time and it's it's really really genuinely horrific it's like it's like this flexi flesh is like melted wax on his face it hasn't covered up everything it certainly hasn't covered up the kind of uh the sort of little twigs that kind of stick out of his chin uh the 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 little leaves that are growing out of his out of his head it, it just he's got little kind of uh, sort of thorny horns on his forehead. Uh, he looks utterly horrific and utterly insane. And Superman goes, God! Hal Jordan. Woodrow? Woodrow? What? What's wrong with you? Wrong? With me? Oh, you mean my arm? Well, I, I broke it. An accident. I, I was just, you know doing something normal, driving a car, fishing, one of those things as men do, and I broke it. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, actually, it hurts quite a lot. I, I need a doctor. <laughs> what am I saying? I am a doctor. <laughs> Woodrow, it's okay. We'll find you a doctor. And uh, Superman drapes. And then this is kind of, this is really quite, uh, I don't know, there's something quite... Uh, sort of powerful about this. Uh, Superman drapes Woodrow in his cape uh, to kind of keep him warm and safe. And he turns to Hal Jordan, who's kind of behind them both, and he says, Arkham? And Hal Jordan says, I guess so. Cal, what happened out here? I don't know. Let's just be grateful that there's something watching out for places no one watches out for. And we return to Swamp Thing in the swamp. Uh, beautiful swamp kind of images. As as indeed you you find all the time with, weirdly enough, <laughs> as you find all the time with Swamp Thing. Um, particularly uh, these issues, sort of this, this, this part of the run, which is kind of exploring Swamp Thing's character. Um, there's some really beautiful kind of kind of artwork here. Almost dawn. A bird speaks, barely awake. Another answers. Soon all the birds are talking, telling each other their dreams. Why? Why did? I ever leave this place. I want to walk here forever. I want to struggle 
with the alligators turning over and over in the mud. I want to be alive and grow and rise up. And the issue ends uh, with an image that I think is pretty famous, actually, to be honest with you, of uh, Swamp Thing kind of standing with his arms upraised in, in joy and just sort of sheer kind of exaltation of living and being alive. And he's looking up at the sky with his eyes closed, if that's not too much of a contradiction in terms. And behind him, there's a there's a red kind of shimmering Louisiana sun, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool way to end end the story. Um, as you can probably tell, I, I enjoy enjoyed that a great deal. It, it it's a fantastic book. Uh, it, it's a book. Uh, it's an issue that has. Uh, I've always enjoyed right from the mid 80s when I bought it. This is 1984 we're talking about here. Um, and so it's pre crisis, pre all, all that stuff. And it's just darn good storytelling. And it's, it's a version of the league which ultimately is, is kind of impotent. Um, and they, they don't have any. Uh, despite despite the the cover, the, the cover actually uh, shows um, the Justice League in the foreground watching a giant monitor screen with uh, Swamp Thing about to battle uh, Jason Woodrue. That they don't have a clue who who's saved the day here, uh, and I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that um, they're they're very much outsiders. I, I think what um, what Alan Moore does a, a really good job of uh, is kind of emphasizing that, that distance, the, the the kind of they are, uh, and, and this is something that Morrison, uh, and not just Morrison actually, but, but Morrison in particular picks up on this in his run, is this notion of kind of a sort of gods watching over humanity. Um, sort of benignly, but 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 there is a, there is this kind of distance there, and um, uh, more really plays with that, and and I, and I kind of like that, and I and I like the third person narration, um, and and I think his his characterization of both uh, Swamp Thing and and uh, Jason Woodrue is just phenomenal. It's it's really, really cleverly done, particularly Woodrow. I think Woodrow kind of carries the issue in, in many respects. Um, the, the JLA at the time, um, the JLA at the time wasn't quite this cool. Um, and, and, and that's a bit of an odd thing to say, but um, there's... this. The, I mean, I was reading the JLA comics at the time, and... Uh, and, and I was enjoying them, but uh, but what what we get here is is a is a version of the JLA that is taken absolutely one hundred percent seriously, um, without without kind of losing any uh, any sense of the characterization. Green Arrow is still Green Arrow. Firestorm is still Firestorm. He's young. He's new to the team. He he's wanting to. Uh, to sort of help out with his suggestions and what have you, uh, and there is a definite kind of hierarchy within the team as well, and, and that 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 plays out in the dialogue. It's, it doesn't have to be spelled out; it's just kind of there. They, they defer 
to Superman and Green Lantern uh, in particular, uh, which is which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I I really liked that, and 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 it was it was a version of the league um, that it wasn't ever written quite as well as that, as well as that. I mean, arguably, it, it's I suppose Moore's done a relatively straightforward thing with them. He keeps them out of the action um, and lets uh, the main characters in the book deal with the situation more or less by themselves uh he uses the jla to get to get across just how serious the worldwide situation is and how helpless they are and i i kind of like that i i really do um Sarah Swan thing issue 24 uh, and i know that uh, jim and eric uh did a back issue podcast on i think it was issue 20 was it or 21 uh, which was the uh, the anatomy lesson, uh, which is where you find out what the what's really going on with with the swamp thing, and uh, you know, it, and it, it totally does kind of revolutionise the character. Uh, this issue is kind of uh, the end, not so much of that entire arc, but certainly the end of that phase of it. And and there is a kind of there's an optimism to it, and and the whole thing that that sort of you know the Swamp Thing has done something truly heroic here. He saved the world, actually, is is what he's done, and he's done it in a very kind of understated way by talking to to Jason Woodrow and basically telling him what what is fairly obvious and and should be obvious to to a scientist like Woodrow. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it, it's you know arguably it's it, it's a bit of a silly resolution uh, to to that plot, but at the same time, I think I think Moore carries it off with such incredible sort of panache and skill that you don't really mind. Uh, I just think it's a it's a fantastic issue and well worth checking out. I have no idea uh, how much it would be uh, on <laughs> on eBay or anything like that. Uh, my guess is probably quite a bit, actually. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's certainly worth checking out. It's not available on Comixology, or at least it, it isn't. Certainly not at the moment. Um, I got. I was fortunate actually. My my son, uh, my son gets these uh, this part work. Uh, those of you in the UK may be familiar with it, uh, which uh, with a DC sort of best graphic novel collection, and they're just specially printed in in hardback and. Um, uh, so he's got uh, he's got this issue as part of that first Swamp Thing collection. So that that's pretty cool. But you can't actually get it. Uh, you can get it as a uh, sorry. You can get it as 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 part of a uh, of a trade on Comicsology, but you cannot get it as a single issue. Which um, I mean, you'd you'd want the trade anyway. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? You know, you would. Anyway, Alan Moore, he knows how to write. There you go. Um, right, uh, that's it for me for this week. Uh, next week, I have a feeling, is going to be Snagglepuss. So we're, we're back on to Snagglepuss. Uh, we might even have a Wildstorm comic. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, both uh, both the Wildstorm and the Michael Cray book have uh, have hit sort of the end of their respective sort of trades at more or less the same time. So I think they're both taking a month off. Uh, which is why we've not heard from uh, from them for a while. But anyway, there you go. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for listening. Um, a big shout out 
uh, obviously to Jim and Eric uh, for allowing me to do this and and for uh, for being such uh, fantastic hosts and uh, and for doing such an awesome job on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, also, a big shout out to those who have uh, expressed appreciation for uh, for JLA Jamboree. Uh, I hope you continue to enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it as varied as I can. I really, I would love, I, I would love to go back and uh, and do a bit more Morrison, but I, I, I'm I'm restraining myself uh, because I want to hit some uh, not Silver Age stuff, but I certainly want to hit some Bronze Age stuff if that's okay over the next. Uh, the next couple of sessions uh, but you might have to wait a couple of weeks for that we'll have to see anyway you take care uh, i sincerely wish you all the best for your coming week wherever you are uh, i hope you have a fantastic week uh, i hope that it's uh, it's fun it's exciting and i hope that your comic pulls are great and uh, uh yeah <laughs> which means i hope they're better than mine are <laughs> But anyway, uh, with that, I will uh, love and leave you, and I'll hand you back to Jim and Eric. And uh, thank you very much again for listening. You take care. Bye-bye. Welcome to the podcast. You know it's going to be a long one. You know it's gonna be a strong one If you're thinking it's a nonsense Then it's time to phone it in If you wanna share your problems Then you can tell them on the gym You can think about your comments You can think about your job You can think about a hood It can take it to slow you're calling in the website, CC. You're at Ravy. Ravy. You're at Ravy. You gotta hear some real nonsense. Look out! Alright, and we do have a rent and rave line, and this is it, Eric. You know that? You know, you ever call in the rent and rave line yourself? You ever been yes. on that line? You've been on the rent and rave line no, yourself? No, I'm a liar. Right? I don't have yeah, a phone. You would not have done that. Uh, but if you want to be in there, you can call the Weird Science Rent and Rave line at 641-715-3900 and an extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. You can also just email audio things, like most ah. people do anyway. But I like to say that just so I can hear. It's just that easy, folks. But we're going to start with Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings. Oh, jeez. What happened? What happened? <laughs> he cut out. Hello. <laughs> Mother? Something First of all, I want to give a big shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. Beep, boop. <laughs> poop, poop, and a very special shout out to the king of the Get Fresh crew, universally beloved Richard Richardson. Richard, Richard, Long here. Yes. Anyway, um, I just got back a while ago. Well, I did some shopping afterwards, but this morning I saw 
an IMAX 3D experience. Oh. Avengers Infinity War. Ding sound. And I am not going to spoil it, except I'm going to... One big spoiler no, for no. everyone out there is Rosebud was a sled. Oh, no. Uh. Anyway, so, like the song says, if you want to share your problems, you can tell them all to Jim. And uh -huh. it seems like everyone has been doing that lately. Yes. And in the mail and in, in the rant and raves. Not to Eric, though. People nope. are coming on and discussing with Jim things that are going on in their lives, like, I don't know, someone throws away their belts, or someone has to take a trip to the West Coast, or someone's having, you know, just all kinds of... So funny, these are all Brandon. <laughs> They're all Brandon's problems. <laughs> different problems people are having, and some, some get, you know, even deeper than that. And so I thought I would share my big problem right now. My big problem is that Free Comic Book Day, I'm not going to be at the Golden Age 1942 in lovely Merville, Tennessee. Nope. You mean in Merville? No, I will huh? not be in Merville either. No. But in spirit, maybe. And it is because, well, I'll get to that in a minute. The thing that makes me mad that I, or sad that I'm m missing Free Comic Book Day this year is because... I'm going to say uh, what he said about they have a lot of contests, Eric, and he always wins because it does seem like every year he wins something. <laughs> because not only is Tom Nguyen back and another oh. local artist is back, but Joe Staten is going to be there. Yes, that Joe Staten. Nothing about contests. <laughs> Power Girl and... Uh, Huntress, that Joe nice. Staten is actually going to be there signing autographs and uh, meet and greets. So I am upset I'm missing that. So that is my big problem. The reason I'm missing that is because that week I'm going down to lovely, lovely Lake Buena Vista, Florida, the vacation capital of the world. Ding and sound. I'm going to be spending a week there because I'll be selling a, celebrating a very special anniversary. It will be anniversary birthday number 50 for Dancing Mike. So, yes, I'm going down, having to not drive after I get down there, not drive for a week, have people drive me around, be able to go on rides. He means drive around because of wheelchair. He's an old man. Rides and see shows and drink beer, and it's also Flower and Garden Festival, so there's more food booths. Okay, now what you're telling me, it's boring. It's what that is. So, and I don't have to work that whole week, and uh, no kids to ruin my time. So you ever go to a flower show? Have you ever no. been to one? I have because uh, my old job, we had to work at one. I don't know if I told this story way, way back, but we had to work at one uh, at my old job, and we would sell hoes and stuff. And there was a lot of it was mainly that landscapers. Like there was mainly landscapers there. Yeah, the hoes and the, uh, and it was funny because you'd have these guys, and we realized that guys going around these flower shows, they all wear their work shirt that says like Johnny's Landscaping because they didn't want people to think they were just there to peruse the flowers. Yes. <laughs> I will be missing free comic book day, and that is so sad, but hopefully shop. somehow a week off from work with uh, lots of uh, drink and um, and Flowers. food and rides and um, other stuff. Hopefully, hopefully that will somewhat make up for that. So, yes, I have some very, very serious problems mm -hmm. I just want to share with everyone. That being said, so um, I did get... Oh, and another thing I wanted to bring up was... Now, everyone knows that, um, you know, the, the big stars of the show are, of course, Jim and Eric, Ding and then sound. you've got some other people like uh, maybe the Cellar Dweller. I Door think slamming. maybe the straw that stirs the drink, A number one, King of the Hill, Top of the Heap, for the Weird Science DC family of podcasts is 
the guy kid Jim Alvin. I don't know if you've heard the guy kid Jim Alvin. He first appeared, I think. Oh, well, he 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 made a reappearance. You know, longtime friend of mine, yes. guy kid Jimmy Alvin, I, made like a reappearance to... on Jim's other review podcast this week. Yes, so if did. you haven't been checking that out. It's all kinds of wackiness is going on there. So anyway, I went, I went, uh, or he went overboard, Eric. He was really, yeah, right. he, he was trying to impress people. That guy kid. And the a big shout reviewer. out to the guy kid, Jimmy Alvin. Yeah, you know, people, if they would hear what the guy kid Jimmy Alvin says off the mic, they wouldn't be so impressed, Eric. Uh-uh. Anyway, he, he, the guy kid, visits us at work a lot and yells and screams about everything. And that's about all of the nonsense. Oh, really? That's all I, That's all he got was just that? <laughs> so I'm getting to the books rather quick. He even made a shout-out to Dancing Mike in the show. Quickly this week, I bought three books. So, um, first of all, let's talk about the stuff in the back of the book. It's, it's the thing about the challengers, the new challengers. Yeah. I, the, I know that the books that he bought have to be what? Detective, Wonder Woman, Batman Beyond, correct? Yes. And that's what he usually gets. With, it's in a conversation with Andy Kubrick. for him. And yeah. they talk about... Twelve. Why should we, a reader, pick up this book in twelve words or fewer? Here we go. Sci-fi, monsters, cool story, great characters. Scott Snyder. <laughs> okay, here's let's hear it. I know that he's saying about this. I don't know about you. Did it, it did it throw you off and get annoying to you uh, over this whole week that every time we have to turn that you got that wedding invitation thing at the beginning? It oh, did it was so me. annoying. I do like that uh, Nightwing keychain though a lot. <laughs> But it just, it actually started We're getting on give my me nerves. that Nightwing keychain. I tell you, I want that. But it, it just kept getting on my nerves. And did, did you see this Challengers thing he's talking about in the back? I did see it. I did not. When when we're done that last page, I'm out. I don't sit there and keep the, the last I, I can't question. say I looked through anything. I saw it and said, you well, I'm done it. moving on to the next you comic. You didn't read it, though. No. No. You know. What was the collaboration process with writers Scott Snyder and Aaron Gillespie like? And uh, Kubert said... Scott and I have been friends for a while now, and we always wanted to work together. He's got a great sensibility for this genre. Last time we talked, after listening to him, the only thing I could say was, how do you come up with this stuff? It's amazing. Here we go, Eric. Here we go. He just laughed. Of course, this is how he comes up with stuff. It's like, hmm, let's <laughs> see. What is the history of these characters? What are these characters all about? What What is the, the general sensibility of, of what... Ah, fuck that. I've got my own characters. I'm going to put the clothes on them, and there you go. So that's how Scott Snyder comes up with those ideas. I've got these ideas of people in my head, and I'm going to shove them in there wherever they want to. And it doesn't matter what happened before or after, because I'm Scott Snyder. And like I said last week, everything I poop out and smear on the paper and send in as a script is solid. Well, and I did see, and I did talk a little to Scott Snyder, uh, and he mentioned this book. Uh, they're starting to use his name, in my mind, like from the mind of J.J. Abrams yeah. and things like that. He's not really as involved his in His name is on things that he is not fully yeah, like, on. Yeah, he's not fully involved in this whole series, so uh, we'll have to see. And and seem to be the same with The Signal as well that came out this week. So we'll have to see what goes on. But I do think the basis of the story was his, but I don't know how much he's involved in the yeah. you know particulars of writing paid. Now, I I can't say anything. If Mike ends up, which he won't get the Justice League or those, I can't say anything different for that. That that will be fully him. Uh, but yeah, this Challengers, I even said, I think I put it on the Slack chat and was talking and even brought it up that I wonder if this will change Mike's, you know, idea of maybe checking it out, though I don't think he was going to anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's not a 
you know, not really his book, so we'll have to see. But DC is trying to count on that, you know, Scott Snyder fans and things like that and try to use his name. Like a, even like a James Patterson. Uh, Tanya reads these James Patterson novels, and everyone is written with somebody else. And I think James Patterson just goes into a room and says, you know what? Uh, have a guy shoot another guy and then go to the shore. Write it and leaves. It's just that sort of deal. Fucking gold. And now, Jim, you said that you were looking at, you know, your composite scores. I went back and I looked at all of, uh, I did some research here. Uh-huh. And looking at your scores for metal, your your aggregate, you know, average yeah. score for metal was 9.987. <laughs> and um, also your your score for all Scott Snyder books um, that you've ever reviewed on the site is... Uh, Nine point nine seven three. Uh, so I think that you know I, I'm I know that you've gone below ten sometimes. Yeah, but that's, sometimes. And, and if you don't believe me, I I, I think I think I saw it on CNN. CNN. Oh. So it's true. Um. So what? Okay, I will get to the books now. The the actual issues I bought. Wonder Woman. Boom. It's the end of the arc. Wonder Woman number forty five. <laughs> like I said on the award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where there was a review by Eric Shea. Yes. A very serviceable, adequate review oh, by Eric Shea. The tides have turned. Not like those great reviews given by Jim Warner. <laughs> oh. Ding sound. It was just like Eric said. It's the whole story. If they had been telling the story all the way through and had paced it right, yeah. and they these moments, these big moments in this issue would have impact, but as it is, it's a big it's a big action dump, plot dump, info dump of everything, and it took it, a dump. nothing has, nothing number two. was built up, so it's like you throw all this stuff in, bang, 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 rat-a-tat-tat, and there's no time for feelings. And then, I'm looking in the issue, where um, she's fart, fart, farting. Farting is more ap- apropos, actually. She's finding Dark Side, and she says, "Not from no, not for for you, but rather form my fathers and half half siblings you murdered. I come with love. No, not for you, but rather form my father and half siblings." And later, when Ares, Ares is talking to uh, Grail. He says, and I'm flipping through here, actually. Yes. It's a run-on sentence. He says, don't flatter yourself. And it's, it's, don't flatter yourself, no comma, no period. Don't flatter yourself, I have loved and lain with Aphrodite. Just a run-on sentence. So the only thing I can figure out is the proofreading for Wonder Woman and maybe some of the other comics is now being done in Buffalo, New York by a certain person that lives in Buffalo. That's the only way I can explain these misspellings and uh, lack of punctuation. So it's, um, yeah. He was a Buffalo Biller. I'm paying, you know, three bucks for this twice a month, and this is what you're giving me. So. Yep. Wonder Woman has really fallen far, and I don't know if uh, Steve Orlando's coming on to it. I am just going to, I might scream. Oh, another thing, not a spoiler at all for Avengers Infinity War. Mrs. Dancy Mike doesn't read DC comics at all. It has nothing about it, but she's heard me bitch and moan so much that one of the names in the, you know, a dark circle. The huge, huge. Is that what it's called? <laughs> that that yeah, one. That he... list of credits was Steve Orlando, and she points to oh, Steve Orlando, and I was like, "Oh wow, she knows enough to know the name Steve Orlando." So <laughs> I don't think it's. Hopefully, it's not the 
the last the the other Steve Orlando because otherwise everyone's dialogue would not make sense. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And yes, yeah, Steve Orlando coming on Wonder Woman. Let's hope he can have a long run. That'll be oh, great yeah. and make me drop the title. Shut your mouth, Mike. Speaking of dropping titles, I think I'm in. If you've ever seen my, you've seen what I buy on, you know, Twitter every week, and there's lots, lots and lots of Batman. Is he talking about potato skins? Is that what he's talking about? I see those <laughs> no, all the time. No, he's talking no. about comics. Lots of okay. different uh, versions of Batman. Lots of different Batman books. <sighs> Batman, the main title. I think I'm in until issue 50. And we talk about it earlier. That that's what we think is going to happen. And then I think I'm going to be dropping it. I'll stay till the A wedding. Lot of people are saying, you lost and your then hook. I'm going to have to drop the main Batman title. I can't take it anymore. I can't take the King stuff anymore. I can't take the after this Booster Gold retard stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I'm going to have to games. make the decision. Of course, I would have dropped Batman in Rebirth if it had been Scott Snyder. So because I was tired <laughs> of that one too after fifty so fifty plus issues. But um, so that's why I never read All Star Batman, and why I'm not reading, you know, any of the other stuff he's writing. But yes, um, I'm gonna have to have to drop the main Batman title as much as it pains me, and get my Batman from somewhere else. Maybe Sins of the Father, or yeah, like um, let's talk about Detective Comics number nine seventy nine. Not much to say about it. That. Uh, that Jim Werner gave an excellent, oh, excellent, awesome review on the award winning website. He cried, this, more, Jim. Must be. Dancing Mike Reborn. Weird Science. I like this new DancingMike. And um, yeah, the only thing that I have to add is the art was not as bad as it has been. But on the last page, why did Ulysses become an Asian person all of a sudden? I (laughs) don't understand that. That is earlier. He's a skeleton. I'd say though, were they listening to what's going on? I don't know because we were recording that. We were were laughing so much about it, but earlier in it, he is a skeleton. Apparently, he's Asian now. So, at least in that panel. So the uh, the art is kind of hit or miss. The story is. I I said. I think that we ended by. I think at least I said. I like the art except for Ulysses. The rest of the art I thought was pretty good. Uh, no, but yeah. Like I said, it's it's going to all end at the trade, and I agree with uh, what uh, Jim said in his review. It's like, oh, let's all gang up and blame Tim right quick. Yeah, it was very, I don't know, just jumping to conclusions. And yep. I don't know. It was it was this, it was all it's kind of back and forth, the cyber world and blah, blah, blah. And, the, yeah, it's there was a lot of nonsense in it, so... I don't think I'll be sad when there's a change on that book. Hopefully no. it'll be a change for the better. And the last like issue I bought this Ryan week was... I'm surprised you didn't bring up Stephanie uh, being there. Uh, that was about the most fun we had talking about that book. With her just <laughs> <laughs> drinking soda. Time to roll. Let's roll. For some reason, she's still smoking in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we said it's like she, this, she's not drinking soda. She's smoking like a badass. <sighs> Looks Let's like get rolling. It looks like it's time for me to get on the job. Yeah. We've got work to do. <laughs> now, I have a huge problem with this being the end of the arc. Now, if if they had, if they had mentioned... I didn't expect them to mention Alice Hyatt because that if they had mentioned her, it would have taken away from the whole focus or what I thought would be the focus. But I was expecting maybe, you know, maybe maybe an appearance, maybe Vera Gorman, maybe Florence Jean Castleberry. Uh, you know, but they didn't show up. That's fine. But you get to the end of the, the arc. Fuck are we not talking about? I don't know. Single mention of Mel Sharples. Oh, so, Mel Sharples. Now I know what he's talking about. How the hell do you call the arc the long tayback 
if you don't even mention Mel, his biggest role besides the gangster on Star Trek. That is so true. I, this whole, the long tayback, I just, I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned, Dan Jurgens can kiss my grits. I was just going to say, when are we going to get a little kiss my grits here? Where's Flo? And Jim might have gotten that, and maybe some older fellows. Kiss my grits. Yeah, so yeah, it it was the end of the long payback arc. And uh, Ten looks like a robot. Robot Ten is a robot now. And um, yeah, I I'm tired of this art style too. It's it's just great. It's not very good. It's very blocky, and I'm I'm about over it. If uh, I I I long for the days of. uh, Bernard Chang. Bernard Chang on this book, yeah. and still the great cover, great cover, great costume, and like I said on the award-winning website WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where Eric Shea gave the review of the issue, uh, it was um, yeah. So on the cover, you've got a Robin with cowl and the mask and the gloves and the, and the boots and the motorcycle, and uh, inside you get a guy with a domino mask wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's it's a it's kid sweatpants. Woohoo! Yeah. So yeah, that was a disappointing, and I don't know. Now I did listen. There was a new, and that's that's yeah, Batman Beyond. I was very disappointed. It had been something we've been waiting for, waiting for, waiting for. It finally happens, and like I said in my comments. Dan Jurgens finds new ways to irritate and disappoint me with this series. Yeah, he's just disappointing. <laughs> don't know it why. Is. I know he's a good writer, but he's not like showing him. it with this one. Nope. Oh, he's breaking, breaking my heart. Me and uh, Batman Beyond Mark. And nobody else. So anyway, um, yeah. Now I there's another new podcast that came out, and it was the Solicit Podcast. Of course, this one is one where I have I have a, a an earbud, which is good. I only have the one that that. Combines both channels, so I can listen at work and still hear some nonsense going on. But, um, yeah, I had to take it out sometimes, because there's some places where I don't mind hearing this list. It's upcoming, like Batman, Tom King, it's uh, more bullshit. Who cares what's going on? Oh, I mentioned, Eric, that they are spoiler-filled there. Some other stuff, and a lot of series I don't read, but... Um, I did hear the solicits for Batman Beyond and not giving away spoilers for anyone else um, that might be listening, but one of my favorite characters, favorite, favorite characters is going to be coming back, and I hope <laughs> that they do him justice, but I don't know with Dan Jurgens and the way he's been mm-hmm. handling this. I'm not sure if I'll ever actually see, I might see the alter ego and then never see the actual character that he becomes um, when it's not, yeah, so anyway. I know who he's talking about. But I did have to I stop. Think I think I do, but I'm not sure. Any... It's so funny thinking about it that it's one of Dancing White's favorite characters. Well, it's from Wonder funny. Woman or um, Detect- you know, some of the series I'm actually interested in I did not want to hear spoilers for. Yeah, which I said at the beginning. That was one of the reasons why I wasn't going to do the solicits way back. We were thinking about doing something like that before, but it is very spoilerific, though. I it's just also- imagine it's like every time you get to it, all right, so next we have, you know, like Batman Beyond number 45 or something. Now I'm going to take a pause if you want yeah, to go forward yeah. or stop. I actually that's- just said at the beginning, I believe, like, these are going to be spoilers. So if, you, if you're not down with that, then don't listen. But also remember that a lot of times these solicits are bullshit, too, sure and won't are. come to play. So. But anyway, um, yeah, that's about all I've got for books this week. But I, I, I didn't hear any accolades for that podcast either, Eric. I'm a little upset. said another Patreon show. Uh, Jim doing a great job on that. Oh! And, um, <laughs> yeah, so is. that's about all I've got for this week. Fatty. Oh, um, and I think after this, we'll probably, so let's be about, for about an hour or so, I think we'll go to Smoky Mountain Brewery oh. and have some food and some beers. Deep so down. that's about what I've got planned. I believe the guy could mention that as well. And for tonight. I believe so. So until next week, um, 
everyone needs to keep it. Oh, wait, 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 I gotta go back. I'm almost skipped it all. Need to turn off that spotlight. Turn off that Patreon spotlight. Remember, it's patreon.com slash weird science. Patreon.com slash weird science gives you access to a plethora, a veritable plethora cornucopia of wonderful shows starring people like the cellar dweller, the man child Eric Lee, Jim Warner, Eric Shea, and of course, the new shining bright star of the Weird Science DC Universe, the the guy kid, Jimmy Alvin. <laughs> no Phantom Reviewer. Need to watch out. Cause the Phantom Reviewer gets left in the dust. Every other He's the straight man. Monday, those guys from the pop culture <laughs> podcast will pop up and culture that ass. Keep it weird and see you in seven. See you in seven. Poor Thanks, fan, Mike. Poor Phantom Reviewer. You know, uh, throughout that rant and rave, though, I have been looking up some Joe State and Art, and I think Dancing Mike is going to be missing out not going to freaking New Comic Book yeah. Day in uh, the Golden Age 1942, because he's talking about that Power Girl and Huntress thing. I'm like, yeah. that'd be awesome to get something like that signed, because I'm looking at what it has to be that he's talking about. That's an awesome picture. He, just, just blow off your fucking plans for flowers and go to no, the goddamn the comic is, shop, though, He's pretty big in with them guys. He should go to them on Wednesday and say, you know, listen, I'm not going to be able to get there. Buy something for possibly – because, you know, at the end of those things, those guys usually end up staying and signing other things and other, yeah. you know, comics and stuff like that. Maybe he can work that in. There. Kiss my grits. I just wanted to say. As just talking about that, something that happened up. really wrong no, no. on the show out of nowhere. <laughs> it was the kiss my grits. Now I'm gonna cough because I'm trying to do flow. But yeah, thank you, Dancing Mike, and I. I'm sure he's gonna get a hold of the Golden Age. Though Mike is a guy who's a stickler for rules. He may think yeah. that that's bullshit. So, but we have one other rant and rave. We're gonna play it right now, and it is Mad Marty. G'day, Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh Good crew. Whoop, whoop. How's it going, up, guys? Marty? I had a busy Saturday today. Helped my mate shift houses in the morning. Uh, he helped They're me move now? last year, so it's only fair. <laughs> oh. They're shifting houses. Then I went shifting to the houses. Treasury Gardens in the Melbourne CBD for another mate's birthday. We had some food, had some booze, <laughs> had a good time. Now I'm enjoying a Shiraz and talking to you guys, so a good what? Saturday. <laughs> I finished the Phase 2 of... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, no. this yeah, he's week, been going so. back and watching all yeah, the I've Marvel got some scores things. to run through. If you guys don't mind, no, I don't mind. Uh, Iron Man three, so I gave a six out of ten. It started off pretty no. strong. Had some social commentary and Tony Stark dealing with some PTSD as a result yep. of the last Avengers film was pretty interesting. But once it was revealed that Ben Kingsley's character was an actor, the movie fell Not apart. They could have ended it there, and it probably would have been a strong movie. But it meandered for another forty minutes, so six out of ten. Next was Thor The Dark World. Uh, I've heard a lot of people shit on this. Thor The Dark World, Eric. That is our least favorite of the MCU movies. Do you think that he's going to like it more than most? Maybe. I think he will. I thought it was okay. I enjoyed uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston again. Uh, those guys. He only likes Chris Hemsworth because he's Australian, Eric. He's great. Um, Chris Eccleston's Malekith was pretty ordinary. Yeah. Uh, and, but I like the. I'm telling you, I fall asleep every time I try to watch this movie. I fall asleep. The Dark Elves look. Um, but yeah, seven out of ten for oh. Thor: The Dark World. Not much more to say Better than, than that. Iron Man Captain 3. America: The Winter Soldier. I gave an eight point five out of ten. This is my favorite nice. film of the phase. Nice. I'd give it eight. 
but that's fine. Uh, I thought the storyline of Hydra taking over S.H.I.E.L.D. from within was pretty interesting. Yeah. The relationship between Black Widow and Captain America was developed beautifully. It shows that Scarlett Johansson can do something with the role when the writing's there, so pretty good. Uh, next was Guardians of the Galaxy. I had fun with this film. I laughed, I cried, I had a good time. Uh, so 8 out of 10. 8 uh, out of 10! That's a 9 easy. How dare you! That's uh, one of my favorite movies of um, all time. So I will say that I'm not as huge a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy as other people seem to be. Um, no. I enjoyed the film enough, but I'm not um, huge on the characters. But we'll see if when I get up to Guardians no. of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, like next was The Avengers Age of Ultron. I gave this a 6 out of 10. That's pretty I'm good a bit harsher story. on this Avengers film than I was the last one. I feel that Joss Whedon should have had his shit together by this film. Uh, the writing was pretty ordinary. I was bored through many parts of the film. Um, I was quite disappointed with how they treated um, the Black Widow. Um, It's a bit hard for me, actually. He's a little soft on that Black Widow, isn't he? Who is it? Um, The fact that (laughs) Scarlett Johansson plays Black Widow, but then... I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan, actually. There's a character called Scarlett, which keeps on fucking me up. It actually (laughs) fucks me up a lot, too. Uh, 6 out of 10 for that. Um, Ant-Man, I gave a 6.5 out of 10. What'd you give it, Jim? I did not see it. Um, the movie I was just going to say, <laughs> It was okay. Um, but that was the problem like, no, throughout the entire thing. The movie it. was okay. Um, Yellow Jacket was just as interesting a no, character as uh-huh. Iron Munger. He was actually less of an interesting character than Iron Munger. So that's why it's a 6.5 rather than the 7 that Iron Man was. Um, so yeah. Um, I can't watch films really close together like America's sweetheart Eric no. Shea can um, obviously my sc- scores get pretty low towards the end I'm um, so I'm going to have a few weeks break from the Marvel Cinematic Universe films um, and then I'll um, get back to them and hopefully I'll finish them all by the time um, where I can watch Infinity War in the cinemas Nice. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. it was Thursday night um, I watched was... Infinity War Friday I watched Iron Man 1, 2 Avengers and then Saturday, I watched Iron Man 3 and Avengers 2, and then ended up watching uh, Age of Ultron, I mean, uh, Infinity War again. No, you son of a bitch. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, next is my books for the week. Uh, Mother Panic, Gotham AD, number two. Really looking forward to that one. And <laughs> We cannot say anything about that. And no. getting Doom Patrol number 11. Again. Uh, which no. has finally come out, much to everyone's surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that DC's young animal. chagrin. Uh, yeah. I was talking to the DC Young Animals Twitter account this week. Oh. Um, they had posted... I thought he was going to say Droid Way. I was going to get excited. Said something about, oh, Doom Patrol 11's finally out. Um, and I said, oh, it's a shame this is the last issue. And they said, well, we've been talking to Nick Darrington, and he says he and Gerard Way are talking about the books they're going to be releasing over the next year. And oh. I was like, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not that, um, yeah, this account was um, talking shit, but uh, the likelihood of them releasing more books for this series is pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. I would say. But, um, yeah, if everyone can, go to the award-winning website, www.weirdsciencedccomments.com for the fantastic reviews. And if everyone can become a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash weirdscience, sweetheart... Eric Shea 
can start getting some more toys and we can have All some right, more yes. boys toys episodes which is great for everyone it is uh so what about the guy thank kid? you guys I what about the guy kid on the flip side the guy kid <laughs> thank you marty uh the guy kid not not as big as an impact as i was hoping oh poor guy kid Eric. i think he may be retired what? Uh, we'll have to say the guy kid i i've talked to him and he told me that his voice really hurts by the oh, end I of bet. doing his little shticks. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But that is the end of the rant and raves. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mad Marty. And we're going to go off to more books. Once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. You need me. to the Young Animals segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have two, that's right, two Young Animal books to talk about in one episode. It's almost incredible because don't they have four comics currently, Chris, that come out weekly so it pretty much works out well, one per one yeah, week, right? Yeah. I don't know what that other comic could be, but we're going to start with the regular, regularly expected comic for this slot. And uh, sure, what is sure. that one? Uh, you know, I don't think we've done two young animal books in one in one show since September of last year. Has it been that long, really? And, <laughs> yes. I, I know. I know that there was a time where we had a couple of double ups, but uh, yeah, it's uh, not in a long time. Dick into been... a slim for a while. There were some fallow weeks where we did no books, if you recall. Zero. So. so uh, <laughs> Yeah, now it's feast or famine with this young animal uh, team. Indeed, and we're going to start with Mother Panic, Gotham AD number two, by Jody Hauser, Ibrahim Mustafa, Jordan Boyd, and Paulina Gauchin- Gauchino? 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 I don't know. Gauchino. Sure. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we open with a postcard. It's a touristy look at Robinson Park that... Might be named after somebody. I, no, I think I, it I probably reckon, is, maybe. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this park is a pristine nature preserve in the heart of New Gotham. And as we peer ever closer, we can see that the flora might be a bit gnarly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, finding out about this irks the leader of the collective, and if you remember, that's Gala, the blood painter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she demands that her people perform a little bit of spin in order to render the situation politically usable. Also in Robinson Park, Mother Panic is looking for that contact. Uh, you remember she met with the Joker last issue, mm-hmm. and he sent her to find the cat. And she hops in, and upon landing and fighting her way through the foliage, Mother Panic is faced by a pair of tigers. Instead of attacking, they actually guide her deeper into the woods. Oh, I think I saw this in a Disney movie once. Yeah, they. Uh, I well, think so. And then a butterfly landed on her finger. They were like, "Come with us. We we take you to the tiger village. You know, whatever." <laughs> Well, this Tiger Village is just a small collection of cabins, and this is where we meet the cat. Oh. Yes, and she immediately assumes that Violet is part of the collective. Yeah, which isn't a bad assumption to make. because no, not, 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 not in New Gotham, no. No, but she is dressed in her Mother Panic uh, outfit, which makes her look very weird. But uh, So Violet informs her that she needs her, to help to, her help to bust her mother out of Arkham. 
all while the branches appear to be petting her. Uh, the cat notes that Ivy must like her. Cat tells Mother Panic that she'll do what she can and to be at a drainage pipe the following night. After Violet leaves, the cat goes back inside and admires her old Catwoman costume. That's right, folks. The cat is Catwoman. If that was if that was going to be a shocker, <laughs> there there it was the uh, bombshell. Uh, inside Arkham, Gala is stomping around and observing her staff, creating new horrors. We learned that the hero that they were focus grouping last issue was actually intended as a villain. We watch him cause havoc on the streets of Gotham, which allows the GCPD to swoop in, take him out, and appear as heroes in front of the Gotham public. Just just more political spin doctoring out of the collective. Uh, elsewhere, the Joker makes an arsenal out of balloons because we had to have the Joker, right? We were <laughs> right. pretty much sure we're going to see the Joker in every issue of Mother Panic for uh, the foreseeable, <laughs> at least this arc, I would think. Sure. Uh, he's uh, he's captured by some dudes in sanitation type uniforms and tossed in the back of a van. We pop over to the Mother Panic compound where Violet prepares for her rendezvous with the drainage pipe. So we're going to assume it is the next day. Mm. Uh, Fennec Fox, our friend, wants to go with her, but Violet says no. And it's really kind of funny seeing Mother Panic actually acting something like a mother here. Yeah. Uh, which it, is uh, not something I expected. It's it's her whole role has changed, but we'll talk about that when we wrap Certainly. it all up. Yeah. <laughs> now Violet leaves and tells Ratcatcher not to let Fennec leave after her. But once she's gone, that he totally lets her go. That's, he's like, okay, go ahead, whatever. Uh, now Fennec confronts a GCPD glider cop and acts all coy. She pretends to have been separated from her mother on her way to a costume party or whatever and uh, is in need of help. The officer says he doesn't like her attitude, but he'll send someone to pick her up. Uh, now at the drainage pipe, Mother Panic meets up with Catwoman. But not that Catwoman. This is a different Catwoman, we think. She yeah. says, you're not her, and that's, that's all we're going to go with. Uh, and they head through the sewers in order to break into Arkham. And we wrap up inside Arkham, where Gala is chatting up Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Of course, yeah. Because, of course, Harley's going to show up here, too. Yep, and as usual, you had nothing to say about the uh, backup. The what? <laughs> there, there is a backup. <laughs> and it actually, it shows, uh, it's a story told from the Joker's point of view, where he... Uh, Kind of talks about why he went the way he did. What he doesn't really tell you exactly what happened, but how like Batman disappeared, and like that old Joker story, he lost his uh, other half and his other half. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. He even went good for a little while, tried harassing other heroes, and it just wasn't the same because it wasn't that old bat magic. So uh, it's uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing bad, nothing, nothing, nothing yeah. great. But uh, you know, it's uh, there. It is. But what did you think? How'd you like this issue? I dug it. Um, yeah. It uh, yeah, it was a quick synopsis because at the end of the day, not a whole lot happened. But it, uh, I feel like we're still in the world building portion of the of the yeah. Gotham uh, landscape. Well, it's it's and, concise, but you were able to describe the issue. You know, you you know what happened, sure. and that's uh, sometimes in this line a <laughs> huge a boon. You know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, this was uh, this was really uh, I, I like the way that they're setting things up. I I appreciate the because uh, I wasn't I, I wasn't sure they were going to be so on the nose about the the spin doctoring. Yeah, like I thought that was going to be just something that we were like supposed to pick little bits and pieces up uh, on throughout. But uh, I'm glad they just dropped the entire thing on us here. It's like okay, well the collective is trying to skew perception, right? Uh, to make sure that they're 
needed and ingrained in new Gotham culture or whatever. And here's how uh, they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, like yes, here's absolutely. the ways and means that they're that they're doing this and they're making it very clear. They're telling they're telling a story. It's not just all absolutely. sort of like what's happening here. Yeah, because uh, we thought that that one character was a hero they were creating last time, and to he, to see him here, he was actually like a prop villain, just right. to be just built to be taken down in front of people. So it was, that was pretty cool. But that's sort of a hero in its way, isn't it? But yeah, that that was definitely mm. kind of the uh, the switcheroo for us, you know what I mean? And we see like their full extent of the plan of the collective is much uh, deeper and more interesting than we than we thought. I, you know, I and we said this during the week. Um, you know, we talk here, obviously, they have to use the Joker. They're going to, of course, pull out sure. Harley Quinn. They're going to use uh, a lot of the toys that they want to from Gotham. But something about this being this alternate future, this mother panic verse, uh, mm-hmm. coupled with the fact that we did get, you know, a, a volume before this that really did bring the character into focus and, and tell us who, <laughs> who she is, mm-hmm. uh, that. I'm I'm cool with this as it's it is forgivable right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is. It's because it's not they're not touching continuity, obviously, and it really has slid And it's still it's, Violet's story. It's it's totally her story, and that's yeah. the other thing is it's allowed her to become even grow more and become a different type of character, like you said. Like now she's she's become quite selfless. She's still very brusque, mm-hmm. but she's taking care of Fennec Fox, the character find of uh, 2018, yes. and uh, she's. You know, really single bondly going to after get her mother back here, and she's mm-hmm. not really the spoiled rich girl that we sometimes saw in the first volume. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying this direction. And yeah, uh, as far as like you know, like nuts and bolts comics, I feel like this whole direction it's been earned. It's clearly mm-hmm. laid out. It's explained. It's interesting. Uh, still not my favorite character, but as a story. It is really growing on me a lot, and uh, absolutely, I think it's that's a nice thing. What'd you give it on the uh, on the old website? I gave it an eight out of ten. You know, I was kind of floating between a seven point five and an eight. I think I'm going to go with an eight on this too. It really was uh, just a, just a fun thing, and it's and it's building momentum instead of losing absolutely. momentum, which is uh, more common. I you know you see that in comics. <laughs> yes. I wonder if they're going to do three issue arcs like they did in the first volume. That would it be cool. seems like it, doesn't it? It yeah. does kind of seem like it because we're about to go into Arkham. This we're in be, Arkham, yeah. Uh, this could be the end. If it, if it does that, then this is even going to get more kudos and applause from me. For but sure. There's another book that we're going to talk about here that is not huh? going to get kudos and applause from me. Chris. <laughs> uh, the long, long, long awaited uh, finale. We to, think, right? To Doom Patrol. Oh, God. <laughs> this. Please. I mean, you know, it is Doom Patrol number 11, and yeah, Gerard Way can say whatever the hell he wants. I'm not buying a word of it anymore, you know what no. I mean, as far in terms of, like, when he's going to put out a comic. Yeah. Forget it. But this was written by Gerard Way, art by Nick Darrington, Tom Fowler, and Tamara Bonvillain, with a special thanks to Jeremy Lambert. Hmm. I don't know why, but I have a feeling, or who? Yeah, or who? I don't even know who that is, but I have, <laughs> I have a feeling it might have something to do with the dialogue or scripting, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> Possibly. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, this is it, folks. This is the big oversized. Remember, this is the last issue. This is supposed to tie it all up, and it's gonna, you know, this is gonna, you know, the Send big home happy denouement yeah. of the Doom Patrol. <laughs> so uh, on the first page, a clown juggles balls. Well, captions tell us how difficult that is. It feels like something in the way of an explanation apology to me, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, on the next page, we find that the clown was juggling behind a television on the floor 
uh, black and white Western movies on the television. Some Play-Doh-headed toddlers are in a semicircle watching, and we'll find out who they are in a minute. Uh, I think the shapes of their heads are the same as those artifacts under the glass in the retcon lobby. Do you remember this? I mean, this is now we're talking vaguely about from three months ago. Yeah, I believe. At least, yeah. I believe that's yeah. I, I, I that's kind of what I'm remembering, <laughs> but it does. It's been so long. I don't. Remember, I'm not sure. And I don't have the issue anymore. So uh, the Doom Patrol plus Terry Nunn having recently given birth to her and Casey Brink's baby, which is something that we actually find out in Milk Wars. We don't know that here. Well, I guess we do. When know does that Milk here. Wars come out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about that, too, very soon. Uh, they have crashed into the lobby of Redcon. That's where we left issue number 10. They all crashed into the lobby of Redcon in yes. Final Heaven. Uh, employees are sifting through the wreckage, taking samples. They take Terry Nunn's baby, who's like a cutout, just like Haxalon the Star Archer, like he's not part of the whatever drawing or something. Yeah, he's got like the dotted line. He's all, and he's all yeah. white, you know, like, yeah, he's been, he's been cut out of the thing. And they all stick a sample of gum from the sole of Cliff Sneaker and armed guards march everyone away uh, in that same location. Redcon employees are staging Superman's origin, but this time it's imbued with milk. There's a very good looking 1930s Superman rocket colliding into the, looks like a shard of something uh, above a carton of milk. And yes, we know this is the reality warping milk from the Milk Wars event, and we we also know, having read Milk Wars, that this is how they create Milkman Man out of Terry and Casey's baby. But we're not supposed to know that bombshell yet, so <laughs> this this whole scene just looks like who knows what. Right. <laughs> now, meanwhile, the Doom Patrol faces Haxalon. Crazy Jane seems to know him. Uh, she's been here before with uh, Danny the Brick, and now she wants to take Haxalon down. But he knocks her out and sends her into her mental subway station thingy while her body lie motionless. Then Haxalon treats us to his secret origin. A Chinese factory had a surplus of little green light bulbs, so they made an action figure, Haxalon, that would help unload them. The light bulb was in its chest. This led to other merchandise, you know, like cartoons, comic books, yada yada, uh, until it was learned that prolonged exposure to these green light bulbs could leave children in a catatonic state. The parent company of Haxalon was sued out of existence. And then Haxalon, the fellow telling the story, was stripped of his identity and uh, thusly became a cutout thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Is that what happens when a uh, company goes out of existence? I I wouldn't know. Anyway, uh, so free from existence, Haxalon found Retcon in Final Heaven. And there he found they were creating and selling hyper-realities, which we know they do sort of from... Milk Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lording over them was the god of superheroes. It's funny, we know this guy's name from Milk Wars was Al, A-H-L. Yeah. Which is a character Steve Orlando created that he's been using in some in Supergirl or something like this. Yeah, or JLA, yeah. that's what I'm sorry. Uh, but um, they don't mention it here. Anyway, I, I just no. want to throw that <laughs> in the world. They don't, they don't say the name Al, but we know that's who it's supposed to be. Uh, Haxalon wanted his job as the god of superheroes, so he found out that the god of superheroes' only weakness was a brick that could think. And as luck would have it, Crazy Jane showed up with just that very item. (laughs) Speaking of Crazy Jane, in the present, she's on a mental subway ride trying to figure out where to go. Uh, We get the feeling there. You're kind of going everywhere here with this story. Uh, Now back to retcon, Cliff learns that he's just fan fiction. A version of Cliff that's still in love with Crazy Jane... I guess what he's saying is one that didn't go through the Rachel Pollock, Arcudi, Byrne, or Giffen runs. Is that right? I mean, that's essentially <laughs> I so, yeah. negating all of those runs, which uh, 
didn't did not rub me the right way, Chris. I got to tell no, you, sir. did no, not sir. like reading that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's explained that when he was that he was injected into the world via an infected lamb that became the gyro eaten by Sam in the first issue. And there we have the reason for the cover, the one that had a microscopic cliff on it. If you remember way back in that first issue, uh, even the attending flies have meaning that. We don't give a shit about it, aren't even going to describe <laughs> Well, Grant Morrison used flies, oh, right? Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, but I, gotta, I was like... Grant Morrison's sim, uh, symbolism. I, I really looked at that. I was like, I could write this down, and I could demean myself and everyone listening, <laughs> or we could just... just it has meaning, folks. Just take my word for it. Yes, trust us. Uh, now, Axelon explains that those Play-Doh-headed children are the Eonymous. Yeah. So, uh, like, kind of like Anonymous, but with Eon in front. Exactly. Or Eponymous, but Eon. Without a P. Yes. I don't know. Without the P. Uh, now, these uh, Eonymuses are uh, television-addicted gods who would rather watch TV than to destroy the universe. While all of this exposition is happening, a piece of clay put down by a retcon employee begins transforming into a garishly dressed woman. And it uh, turns out that it's Rita Farr, just yeah. so you know. We'll let you know that right now, up front. Yeah. Now, Casey is mad at Haxalon for playing with people's lives. And he reminds her that she banged her cat lotion. <laughs> um, Casey pointed out that he'd taken a sort of humanoid form at that yeah. point, and it was his decision, so it wasn't anything weird. It's true. There, that was not a... Yeah, it was consensual. Was, yep. Yeah, it was consensual. Uh, and now Haxalon is going to reenact his marriage to Starlene from the comic books. So he married a Starlene in his comic books. Yep. This time, taking the role of Starlene is Rita Farr. Rita cannot really converse with anyone just yet because she is still congealing. Yeah, she looks all, like, melty and whatever. Now, uh, meanwhile, in a back room somewhere, a smoky back room, Retcon makes Mr. Nobody a deal. They'll let him do anything he wants in their special television studio, but he has to broadcast incessantly to placate the Eonymous and keep them from destroying the universe. He's okay with this, but the rest of the Brotherhood of Nada... They're not into that. They split. Uh, except for his daughter, Terry Nunn. She's kind of annoyed at this new development, though. She's, this isn't how she planned to spend uh, the rest of her life, I guess. Uh, and she's sort of curious about that baby, right? She hmm. had somewhere. Didn't she have a baby around here, she said? Wasn't I pregnant? Uh, anyway, so Mr. Nobody explains that Terry cannot leave. He created her. So where he goes, she goes. Why is that follow? I'm not sure. But yeah. uh, even though they were not near each other for like the first nine issues of the series, so I don't really right? understand what that has to do with anything. <laughs> but just as Haxalon's about to kiss the bride, some gun-wielding stormtroopers, and not the Star Wars kind, some more like mechanical-looking stormtroopers, uh, smash through the skylight and start shooting everyone. Cliff and Flex Mentalo protect the bulk of the attending guests, and the television from the, the Eonymous goes dark. And now, maybe reenacting more from the comics, Haxalon shoots Rita Farver in the gut. I wasn't really sure why that happened. Yeah. Uh, she's elastic, though, so the bullet bounces right off of her and hits Haxalon. hate it when that happens. No. Uh, then retcon employees and some laser rifle-wielding monsters barge in. They collect Rita and take her to a new reality. And this would be the strange torture that she endured during the last issue of Milk Wars, yeah. of course. Um, now, in Crazy Jane's brain, she confronts other Crazy Janes. They tell her she was a healer even before the Gene Bomb. And by Gene Bomb, they're referring to the DC Comics event Invasion that ran from January through March 1989 cover. And that was concocted by Bill Mantlo and Keith Giffen. Had a little Todd McFarlane art in there, too. That's right. And Copperberg wrote a little bit of it too, I believe. He did, yes, yep. I think so. Uh, now, this is enough for uh, Crazy Jane to snap back into reality. 
while Haxalon drags his dying form to the Doomsday button, which will end the television transmission, and the Neonymous uh, to the knee to the Eonymous, well, that's, <laughs> and and bring about the end of the world. Maybe if they decide to destroy the world, right? Think, right? Something yeah. like this. Uh, uh, <laughs> Crazy Jane goes over to Haxalon and touches his face, and this causes Haxalon to fall. And now we can finally see him for real. He's no longer a cutout with that copyright stamp across his body. And he looks, well, he looks just like that toy that we saw earlier in the flashback, which totally makes sense since the toy was based on him. Yeah, exactly. Although it's funny, Heck you know, of a reveal. It's, the whole time we were like, is this like a fake Thor or something? It's obviously, right? like, <laughs> we never were going to know who it was. It was never, I was hoping it was going to be like a reveal, but there was no real reveal yeah, for we, us since this isn't a real character we, that ever existed. We were looking for breadcrumbs and then yeah, there wasn't any. There wasn't. It was a total, but it was a total new thing. So the Neonymous are watching this on television and they dig it for now. Next up is Mr. Nobody, whose first show is his tap dancing daughter, Terry. This must be a reference to Shirley Temple or something like that. Um, and now it's Casey Brink's old EMT partner, Sam, his wife, and one-time member of Crazy Jane's cult, Valerie, and their devil-worshipping son, Lucius. They show up to say, hey, remember us? We're somebodies. Uh, <laughs> they're back from the Demonscape where they vanished to in the last issue. Uh, we don't fault you for not remembering. We barely remember, too. It kind of just happened yeah. in a panel. That was it. Uh, his appearance brought the Doom Patrol some time while they fight off uh, some random retcon monsters. And now he must be going. Goodbye, thank you. I will take my, uh, you know, actor's check and whatever my royalties mm-hmm. for my appearance. <laughs> uh, they hop back into Danny the ambulance, and they're in Danny Land again, which is obviously in the back of the ambulance. And they're on a carnival ride of whirling bees. Why it's lotion the man can't. The gang's all back together. Yay. Look at this, everybody. It's all oh, goodness. So Casey and Fug, who, if you recall, vanished also during Milk Wars, but whatever. Prepare to drive Danny the ambulance to the into the reality shard that will take them back to Earth. Maybe I think I don't know. Possibly um, setting off the events of Milk Wars, despite the fact, like I say, Fug and Lotion did not even appear in that story at all. And I nope. did I did wonder where Fug was the whole time because he is I consider him a member of the Doom Patrol, even though he doesn't really do much except for play, play tapes and play yeah. gross tapes in his stomach or whatever. But uh. Uh, also, the last caption suggests that we check out the Milk Wars trade collection uh, coming in June. And to that, I say, fuck this book. Fuck it twice. Fuck it twice, exactly. Uh, what an abomination. So I'll tell you, Chris, this mm. I wrote in my review, uh, and I'll say it here. I really wanted to review this issue on its own merits okay it's of course it's, it's very late you know obviously it's coming it is the problem yeah, we can't change about. the past exactly so it, yeah those problems scheduling problems are inherent and they're there but let's talk about just this book and it was an absolute disaster mm-hmm. uh, pretty much from beginning i can't really think of a part of it there were a lot of concepts that mm-hmm. I would have, I would have been fine with, and I would have loved to see them explored a little more. Some that I not don't really care so much about, but you know that that is what it is. Sure, uh, we got none of that. It basically no. was a straight info dump from beginning to end. All the shit that they they left mm-hmm. untied. They, why they even bothered uh, hiring Nick Darrington, who who I think did a, a another great job drawing. Of course, but, yeah. What a waste! Just fucking write it out. Write it. It's we the amount of reading you have to do for the thing. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's ludicrous that, that we got this much information 
in the last issue of the series. That the and big- in order in order to actually appreciate all of it, you need to go back in your long boxes and pull out the other things that they're touching on because it's been forever. It's been forever since we even like broached a lot of these things. I would have yeah. been happy. If we never talked about lotion the cat again, like who gives? Or Lucius, shit? who cares? I know, like that. That was obvious. I mean, part of it is you got to know when you got to cut your losses. And you know, <laughs> going going back to the scheduling problems, and obviously the thing that truncated this. I mean, this is clearly you know two issues of story or more in one. At least, yeah. Uh, you know, stuff that was supposed to be expanded over an issue was was not. It was just sort of crammed in and explained away. Uh. You should cut your losses and say, you know, it would have been nice. I really wanted to explore this satanic angle with Lucius, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to it. So fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, there's a yeah, point you got to have to just say that. Same thing with lotion. I would have loved to explore this relationship with lotion, but it never happened. So because all, all we get now is we might as well have have had lotion come in in the last panel and say, hey, what are you guys doing without me? You know, like he yeah. didn't do anything. There was nothing. <laughs> Where you been? What's going on? Same thing with same thing with Lucius. Same thing with a lot mm-hmm. of things in here. Uh, Terry Nunn, you know what I mean? Like, they just kind of, like, shunted her off to the side. They had to get rid of her. So yeah, She was, like, very, uh, she was very mysterious at the start. We yes. didn't know, she just crashed at Casey's apartment. Nobody knew why or who, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, okay, well, we'll just have her tap dancing for eternity now. That's it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, I was like, what an absolute waste of uh, t- our time a property. and a yeah. character. Uh, just an absolute disappointment. The only saving grace of this issue and also i'm going to talk about the series uh i really personally like nick derrington's art uh I, yeah. I, I just like it i think it i think it has a great look i think it's been good for this kind of a series because it has this cartoonish but also very palpable very rounded look to it that looks sure it's it's kind of straddles that uh line between a more realistic bent but also uh you know this cartoonish crazy surreal look uh, yeah, it's, it's like been, cartoonish, but not animated series no, style, it's, it's if that not. makes any sense. And, and, you know, anatomy is all correct and everything. And it's not really playing too loose with that kind of thing. So uh, that is the only saving grace. This series, uh, the first arc is, is okay, right, Chris? Yeah, Remember? the first and, arc was, we were excited for the, what was the, issue three, I think you gave a 10 out of 10. I gave issue three a 10 out of 10. That's, again, yeah. one of my bigger regrets now. If I had known where this was going... <laughs> I don't probably still would have given it a high high score, but I would have never gotten well, that, that high. Well, that was that was 2016, wasn't it? No, that was that was that long ago. It was two years ago now, two Septembers ago. Do you remember? Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's uh, what a disappointment. Really, so bad. Remember that sixth issue was where we started to see some cracks. If you recall, yeah, it was a little bit late. Bit there. Yeah, and then. That whole story of Crazy Jane that looked that felt like it should have been more issues all got dumped in one issue. Mm-hmm. She went from being, you know, like submerged in her head to busting out, and Valerie came out. So, uh, but that first arc, I would still say, is pretty solid. If you've sure. been holding off, uh, the rest of this fucking series has just been like falling down a flight of stairs backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not enjoyable. Um, a major disappointment. I don't know. I really don't know how else to put it. Uh, I I still think I'd have to do a comparison, Chris. I still think the burn run is is worse. 
Just oh, the, yeah, just without the merit question. that it's way without more question. boring. Yeah. It really is just yeah. more boring. Because at least this this we can get kind of riled about. Yeah. The burn thing, the middle finger was at the start of the burn thing. He's like, hey, you like that Morris and stuff? Well, that never happened. Yeah, it, and it, then it, And then from there, it kind of got, it, it dulled in every sense of the word. It, <laughs> you know? it, it seemed like that's all he wanted to do was just to erase the more. He, he didn't have any art plan B after that. Like, what do I there do? There was with nothing the else after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd, I think I'd definitely say this is better. And like I say, there's a lot of concepts. I kind of like the concept concept of a toy property created because there was a surplus of green light bulbs because that's like a real thing that happens that's stuff that happens uh, in the real world exactly yeah. uh and i think it's funny you know and like they could do things with it but they did nothing with it it was a total waste i hate the fact that the reveal of this haxalon is a new character it's such bullshit yeah. and that's yeah. you can say that, that that's not how they There's were no playing it, but yeah it really sucks and then insult to injury tell us to go get the milk wars trade Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like basically, you don't give a fuck about who's buying your comics or what. Um, nope. And uh, so yeah, fuck this book. I gave it a two point five out of ten, and I would give that all to the art and the staples myself. And where would you be on this, there? <laughs> I, I in reading, I read this uh, like as soon as we got it because I yeah. wanted, I I wanted to see if the last page said anything about it to be. We went, we went right to the last page, actually, remember? We were like, what? <laughs> but uh, I wanted to, see, we wanted to see if it was like, hey, just come see us real soon. But uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, the thing with Cliff being fan fiction, okay. uh, any mention in a, in a comic book with, with, you know, staples that goes on a shelf yeah. that mentions fan fiction in, in anything other than a throwaway kind of way, that, I, I feel like the book is mocking us. I have like, to feel like that too. Yeah, it's like it's like, hey, you people invested in this character. Well, f you, because yeah. uh, because they're mine now, and this is what I'm planning. This, I mean, listen, it's comics, right? You know what I mean? It's, sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. My this isn't the hill I want to die on. But of all the characters in the Doom Patrol, you pick the one linchpin. You pick the heart. The yeah. heart of the whole thing, and say that he's not real and hasn't been real for for several iterations. Well, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what gives you the right to do that shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically saying, implying, I think, extrapolating from that, that the Morrison run is the real run or whatever, you know? Like, the only run. Which is, which is, folks, it is nonsense. I'm telling you, I, every run except for that burn run is worth a look. I, they really, they're really cool. You know, they really. And if you read the Giffen run before the burn run, the burn run is better. <laughs> Really, because uh, Giffen makes a lot of the concept. Because he, the Giffen didn't throw anything out. He didn't. He, he did. He, he reworked the Rita Far concept and made it work. Yeah, he did a lot of yeah, cool he things. Brought, he brought what is it? He brought that Mister Negative from the Arcudi run. That that mm-hmm. kid. He brought him in. Uh, he fixed up the chief. I mean, he did a lot of stuff to make everything work. Because that was that post Infinite Crisis where everything was kind of on the table again right. for a little while. So he took full advantage of that and. Just made the team made the team feel solid for the first time probably since Morrison's run, and uh, I, and this is just uh, <laughs> it just it, it angers me. It really is. Um, yeah, it angers me I, I think your two point five is more than fair, and I would uh, <laughs> I would go with that as well. And and it is all the art. I don't need to see Gerard Way's name on a book ever again. No, I'm not interested I, in anything. I don't, Gerard I don't need Way. to see him, and I don't need to see. There are other young animal people blowing him on the letters pages, like, "Oh, he's our fearless leader. He, he can kiss my ass." Well, I mean, he is cutting the paychecks, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I would... know, just because 
it's so, just so lame. It really is. It's uh, he's he has failed us as comics readers, as Doom Patrol fans, but really mainly as comics readers, as as people that that uh, you know read and get and buy single issues. This is just a big fucking middle finger. People that Absolutely. really like the Doom Patrol and all their iterations, or you know, uh, you know, not every run of the Doom Patrol or a thing has to absorb every every aspect of past continuity. Sure. But you can't just shut the door on it. You know what I'm saying? You can't just, yeah, just say don't mention didn't it have. Just, just avoid it. it. Exactly. If you if you want this to be, and which is clearly what you want it to be, the Morrison Suckfest, then be that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't don't pretend like you're you know you're uh, doing it's everything. It's, anyway anyway it's it's obviously it's it's gotten me too fired up. This really was a major disappointment. This whole series, and uh, hopefully we'll move past it on to. I hopefully mean, we'll, we'll never have to mention it again. On the plus side, though, I mean the the other books in the Young Animal line are way better by comparison. <laughs> 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 you know, really really helps you to appreciate a little more a book like uh, Eternity Girl, but. Uh, next week we do have an young animal book, right? We have just one book. Uh, Shade the Changing Woman. Is this number three? Three. Three. Wow, we are marching along with that. So get ready for some some poetry and uh, (laughs) some darkness and maybe uh, maybe they'll concepts. They'll finally explain what you know what the deal is with this, but. uh, That'll be for next week, but I think that's all the uh, anger and bile we got for this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? Not a thing. Well, until next week, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. All alone here on a Friday After all the things that I did my way I will come back home to my shell Chris to talk about Teen Titans. Woo wee! Hey, hey. Final <laughs> issue, kind of. It's almost like the final issue until the next one. It's very yes. odd. And uh, you it's were gonna... kind of like winter break in my mind. Yeah, or spring the weird... break. How's that? You have, uh, you know, the book coming back in July. Why not start at a number one? I know that you had, and and really, they overdid that in the. New 52, like this book, Teen Titans, and also uh, Suicide Squad. You had like new Suicide Squad. Yeah, 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 they're coming back and continuing the numbering. It's so weird. Why not generate some excitement with a number one? You have a new team, a new creative (laughs) team. Uh, Titans comes back as well. I think it is. Is like they don't want us to like you know uh, diminish the source kind of thing. Like they don't want to say it's another volume because we've had so many volumes of Teen Titans now. Yeah, you gotta push that aside. You you got the diminishing returns over Marvel where. Yeah, like every yeah. three weeks, it's, that is it's true. a new number one. Ooh-wee, there's some shade. Don't let Trevor uh, really say that. Flip uh, out. Uh, but with that, <laughs> but with that, uh, <laughs> you have the idea like Titans comes back as well. Both of the yeah. books, Teen Titans okay. and Titans, are, are connected. You know, at the hip there, where they go away and come back. The the thing is though, Dan Abnett continues writing Titans. So okay, okay. why start up a number one? 
this comes back with a whole new creative team and a whole new team, all this, it really shocks me that they're not going with that the is idea. Surprising. And, and yeah. it's one of those because that only makes me think, now Eric has his theory, it's wrong, but it's a theory, that's fine. <laughs> now it, it might be. My theory is they think that this book is so good that <laughs> why do they want anybody to think it's going to change? Uh, it's so weird that they wouldn't come back because I really think that they listen. And, and we had a thing where I don't know if you saw it, Chris, or I, I, if I talked to you at one point because me and you occasionally will talk about people giving 10 out of 10s and all this crazy deal um, that – DC, Christopher Priest came out and said that DC really puts a high opinion on tweets. And these could be a tweet from one person or whatever. So you usually get these people like, I, I bet you, I don't really sit around and read a lot of tweets being thrown at Ben Percy or back and forth, whatever. But sure. I, we may be shocked that you go over to his, his Twitter page and may see people like, man, you're, you're killing, killing it. it. You're killing yeah. it here. Oh my God, you're killing it. And somehow in their mind, they think he is. But this this well, book, that's, that's like DC, a lot of these I mean, books, this yeah. book has nothing. You even said before we started recording, it's just there's no spark and no, nothing no. exciting about this book. And I'll tell you, it goes along the lines of the Titans as well, where that's Eric true. thought it was going to be the most important, you know, book in. I'm saying the it Titans, team, Titans, those teams, like those are my favorite superhero teams. Yeah. So when they announce things like this, I'm like, especially for the stuff we had with Wally West coming back to the like the main continuity. In the Titans book, I'm like this is gonna be the biggest book that Rebirth yeah. has right here. Yeah, and it's weird because I'll even say I'll even go further that it's a same trajectory of the Teen Titans, Titans, Super Sons. You have a lot of these books where you have characters that they're not being used to their full advantage. Yeah. You have these cool sure. teams, and yet you sit there and like, well, why are we dealing with this nonsense? And and this book may be of those three, maybe the worst of them, but not just the worst of saying like we look back at scores, just the idea of like we have sat and I when we first started, you know, when you first started reviewing it in Rebirth and you would come on the podcast, we would constantly say and you said it a lot like we're, we're having the team fight about being a team constantly. Yeah. We they never and now we're ending it and it's just it Same seems way. nonsense. Yeah, it and does. it's so much fun because we're finally ending with them feeling like a team. Like it's all about like the love and the friendship. <laughs> and why does it and have to be the is, end to do this? And exactly. And the thing is, when we come back, it's gonna be a brand new team. Like, yeah, it's a brand new team. Now. I mean, really, of all these characters, you're pretty much gonna have. You know, Kid Flash and Robin yeah. and, and yep. Damien. Yeah, the two who hated each other through most of this run. <laughs> so there you go. And, you know, it's, do you have a blurb or credits for this, Chris? I don't. But uh, okay, going that's on with fine. the uh, going on with the the DC uh, with a single tweet changing their mind, I yeah. totally see that because yeah. I mean, so many of their big moves have been just pulled out of a hat. I mean, even yeah. going to the new Fifty Two, it's like, oh no, we were planning this for years. Like, yeah. no, you weren't. No, no, no you, you weren't. Really and, and this is why, when I saw that about Christopher Priest saying that, and he actually said Marvel's very similar to it. it, wasn't just DC. And what he did is he came out and said it shocks him that that's how they're running their business their on metric. kind of yeah. word yeah, of mouth. That, yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but they're only going the positive route as well. But with that, that's where you get the idea where you get a burn siding 
of the DCU of a Batgirling of the uh, when you had that Burnside Batgirl. Yeah, people went nuts, and then all of a sudden you changed your entire company's outlook and what you're doing. To mm-hmm. suit that, I'll say even like the whole deal where Tom King seemed to change mid-arc with Poison Ivy because what people have said. And, yeah, I'm not a huge Tom King fan. It's obvious. Uh, say but, what? Yes, but, <laughs> but with that, though, tell your own story. Yeah, and, and yeah, whether or not sure. I think it was good or not, or what he should have done, I'm not even going into the idea of what he did and and what he should have done. What I'm just saying, if you're a writer, I told Eric that you know, if for some reason DC really lost their minds and came and said, "Hey Jim, you want to write some comics?" I mean, they'd have to be crazy. I told him right away, I'd have to quit Twitter immediately. I'd have yeah. to do it oh, because yeah. I would be a guy who would try to make everyone happy, and Please I'd be everybody. upset. Yeah. And plus, any negative tweet, I, I they'd have to talk me off the freaking roof because i get crazy but still it seems like the you know there's the the loud minority now on twitter is what it's no longer the silent majority it's the you know and these are the people that seem to be running the show when they shouldn't be and this book i I just back to this teen titans deal though i don't know who is yelling and, and screaming about how great this run is because it hasn't been it's been boring and uh with these great characters but we're ending it now for a little bit uh, and we're going to finish the story that really, this is the story and that the, ends it, this the, nonsense. The, the big thing, though, that was pushing the Rebirth special for the Teen Titans, besides for Robin turning 13 and becoming, you know, I'm a teen now, I can do the Teen Titans, was Jackson Hyde being yeah, introduced. Jackson Hyde. And yeah. now he's yep. nowhere to be seen. No, there's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. yeah, that was one of those, you know, maybe, you know, they, they I don't know, they, they considered a failure. But how? I mean, we really didn't get any, you know, no, we hardly we knew barely met him. We yeah. had that little arc with Black Mana. And then that was it. And actually, maybe one of the better couple issues of the book, though, I can't remember. I probably hated those too. Uh, but really, and, and really, you said it before we recorded as well, Chris, that the problem with this book is, you know, you just want something different, something exciting, yeah. whether it's good or not. Because yeah, even a bad, bad book just, that is yeah. crazy and fun, maybe you can have a little fun with it for a little. This book is just middle of dull. the road, and yeah, it's, it's dull. And and that's it's white it's, milk. Yeah, it's hard to do with this team. I mean, you have mm-hmm. some cool characters, but you just have them not doing anything. But tell us about this issue. Right, I think that they don't know like. Just like we don't know, like, who are these characters? Yeah, are these I, the characters I, yeah. from, bef- like, how much of pre-Flashpoint came with yeah, Raven? with that. You know, and, yeah, no, and what no, do you do? Nobody knows and nobody wants to commit. Yeah, so no. we're just playing it safe. And, and with that, yeah, you're right. And yeah. with that, you get cliched, generic characters. And, yeah. and that's and, what you get. And, and every really month is. somebody joins yes. or somebody yeah, yeah. quits or, or somebody somebody's quits. fired yeah. or somebody that's rejoins. All it it's, yeah. it's all we've gotten for 19 yeah. issues. Yeah. And the yeah. characters are so undefined that even Kid Flash does something here that Ben Percy has him do that doesn't make sense for the rest of the character that's no. been established in the no, Flash book. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. And this happens a lot uh, recently with some books where they're getting these other characters in. Now, the there's no excuse in this book because Ben no. Percy, he's writing a book with this character in there. He should know ironclad what this character is. But we've seen characters show up in other books. We just had a Nightwing, and it was a one-shot uh, last week where you had Roy Harper show up. And I don't know this Roy Harper. He showed up and just <laughs> didn't know anything. He was a buffoon. And, uh, you know, with that. But let us know what's going on in this issue. It's- Certainly. Uh, we open with the mind-controlled Beast Boy bursting out of the Castro Theater where that Neverland launch was being yeah, held. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got his danger-haired puppet master riding on his back, and uh, Robin tries to give chase by grappling Beast Boy's hoof or foot or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, but Gar cuts him loose before they get too far. Yeah. Uh, the, the Goliath. Rest of the Titans, yes, Goliath will show up in a bit. Uh, the rest of the Titans remain behind to deal with that crowd of gullible, introverted pixie poppers <sighs> because they are swarming. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's the blob. And that's, and that's the worst, too, because we have these characters, like all these mind-controlled people, and the the main part of the thing is getting Beast Boy to snap out of this, which we center on Robin to do that. The rest of the team, all right, guys, how are we going to stop these people without fighting them? All right, do some water stuff, Aqualad. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, Raven says, like, that the kids are scared. These, these pixie kids are scared, but doesn't that kind of go against everything they were promised before yeah. taking Pixie. Yeah. Like, it was supposed yeah. to be their best world. Yeah, their best world. Be That's what yeah. it was supposed to be. And, and their best world is being petrified. Well, does yeah. anybody remember this? the main character here, the main bad guy? Does anybody remember her talking about making puppets as a kid? Because that no. becomes a huge part of this at the end, how she built robot puppets to kill her parents because she loved making puppets. Where did this come from? Yeah. And, and, you, you know, character <laughs> development. And then we, now we have to talk about, now we've got to cut the strings from the puppet master. But they're using all of these freaking terms now. Yeah, and they're now really forcing it down. They never established her as that. No. They never called her puppet master until the solicits for this issue. Yeah, at the one point you even have a what's the best way to stop a puppet? I'd be there like, what are you talking about? Puppets. Exactly. And there's like, cut its strings I'm like you just have them like you know knee high in water what the fuck are you talking about yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> uh now robin continues chasing uh beast boy and he tweets for goliath and uh yep. then we get like a an odd little dog fight between yeah. the giant bat thing and beast boy where's the dragon uh, that's what i want to know their new dragon should be showing oh, up in nonsense <laughs> Uh, we have uh, the danger hair girl calling, going down a list of the ways that Robin has been a poor leader, which yeah. I know, she knows a lot of things that she probably yeah. shouldn't. No, but she knows everything. She's on social media way too much. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the it, – like, it's either – knocked Starfire out accidentally. Yeah, really. It's either that you have Beast Boy on social media all the time or you just have the idea that Damien is so bad that just everybody knows it. They, everybody they just knows. know everything. Yeah. But yeah, again, though, that's when that came up, I'm like, really? We're, we're going to do this? Because now you realize what's going to happen by the end. It's going to be like, oh, man, we're such a great team because we, we can overcome this. And th- this whole thing is all – and really, if you want to just put a thumbnail on everything that happened in this uh, attack in it is that Damien's an awful leader. That's all sure. we've gotten from this, and yet he's the leader in the next Moving deal, forward. so that, that's yeah. what goes. Yeah, it's crazy. Got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, this is just I guess. the first egg, yeah, I it's guess. It's a huge <laughs> omelet with a lot of cracked eggs. Oh, yeah, you're, like even what Chris is talking about, the things that Duran is calling out that Robin's a bad leader. Like, that seemed to be like everything that Robin did to knock them out to become the first like Teen Titans issue. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, how do you know about that, Duran? <laughs> yeah, do you? Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> Now uh, back back at the theater, uh, we have a uh, we have them try to try to drown them in about a foot of water yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> cut them yeah, strings off the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, the strings. Then Raven finally instructs Wally to use his vibrational power that he doesn't have. Yeah, to have. <laughs> to yeah. go through the kids and yoink those pixie packets out of their domes. Yeah. He's nervous. And that's the the thing, too, just in case anybody doesn't remember, or maybe they do remember, where we have set up Wally to have, like, to be able to phase through stuff. Because in the Flash, as far as I recall, every time, like, Wally has tried to vibrate, he explodes with energy, and that seems Mm -hmm. to be his power. He can't vibrate through things. He explodes when he he tries. He does the finesse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But uh, I guess a kiss from Raven fixes yes. all that. Uh, she uh, kisses him for him inspiration, yep. and, and he's able to do it. Yeah, yeah uh, and I, I don't mind uh, that panel with the you know all the kids and stuff like that. I actually think that's a pretty cool panel. It looks kind of old school there, but it really sure. does make sense. The, the deal. No, he's going around grabbing <laughs> shit out of people's noses and brains. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he yeah. lobotomized half those people. They're, and they're, just they're him on the and just throwing them on the ground. Yeah, yeah. He's just throwing them down. And everybody's hugging and kissing afterwards and, and celebrating. Like you said, they just got pulled out of what was supposed to be the great world that they've ever been in and they start celebrating and hooting and hollering yeah. i'm like ah, coming back to the it. mundane yeah yeah world. hey all right yeah my my shitty life is back yeah, Off my to back get hurts bullied. Again. Yeah. Yeah. all right i'm gonna go get beat up at lunch yeah, oh no hemorrhoids go. yeah oh jeez. <laughs> we've got goliath we all have different problems of... okay yes we do it's true it's true uh, uh, goliath true. gets knocked out of the sky by a uh, beast boy and lands on the ground with a Douche. Yeah, yeah, a douche. All right. <laughs> that's that's the yeah, that's the sound effect. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> uh, Robin lands a little bit more softly because Raven helps him, and he feels like Joran might have won this round because she showed Beast Boy the one thing he can't, and that's love. Love. Yes, mm. there it is. It's the, but the power weirdest of love. part is they're like Beast Boy's falling out of the sky with Joran after Robin hit him in the face with a possible smoke grenade. I Maybe. don't know what this is because, like, <laughs> what, like you said, I'm looking at the panel right now where it just starts, like, has some electricity like around its face. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea from what I got from that. It was either fairy dust or a smoke it's grenade that he tech. hit Beast Boy with. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what I it is. Know. But all of a sudden, no Beast Boy crashed down. He's fine now. Oh, okay. Fine. Shouldn't that thing that was attached to his frontal cortex that just exploded, shouldn't that have hurt him a little bit? You would think. You right. would think it would. Eh, no. There you go. And now we're going to, you know, wrap it up with the old, uh, you know, heroes uh, deal after they take care of things. But it just keep going. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm looking through it again. I'm like, I really don't have that much to say. It just kind of no, everything just happens no, just to happen. happens to us. Yeah, and and the, the, best, the best part, though, too, by the end. You know, we, we stopped Joran by her thinking that her freaking flying f- pirate ship of Neverland has come. They're going to get on board and they're going to take off. But Robin has just hacked the Pixie software and made her walk into the T-Jet. I'm like, we just had a fucking Kid Flash throw his hands inside people's heads. Why didn't we just do this sooner? Just yeah. reprogram it, turn yeah. it off, whatever. Just reprogram. You could have killed nope. a bunch of people because the I kid doesn't know how to vibrate through heads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We have uh, the girls start to explain what uh, why she hates the world, and she starts ranting in like really, really hackneyed uh, Peter Panese here. It's like yeah, yeah, all this, yeah. like you know, all that second star to the left crap. Oh, I and, hate uh, it. Me and Eric got oh. an argument the one day in the podcast because I cannot stand that. And, and oh, any isn't it time, so irritating? I'm telling any time you have any story that even slightly resembles Peter, you got to yeah, get that freaking garbage. Second star garbage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> gracious and uh, she explains that there's uh, eric over there he loves that shit let's say that's why he went silent it only worked once it only worked when aunt may said it when she died in amazing spider-man number 400 (laughs) that's the only time it worked for me Uh, it never worked for me we get we get joran given her secret origin and she was a nerd who built puppets yeah Uh, by her parents and she was abused because of course she was Uh, she had a black eye Uh, look at this bar she made puppets she might as well be building a fucking Frankenstein in this guy right for all the time. I mean, look at that it. thing. And she's like, oh, I like puppets. No, you like building killer robots is what you do, dressed yeah, as Peter Pan. Yeah, Get out of town. Yeah. With her goddamn black eye. 
She didn't listen. <laughs> and, and yeah, you, this <laughs> might as well be a zombie fucking like a, a quick you, scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it the animator. Sc- it looks scary. <laughs> it really does. It does. Where it's did unpleasant. this puppet shit come out of nowhere? <laughs> Uh, you love puppets. It's I for love, you. I, I used to build puppets as a you kid. You got the Peter Pans and the puppets. This is your, this is your dream language. issue. I, I get it, but yeah. where did it come from? Yeah, and speak of your <laughs> language, all right. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically, yeah. And also, yeah. I love it, too. It just happens at the end. Yeah, like, right? Oh, it's by the way. Was this supposed to go for it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like just at the Can end we've gone through all this. Oh, by the way, all this is based on me making puppets. So all of that trash talking you did before at the beginning of the issue kind of makes sense. Yep. Oh, thanks, thank God, because that pulling the strings thing—I didn't think it hit. Nonsense. <laughs> Make a total recall reference or something. You shut up your nose. Yeah, really. Do that. <laughs> right. Uh, Beast Boy talks her through a flashback, and then, uh, then she, you know, like you said, uh, Robin talks her into the T jet, and the next thing we know, she's at Juvie. Yeah, and, fresh uh, start to Juvenile Tension Center. Yeah. <laughs> getting her life back in order. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gar visits, acts like a cat, and they touch each other's hands through the glass. Yes, and, they do. And I'll have oh, to say, God. too, that I- I'm not one that's against facial piercings, but she looks a lot nicer in Juvie. She uh, does. I'll yeah. give her that. She looks very nice. <laughs> I don't mind that. And uh, I, don't, I don't like facial piercings. Uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah, well, she has it gone, so you should like yeah. her now. And then, you know, you have, uh, you know, cat, uh, Beast Boy, you know, cute cat. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. It's all nonsense. <laughs> we head back. We close out uh, outside of Titan's Tower, which is still yeah. in disrepair, and uh, the team has a picnic. Yeah, they have a picnic and, in, in full costume. In full costume. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know that the, yeah, and... yeah. the full <laughs> costume's odd, except for how it ends then. Uh, they, I'm like, really? You, you can't get out of the costume for a second to kind of just hang out or whatever? But mm-hmm. nah, I guess well, they're the near Titan's Tower. Change inside the tower, I Yeah, guess. I guess it's Titan's Tower, and they, you know, they, you see Beast Boy with a bunch of people. You start counting, you know, one, two, ooh, I think that's the Teen Titans. Uh, but, there's yeah. an orange girl with them, too. Yeah, really, there's an orange girl with yeah. green glowing eyes. I, I think that they that may be. And that goth girl kind of does look like Raven. But, yeah, then, you, you end up And then there. we're going into Convergence because Brainiac shows up. Brainiac shows up with his crazy brain Which fucking skull deals and <laughs> i'll tell you convergence again badass looking brainiac there though i yeah, wish it was good. a little i wish it was a little bit more detailed that this is a sure. huge panel ending the issue but also leading into no justice make this something that you could more sign majestic. and yeah. things and and something where you take a lot of time and it seems like brain brainiac still looks badass he looks fucking jacked too. No, he, he's cool, been yeah. working at working out of it, but yeah, you get that, and that's a pretty cool ending. But then you're like, really? That's it? That's, that's the it. ending? <laughs> yep, that's it. A picnic into Brainiac attacking, and yeah, they're they're together, and obviously they are going to be featured a bit in No Justice. But from everything I read, obviously that's just a a weekly thing for the month or whatever, and you have a bunch of issues. But I wonder how much you're going to get, say, a you know. Uh, Jackson Hyde or something. I, I think that he's going to be out of it. Feels like really there's too many quicker. characters involved. Yeah, that's what in I'm saying. There's going to be so people many. People are going to so. get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, for, for all the changes we have going on in Titans and Teen Titans, I really hope that there's another title that comes out of this somewhere. Like we have a, a, a Titans Justice? West or a Teen Titans East. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't think right. Well, it all depends. I doubt it, all, but yeah, it'd be, it'd it would be, be cool. sales. If yeah. all of a sudden these Titans, this new revamp deal, all of a sudden selling more, I don't see how because they're not even changing the numbering. People are just no. going to go with what they were getting anyway. But yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Get a lot of these other characters. But uh, yeah, I think that Jackson is one of the casualties of Rebirth. Uh, you add him in the Rebirth Could he special. Show up in Aquaman? Uh, no, no. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe that'll be how it goes once Aquaman kind of gets done with his nonsense. No, they don't even have Garth. I mean, uh, yeah, Garth's pretty good in the last arc of the Titans, and he's not anywhere to be seen going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But what did you give it, Chris? I gave it a six out of ten. It's not. I, you know, I hate coming off as like like the grumpy old dude who hates yeah, this book, yeah. but it's just it's not while it's you're not, around us. You're not. No, no you're, you're the positive <laughs> it's not, man. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not so much that it's bad, and we've said it before. It's just so dull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, and, and and I'll tell you, this is what I think with Ben Percy. That's kind of his writing style. You have the Green Arrow, where you have his whole run, where people seem to lose their mind at the end and think that it was a classic run. That's what but I really heard for too, the yeah. most for the most part, it just was. Eh, it was just like this. You'd have mm-hmm. some issues that you know had some cool things, but overall, not a lot of uh, progression and things like that, and some questionable no. things as well. It just and, Every time this looked like it was building to something, we had a crossover. Yeah. We had that Lazarus Lazarus thing, then we had we had the metal resistance thing, then we had uh, the Super Sons of Tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. 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 Anytime it got any momentum, it just got it just got jammed on the brakes. And then once we get once we get back, we have to fight again. We're not a team anymore. We have to get back to that. Something would be amiss and uh, it would just be another couple of issues of rebuilding again. Yeah. Well, that's that. Uh, what would you give it, Aaron? Uh, I would probably give this. I'm going to go with the same thing as Raven, just because I do still enjoy the art of this. But the storytelling was nonsense. Just a, they really crammed everything they had into this last issue. Like I'm telling you, it seems like we did miss an issue. Like Ben Percy didn't know no justice was coming and shit was changing because we crammed so much in this. It didn't make any sense at all. So, but I did like the art of five point one out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go five five. Uh, again, it just kind of happened. Did it's anybody up, know up no justice was coming, or did that just happen? No, it's been it, talked about for a while. That yeah, all seemed like it just came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere, but then like you know, after the that, they really the, pushed delay, it. And then yeah. the next well, day, that's what oh, wait, it seemed to be. This. And it, yeah, it we, got, we got some time to fill up now. Well, <laughs> and it was like, it's gonna take another year. I also think they're sitting there like, boy, Brian Michael Bendis, like that's causing a lot of stir. How about we do something else? Hey, Scott, what are you doing? Okay. You know, this deal. And yeah, it's it's kind of a, a lot of people are mad about it because it's kind of taking away some of the books that they do like. Sure. But to me, you get rid of that JLA. Holy moly. I Boy, love yeah. you for life. <laughs> people, exactly. Again, though, addition by subtraction. The, the yeah. last issue this week and I see people on Twitter. Oh, man, it's a shame. This is the best run of, of JLA ever. Uh, are You're you kidding insane. me? Yeah, Read insane. More. But yeah, that is that. But we are going to go off now to some mail. If you would read my mail, Jim, want to tell my words would tell. But if they tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. When you reach the part where opinions come, the hero will be Jim, a hero to us all. And 
When you read the mail again, you'll see the nonsense never takes a break. All right, it doesn't take a break, Eric. And we're here with the last mail section of the night, and it's Swanee. Swanee is the mail section for Eric, and he says, hey, Jim, Eric, and Reggie. Ah! The books have really not been good lately. And he is usually behind. He's a busy yeah. man. And he says, I'm a couple weeks behind as usual. So maybe they have gotten better. And yeah. maybe a little. I'm telling you, if he's, you know, two weeks behind, you have Action Comics and Superman last week. I think he'll like some of those. It's one of those. You, you got to pick and choose. And I don't know. Maybe we have to just convince ourselves to be happier, Eric, or we're going to die. I, I finally decided. Is. Yes, it is. I finally decided to make a few more cuts to my pull list. This one has been go- going on uh, too long, but I'm finally dropping Suicide Squad. I, it's not good. I should have dropped it months ago, but I kept holding out hope. I will not be picking up issues to, uh, issue two of Immortal men i haven't read the poison ivy issue of damage yet but that will make my decision if i drop it Uh i don't know maybe it'll have enough to get him it's not like it it was infuriating but the the art isn't great and it's it's kind of more of the same so yeah Yeah. i would think he's going to give silencer and sideways one more issue as well again this wasn't the best issue of silencer uh, but maybe the art change will, will get him. That'll uh, get. And sideways, not much going on. Uh, I'm dropping Trinity. Well, that's canceled. So yeah, <laughs> you might want to. I think you have one boy. last issue. Uh, but yeah, I'm considering not even getting Wonder Woman while Orlando is writing. Now Orlando is writing uh, as of now only one solicited issue, but it seems to be a little mini arc. But yeah, right. you could just skip that probably. It's sad that the only two issues of Wonder Woman I've liked was the first two issues of the Silver Swan arc. Whitney was so happy when I told her Robinson was going to be off the book, but then crushed all her hope when I told her Orlando <laughs> was going to be. Next. Accident. He is listed as guest writer. Yeah. So he, I, I've seen some tweets and things like that. That's basically like, hey, if everything goes well and you guys like it, I'll be on it. And uh, maybe well, they're you know, testing the waters. Happen. Yeah. I want. I don't know. You always get that. There's JLA this week. I think has a ten out of ten on the roundup. I, that is insane. I want to drop Mr. Miracle, but I'm already eight issues in. Might as well finish off this god-awful story, yeah. uh, kind of like Trinity. I'm dropping Batman after issue 50. That's the – um. I'm telling you, I, I do that new you know, sales thing. I've only done one of the sales podcasts on the Patreon. But when we get to issue 51 of Batman, I'm really interested to see if – people stay or if that's what they've been waiting for or do you think that it'll be like once tom king has to get back to writing regular issues maybe and regular stories that you'll have a people drop just off? want to get to that wedding and as soon as that's do done too. you've lost your hook and and what's really weird this is going to go back to a personal thing it's going to remind me of what i saw i told you where i used to go to the 7-eleven near your house and at one point i was trying to get this way I. back i was getting in shape i ended up you know i wanted to go on this uh, you know the Atkins diet. This yeah. is way back. So he had these Atkins bars where I was going to say, you know what? I if I'm going to follow something like that, I really do need something pre-made. I cannot trust myself to keep up with any sort of eating regimen if I'm going to be tempted to make my own thing or at the last second go get fast food and stuff. So I ended up getting these bars, and I saw at one point, you know, I, I go through the bars. It's almost like you with the Pepsi at Wawa. Right. The minute that you stop getting that Pepsi every day, they're going to have 
uh, you know, eight freaking things worth of Pepsi, you know, eight truckloads where they're like, what the fuck happened? And I hope that uh, you'll have that issue 50 of Batman because I'm telling you, when I stopped going on the Atkins diet, that guy at 7-Eleven was so mad at me that I wasn't buying those bars anymore that I had to stop going for a while because he was <laughs> furious because it was like he got the monthly shipment in and he was counting on 70 of these things to be sold just to me. And I wasn't eating them anymore. And there were piles of these things. And I'm, like, I'm out of here. I didn't go for a while. But yeah, I hope that there's people that are more in the know. Comic store owners, you think they would, but that issue 50 may sell half a million copies. I, I can't tell you how much it will or won't sell. But if it drops off after that, you're going to have a lot of copies of uh, Batman 51 on the shelf. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people will go. But I also think that what's going to happen is you're going to have issue 51 come out. You're going to have some people like, and that's a Mr. Freeze story uh, thing where Bruce isn't even Batman. He's uh, a part of a trial that he's one of the jurors. He's had jury duty and things like this. So if people do react on the way like, oh, man, Tom King, you know, what's going on? This isn't the Batman that I signed up for. I guarantee you that every four issues, you're going to have just the side issue of him and Selena doing stuff. It's going to be what he does now. What I told kind you. of stuff? Well, I told you, sexy stuff. I told you where he has these issues where the sales start going down to down. And then he'll have an issue with... The dress, boom, now it's up again. Now it's going back down again. Then you have, you know, Wonder Woman and him going to kiss. And you always have every couple issues these things. And I think he'll continue that to try to keep people on. But all the people we talk about that haven't dropped Batman, there's some who like it. Uh, But the people who don't that are still getting it are just waiting for that 50 and then they're bailing. But I'm sorry if he says then, I am all the new age of hero book Brimstone has me the most interested. That's oh, crazy. No. That's good. Uh, I'm sorry for the long-ass email. That's <laughs> hardly long, but I will leave you with this question. What villain would you most love to see make a return at some point soon? For me, it would be Silver Banshee and Siren. I've never read any book with either of those two villains, but Silver Banshee looks amazing and has a really cool background. Siren, because I love the idea of Mera having an evil twin uh, who is trying to kill uh, uh, Aquaman and also trying to do other things with him, Eric. As always, thank you guys for everything you do and have a great week and he says go sharks the sharks are in the playoffs still as long uh, as well as my pens eric but uh what villain would you want back i would want right now probably black adam back at some point yeah that would be cool and it would seem like maybe they're holding him off a little you know for a shazam deal that is a pretty good uh pick i would say it's weird because i'll say villain but it's a villain who we've had but i want the better version of him would probably be say a penguin uh, that oh, I would yeah, want yeah. back, something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what Batman villains I like because Batman has not really had a lot of villains in this whole run of 50 some issues or getting to 50. We haven't seen a lot of because I know Scarecrow's you know, coming back, which is yeah. always my go to, but and, you know, he's Mr. doing Freeze, something like that coming up. Yeah, and Mr. Freeze is going to be in that arc coming up as well and things like that. So I, I don't know. I could even say the Joker, but every time we get the Joker, it's nonsense. So yeah. I won't even say that. My so, go to normally is Cyborg Superman, but we have had a lot of him lately. That is true. That is true. I'm trying to think of what I would want. I really can't think of any. And when they come back, they're just going to make them redemption. They're going to redeem them and make them heroes. But now I'm going to stick <laughs> with a proper penguin is what I want. But we're going to go off now to end the podcast with a bunch of books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's review. 
things are going well Jim rings the bell Jim rings the bell Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb Eric's the bomb And if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep Ring the bell Ah, yes, and we have a couple books, and that's a weird song for me to pick out because they're both it is. my books. <laughs> I just think Jim just likes ringing the bell. Oh, I like ringing the bell there. Uh, I thought um, – I'm playing that um, thinking, is, does he, is he thought forward to realize that none of these are his books? Oh, yeah. And I figured that you might. I do like Ding the song, sound. though. Ding sound. I do, too. I love that one. Uh, yeah, and this is the last section of books. It's a shorter section, two books, and they're bombs, Eric. They are bombs. Did you, uh, do you like that? And I'm not talking about duh bombs. Oh, not duh bombs? It's not duh bombs. These uh-uh. are bombs, and we're going to get right into it, But it's Eric, the last like... time we're ever going to have to deal with these bombs. <sighs> That's true. That's the other thing uh, with that. And with that, I will give it ding sound. Ding sound. Because yeah. we never have to talk about either of these books, at least in these iterations ever again. Yeah. Though I actually think we may never have to talk about these because I'm going to die in two weeks. So they'll, they'll be canceled still then. <laughs> but and with that, it is Trinity and Justice League of America. We're going to start with Trinity uh, right about now. Or Trinity number 22, written by James Robinson. Art by Pat Zercher, Gabe Altieb, and Josh Reed. Let's not mince words here. This issue stinks. Stinks on ice, Eric. There's nothing really to recommend, but the worst part is it's just boring. How can you take three of the best characters in comics and make such a boring book? If you really want to know the answer, go buy this. I suggest you don't, though. And it is just, this isn't good. I don't know and, what to do now. No, well, really, I, that's the thing. It's all roundabout. you got to make up your own mind. I'm not going to make up people's minds here, Eric. Uh, but, yeah, th- this hasn't been good. Uh, no. The whole book. We'll just go back a little, <laughs> a little background. Yeah, a little background deal. Um, this book started out when Superman was the pre-Flashpoint Superman before Superman yep. Reborn. So you had this book that was going to be kind of like a bridge the gap. And obviously they we were not thinking. We got to get the Trinity back together, yeah. but we have this new Superman who Batman and Wonder Woman don't know. We have to get them to be the bestest friends as we know them yep. to be. But the Batman and Wonder Woman have to become the friends with this Superman first. So here's the book to do it. And yep. then must be Superman Reborn. Must be and Superman Reborn. Yeah, now did. these three characters have always known each other. We have the Trinity back, so the book really serves no purpose. Yes. And nope. I know this because – no writer has a purpose for these characters no, in any no. of the stories. And, and with that whole deal, you also kind of go in the wraparound thing is that when this book was created and they wanted to do it, it was supposed to be Francis Manipal on art and story, fell apart very quickly. But with that, there was obviously at that point no plans for Superman Reborn. They were going to do that in this book. Superman and Reborn. Maybe, like eventually when everybody remembers things, that was going to tie everything back with that. But at this point... This was the book so that when you go off in Justice League and have a, hey, you know, Superman, you're my best friend. So you, Batman, you have it. Well, we've seen it. It, You know, it may not be their Superman, but it is now. It's a changing of the guard because they've gotten to know and love him. Superman Reborn happened, and then this book, in my mind, the weirdest thing, Superman Reborn happened. I will play it one more time, Eric, because I love hearing just the joy of, of Wrong Turn there. At my deal, when we had Superman Reborn, you still had Trinity, obviously it continued. 
it was almost like you were giving it a fresh start. I'll steal from Marvel or a an extra, you know, an extra period. It was overtime. Now you were yeah. allowed because now the book the book was not good. It no. was already shitty. Now you had this thing like, okay, let's stop right now. We're not going to do what we were going to do before because with Superman Reborn, but now you can just tell the greatest hits. Now you can go and have some fun, and hey, we'll get a guy for a two-issue arc. Then we'll get a three-issue arc. We're going to have the greatest hits, maybe even explore some of these things that are now shared memories. Maybe we could have that. The book did nothing. The book just – it didn't even tread water. The writers – because the art has always been good in this book pretty much. The writers much, have yeah. no idea what they're doing with this, and you end up with it seems like the Trinity, which should be one of the bigger books at DC – is a throwaway. Hey, can you do this for us? You know, maybe we'll, we'll hook you up later, you know, for a hamburger t- t- on Thursday today, whatever the deal would be. <laughs> but it almost seemed like this was not an important book and it was something that people were on Rob Williams, you know, this James Robinson and nobody seemed to know what they're going to do. This Deimos thing stunk the minute that it started. We've gotten two arcs out of Deimos and, and this nonsense. And it starts with showing you, uh, how he was dealing with the uh, Blue, strike, Blue security. strike security. And it's nonsense because basically it boils down to you got some weapons and I got some weapons. He even ex- you want to trade some it, weapons, yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, I got the magical weapons. You got the regular weapons. We put them together. We got magical special weapons. It makes no sense. And with that, when the explanation you, does come, I'm telling you, I want to slap Deimos right in his fucking face here because he's just talking to me. Huh, I guess we're going to make a pact then because you got some weapons and I got some weapons. We're going to make some weapons. And when he explains it to Batman, it gets worse. It gets even more boring. You know what? I have the I bronze. Copper, you got the copper. Yeah, it's, I got the tin. He's got the copper. We're going to make some bronze. Oh, Jesus Christ. And through this, you have Steve Trevor still fighting. Monster Steve He's Trevor. All ogred out. Still fighting Wonder Woman at points with, don't you remember me, Steve? Hey, there's sexy time. There's, <laughs> like, yeah, what is I'm going on? I'm your angel. Yeah. Oh, and even then, we have Deimos the entire Jesus time because Christ. Diana doesn't quit this shit. It's no. impossible for you to reach him with my magic and stuff like changing him like this. Until yeah. it isn't. No, and the best thing, he yeah, until it isn't because they're there. You do have Superman and Batman kind of incapacitated with this magic shit around him. And Deimos is there, and, and Batman's thinking to himself, and I thought that right away before in this whole story, you did have a inner mo- dialogue narration, but it was each of them, and it was to do with what was going on, them telling who they thought was Steve yeah. Trevor. All of a sudden, now we just get Batman. Seemed a little off to me, but it, it, it's what Batman thinks. And what's going on? Because it's like, I got to keep him talking so he can tell me something. Deimos is like, huh, you, you think I'm going to monologue like an asshole. I'm yes. never going to do that. Really? I thought you were smart. Oh, by the way, here's my plan. I'm like, really? You're going to go that? And the best is, yeah. oh, Wonder Woman, you silly lady. You can't stop Steve Trevor. I've magically changed him. You just played your hand. Like, because the in the background, going on? exactly. Because in the background, though, we ended last, like when we had last issue, we had this big old square portal that went to yeah. Skitaris where we had Warlord and his entire Jennifer, army standing there, there waiting. And the thing is, we find out in this issue that this portal is there for for Lord Damos to have a way deal. back yeah. Yeah. to this. They have somehow used something they did to Superman previously to find where this portal is, where Superman led them. No but even sense. though we can see through it. This is a closed portal. Yeah, it's a closed this portal. It's a closed portal that only Lord Deimos' power can open, yep. which means since he magically transformed Steve Trevor to an ogre, 
all Steve Trevor has to do is run into that freaking uh, yeah, portal, I'm, and now I'm it's t- open. I'm telling you, it's almost as if you said, uh, hey, you'll never be able to open my car door, and somehow in my mind, you have handed me your key three years ago. All of a sudden, I can just I just walk near and it makes no sense. My no. magic is the only thing that can open that portal. Why would it is, be a transformed beast? I don't know. The thing is, it's because of his magic, but we have also reiterate then that his magic can only be affected by his magic. Yeah, yeah. How is magic- Steve Trevor turned back to human at the end? I don't know. I, we never know. Because, because at, the, at the point, we have well, to here's use the deal. Deimos' magic. It's the weird deal, yeah. And really, if they can do that, then you wouldn't think because you're getting the idea that Jennifer maybe did. But how could she? Because you've spelled know. it out. They're just standing there. At this portal. Do they have anything better to do? Just, just and they're there with this, Jennifer. This thing to open. Yeah, they're yeah. just waiting. I, I promise you guys it's going to open one of these days. But as they're doing this, the whole thing that – they have that, nothing to do. Uh, we're almost done. Do this is so stupid. And uh, you have Deimos there. He, you know, he's talking trash. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm your angel. St- and no. And now that he's fighting, damn you, Damos, he's like a fucking Uncle Jeffrey. Huh? <laughs> the monkeys. Oh, no, uh, Jeffrey. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So you're going with this. He ends up just running into the portal, which opens it. You have a weird deal where he's standing there and Warlord's like, huh, well met. <laughs> like, hey there, big guy. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on? So then I like Damos, the monkeys too. It's the craziest progression here. Damos yells, oh. Now that we're doing this, like, he couldn't have done what he's going to do now before. Uh, it's like, it's one of those things where you have magic characters like this that are very powerful. Deimos is pretty God, powerful. It, it's trouble because you'll always get that point where they, they take it to 11 when before it was at 4. Why not take it to 11 right away? Because out of nowhere, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to end up making your powers your weaknesses. You and Superman. Boom. A at the last, power. Yeah, at the last second, Batman just yells, Diana, the lasso. Use it now. They they don't have a plan. They were they were captured. So she realizes what he means. Lasso's Deimos, and now you get the whole deal of I killed them all, and then I went back to Skitaris, and I killed Warlord and, and killed all these them and all. Great. So basically they end up making the lasso, which becomes now the lasso of lies. Yep. Which doesn't quite make sense, but it, it, it's the Black Mercy now. It's and again, basically, how, how does that stop now that Lord Deimos isn't reversing well, his spell? And, and with that, yeah, and with that, if you have the Lasso of Lies, that should just – it goes around him and he should say like, hey, Wonder Woman, you look ugly. He would just say revert. I mean this isn't something that when you do the I'm Lasso you, of half Truth, half it you takes you into lab. a dream world. When Shafon Tana was on Wonder Woman, the lasso was able How to spot you. the lies in DNA and <laughs> yeah, pull that and it would shit end up, And it would the, end up pulling the, the it out of you. The lasso of truth can do anything it wants to do at any given time. If it needs to show you the truth of any situation, yeah. it's not like I, the lasso comes around me and I have to tell you the truth. Sometimes the lasso comes around me and I have darkest secrets that I've blocked out revealed yeah. to me because this is just the lasso of truth yes. does whatever it fucking needs to but do. But in this, it's, a nonsense. It's, it's you could have not had this reverse and had – Diana, use the lasso now, and then just explain it as hokey as this of saying, well, he's seeing in his mind his own truth, because when does the lasso put you into a coma that you then see and play out an imaginary world that makes it the black mercy? 
because he is just imagining the things. He's lost in his mind. The reality is now lying to him. That is not how it works, really. It really isn't. He should just be, oh, I beat you. I defeated you. And they're like looking around like, what the fuck? That's not even a lie. It's a reality. It's just so it's so ridiculous. But he's there. Then, in the meantime, it's tied back because then you have Warlord and Jennifer come in for no reason now because everything's done. Yeah. They come through. Oh, man, you know, the work's done here. I knew it, Batman. I knew you took something. And he ended up taking the aging device. Which, which one we was had device? no idea. And where did he get this from? Yeah, we had no idea. And Jennifer says, uh... I knew you were up to something. No shit. It is a handheld thing that is obviously not something that he'd recognize. He goes, over in that corner, I recognize that technology. She's be like, please, Batman, please. This is something we have over there. And also, it's sitting in the corner. Well, this is the most important thing that they have spelled out that Deimos was after before this. And they had, oh, yeah, that, that rusty old thing in the corner. And then the, yeah, Batman then turns it around to make it more ridiculous and says, ha, Deimos didn't even know we had exactly what he wanted in my back pocket. I'm like, no, this isn't clever. And then to continue the nonsense, it's such a Batman line. You're a strange, duplicitous woman, Jennifer Morgan, but I, tr- but don't trust you, but I like you. What is going on? Please, please stop. Because you have Deimos there, and he's just aged, just looking up in the sky. Now, again, why is it still happening? The lasso isn't there. Usually, the lasso would be something that you put around somebody. Because now he's a senile old man. Yeah, now he's just, he's like, I know I I tell you, I took my medicine. That's all he's Uh, yelling. I know I I did. It looks so much. Oh, it's so bad. But but it looks really good, though. It's okay. I'm telling you, it might just be that I was just so angry because then you have Wonder Woman. I still love you, you big, hairy, monster Steve Trevor. And then all of a sudden, I think the worst like art in this is actually Batman himself. Everything else, I think, looks amazing. Like, I look at big old hairy Steve Ogre Trevor, and I'm like, that's a cool-looking monster. I think Diana looks good. I think Warlord looks awesome. It's okay. But, like, Batman has always looked off in this arc. And you know what else has been off? The goddamn story, because then yeah, we just have to end awful. the issue where Steve Trevor goes to Blue Strike Security so, and says, yeah, this hey, is I'm just August. The ending. All your shit is mine. You're done. Yeah. He just says, hey, he goes there. He's just there by himself. And this is where I said that, you know, <laughs> me and you on the on an aside, me and you uh, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the, the episode with the boom, boom, where they yeah. go boom, boom. and basically spell out all of the wrongdoing that this cult slash company is doing. But then the lady lets them go off. Steve Trevor's there by himself. He's basically telling a whole boardroom of people who obviously have weapons. We've already been told all that. Well, they, they're just they, they sitting sell there. Weapons. I don't know. This could just be like a boardroom. Uh, I'm telling nice you, suits. I don't there know what are doing. a lot of I don't guys know there. Security. I, just the imagine. Most, yeah, but I've even then, security. They're sitting at a table. One, one, two, at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen people right here. Steve Trevor just says. Fuck all of you. You's going to jail. And they go, oh, geez. And then he says, if you don't like it, you're going to have to talk to the Trinity who are way long gone. They're not there. Something tells me somebody's pulling out a gun and shooting Steve Trevor in the face. He is there gloating at them by himself in a boardroom at Blue Strike Security. They lock the door. Let's kick this guy's the living shit out of him. And that's just how it ends. And this is the ending of a, a goddamn series that has the three best characters in it, and you end with this hero pose of a threat to Blue Strike security? 
Looks like a Batman crotch shot right in your Nonsense. face. Nonsense. I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. I, I did like the art a little more Man, than you're I was saying. Uh, I was actually going to go lower, but I, I will tell you, the art did pull it up a bit. Yeah. And, it is really great looking art, but the but story Eric, I always, is I always awful. raise the score for a last issue of a series. I, I could have gone as low as a 2. Uh, this uh, is that uh, bad. That's a little low in my I'm mind. I'm telling you, the, uh, the story might be a negative three. It's <laughs> that bad. It's that bad. Shit just happens, and it doesn't make sense even within this story. You got a lot of cra- uh, Kirby crackle, though, Eric. What would you give? Uh, I hate whenever we have anything with Skataris and Deimos and yeah. Warlord. I hate any of that goddamn nonsense. And just having that as the final arc, this is a kick in the face for me. But when you also don't have the story make any sense – it's just plain – it's just ridiculous is what it is. I would give this a 4 out of 10, and yeah. that's just pretty much for the art because it, everything looks amazing. As soon as they start talking, it all falls apart. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we're going to go to the next book, which may be worse. Uh, maybe not. Actually, you'll see. I actually gave it the same score. Spoiler alert. But uh, here we go. It's just League of America. And again, we're done with Trinity. So at least we, we can celebrate. We can celebrate that. Though this next book gets Memories me even more forever, because, yeah, well, this next one is a, you know, we were getting it twice. This is another thing. Luckily, Scott Snyder comes around and gets this book canceled because we didn't even have to go through the nonsense of it being a monthly book for a while no. before it got canceled. It just got canceled. Just League of America, number 29, written by Steve Orlando, art by Hugo Petrus, Hi-Fi, and Clayton Cowles. Book is over, and for that, we can celebrate. This issue Hooray! ends the Chrono story. May set future things up and really sucks. It really Really sucks. Welcome to the suck, Eric. This I've book is there. awful. I see people like, it's such a shame. We were just getting started. Really? How dare you? I- I'm telling you, getting started. I- I'm going to get started killing myself if I have to read another issue of this. So thank God it's done, Eric. I- I'm going to get started on the curb stopping. Yeah, really. Because you start off and just even a little aside, it doesn't mean much. It's not a difference in anything, but it does annoy me that every time we start, we have to get a different designation of what this time period is. <laughs> I don't think Steve Orlando remembers. I, we had time in, in uh, what was it, time primordial, and, and then yeah. we had the time before this, and now it's before That's, the like, dawn I of think man. It's like prehistory, Pre- and then before oh the dawn God. of man. Time before pre, like, and it's and, fine. I can't, even, now I I know. can't remember. I don't even, it, you can tell me that they are a hundred percent. It's just annoying to keep doing this. And as this is going on, you do time have primordial. All, yeah, time primordial. That's you have all bleeding out as blue blood. He's royal, Eric. He's got blue blood. And, uh, you know, all you see just nonsense He's in the background. Even like, the, even like the opposite sideway deal of, don't you dare invoke the Dark Knight be t- behind with uh, Batman there. Fuck off. But you have Kronos just yelling, ha, I stopped you. It, all in all, the, the whole deal of this is that he wants to stop superheroes. Number one, that is just silly. It's silly yeah. because, because you stop superheroes, you stop supervillains. That's the problem. You never can tell what would be that result, but he's pissed. Hey, I don't know what's going on here. I stopped superheroes and you guys are still here. Now, number one, I would think that once you brought them back in time, they're kind of out of their time. You may even say that they're out of time at this point. So if you do stop something, it seems like there'd be something. But the problem is, is Kronos is pretty much, he's a time master. This is what he does. He may not be a time master. He's, but a, he's, he's a time manipulator. A manipulator. But he knows the kind of the deal. And I know that that might lead him to be you know, upset or confused. But he seems so confused to just have Aztecs say, oh, 
It's my 4D armor again. This is the out of everything that happens in this this thing. And why does the, their 4D armor protect the rest of the Justice League? I don't know. He's like, oh, oh my god, yeah, superheroes live, Because bitches. before, before, you know, the hourglass stuff did not work on Aztec. It worked on everyone else, but not Aztec because of her 4D battery. Yeah. But now the armor is projected out to the point where they don't tell and, you this, but now it affects the entire Justice League of America. Here's where I want to point out something i know that steve orlando we have our problems with him people seem to love him um not everybody obviously but he has problems with dialogue pacing whatever but this is something just very minor because you have the superheroes live you know she shakes her hand now the problem is is when you get this my name is aztec newest member of the just league this is a narration based on an inner monologue it's not a word bubble it's something that you're kind of getting a, you know, it may even be like post story where they're, they're relaying, however it is. I'm not even saying that it's off because of that, but Kronos reacts to it by, yep. finish, by talking to her about it. And that doesn't make any sense at all. And it's very minor in this, but she's, she says, my name is Aztec, newest member of the Just League, and I'm still standing for now, woman. <laughs> How does it, what happened? How would he know she this? She didn't because say that. Is she he a mind reader it. now? Yeah, it's, this is does, monologue. Does the faceless champion yeah. did that power like, yeah, you know, really. I mean, yeah, head? really. He's able well, to read minds now? He, he can shrink down to the, you know, the microverse by himself, it seems. Kronos so, can do but, anything. But this just proves to me the whole idea of he does not get comic books. I oh. mean, this is a – you're doing this to catch people up. If somebody just decided for some goddamn reason to read the last issue of a series and re- – okay, that's Aztec. I get it. He reacts to it. For now, woman, really, what the last thing – you know? and again, you can go superheroes live for now, woman. You can make it work, but you've intersected it with other stuff. He keeps doing this. He did it before where I said – and it just – he he's doing this too much. He's doing nonsense. You can't confuse people or just even throw that. It's not confusing, but it keeps going. Where you have Killer Frost then is going, and you have basically Canary. Stay focused, Frost. You'll hurt people if you lose control. I hear you, Canary. Self monitoring is a daily race, but we can well, do we it. Can do it. Who is know. that woman in the I back to the right? The Koopy doll? I have no idea. I'm guessing that's Promethea up on the like, you know, yeah, she's I was saying back that's about self monitoring, but I don't know. I have no idea who Koopy doll is. Over I don't there. know who it is. I have no idea who that is. Probably somebody from the unexpected. Kill oh God! And then you just have Frost going. I'm in control. She goes over to save Ryan. Ryan, before we saw that, you know, the cartered artery. It was spelled Carotid out. Carotid artery that, or something like that. Too bad that Ray Palmer wasn't a good surgeon. Eh, whatever. Now he's just bleeding all over the place. He's laying there. Looks like he's grabbing his shoulder. And she's like, "I'll help you by freezing your wound and kissing you. Look, I can control my powers now." What? I think I can freeze the area, stop the blood, but it's going to hurt a lot. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that arm's going to have to be amputated yeah. after this because you just gave him frostbite and yeah, you stopped the done. blood flow in his arm. Yeah, she stopped the blood flow in his arm. Doesn't make sense. So this is where Vixen comes up with the great plan. Basically, hey, yeah, Kronos, he has these hourglasses. Maybe we should grab them. That's oh, the right. This You're was right. The plan. This yeah. was the plan in the last issue. And when <laughs> Ryan, like, well, your Ryan comes up, he's like, he just goes for the hourglass. I'm like, he acts like this is a whole new thing. Like, oh my yep. God, I did it. I'm like, yeah. this is supposedly to be the plan for the second you guys built that goddamn yep. Ray Castle construct. Now, it's funny because you say that and just take notice. At one point, they're saying the plan, right? You, you get the plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, look in the background. 
Kronos is either catching a ball like you because he's got his arms crossed, or or he's juggling. I can't see. He is juggling a bunch of hourglasses. It looks like he's he's juggling them, or he can't catch like you. And he's like, "You're God's dead, idiots! I've seen the future. You're fighting for an idea that's dying out by the second. No, yeah, you haven't. But Batman kicks Kronos in the face. Vixen kicks in the back." The, the hourglasses fly off. Why didn't they grab them? Because then they kind of get people around to get them, but then Kronos doesn't even have the hourglass. Kr- but then Kronos he does. is like a mile away after Batman kicks him in the yeah, face. Yeah, the, the, the hourglass is there. Two pa- a panel before. There were two. Uh, and the, the whole deal is they kind of get – and it's funny too because I can't say that a fight ensues. Uh, it's more of an escorting. You have Vixen who's now completely knocked out. From a panel before her kicking Kronos. I don't know why. Either that or she's crowd surfing. She's crowd surfing, yeah. She's at a, a goddamn fucking 90s concert. And, and then Batman just looks like they're taking him crowd off. Crowd surfing's cool for any decade. No, just the 90s, Eric. Uh, wow. You have their – Batman is going off as if they're taking him like a long-lost friend who needs a drink. They're taking him off, except one guy has him by the ear. And you go, where is this progression then? When did Kronos get back the hour? He doesn't even have it on, but that's where Ryan's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take you down. You're still alive? I thought you'd be crying like at the prom. Uh, what? <laughs> crying like prom night? I don't know about you. You, you had a bad prom this night, This is what Kronos. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I would say the bad prom night was Steve Orlando, but that's beside the, like, that, he's like, oh, I want to make a prom night. Yeah, that's, prom nights are for crying. There you go. I didn't, I, I didn't have a, were you crying at prom night, Eric? Were no. you? No, you had a grand old time, didn't I you? I did. I didn't, but I wasn't crying, but you, you have this whole deal with him. Ryan, he loves Ray Palmer, right? Until he talks shit on him every time he can. The whole book in this is like, yeah, Ray Palmer does stuff. But he does it fucked up. I do it this way. It all ends up with him saying that he's better. You and dollar I, store piece of trash. Yeah, yeah. What happens then? Because he's I, like, I'm hey. I'm telling you, for, just imagine the freaking, you know, the Kronos we had in this entire arc so far. All Ray, I mean, Ryan Choi has to do now. His arm is frozen. He yeah. freaking shrinks down, grabs the hourglass. And maybe him, goes and between he, his legs. I, I don't know what I'm he's telling doing. You, at this point, it's like all of a sudden Kronos – you dollar store piece of trash runs at him. Ryan just puts his foot out and trips him, and he fucking yeah. gets a fat mouthful of dirt from tripping. I'm like, what? The, what no, happened to Kronos? He no had sense. blades come out of nowhere before and sliced the shit I, out of you. He, he was fighting the entire I'm Justice telling, League of America, and yes. that was not just the hourglass. Yes, Kronos is going at Ryan, and all Ryan does is get small to go what seems to be maybe between his legs. This should be something that Kronos even says like, huh, I'm used to killing all of Ray Palmer's assistants. All he does is go small and then trips him. That's it. Oh, Kronos, we hardly knew you. Because then he runs because then he's like, Looks, look what I have. And he's got the hourglass because uh, he shrunk. When did he get it? Because I didn't see the hourglass on him at the point. And how is he going to get it in his little, little wee bitty form, Eric? But he has it. And then Kronos wee comes. Wee bitty form. Yeah, and then he trips him. He trips him and he face plants. And then he's like, ah, you know what? Hold that thought and just holds up the hourglass and all the people disappear, which later Ryan says, oh, that was easy. There was a reset button. Yeah. <laughs> really? There was a reset button? And then but there, the, was a, there was a broad reset button. Yeah. Every yeah. individual person has their own so kind of ridiculous. reset time button. It's guy. so ridiculous. Or then, then you have Kronos on the ground. Huh. 
it doesn't matter anyway. You don't know how it works. And then Ryan just goes, uh, maybe. Must hit a button to make Kronos disappear. I'm a quick learner. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, you're a quick learner. I I wish that somebody else was a quick learner on how to write these things because then the, oh, man, we won. Oh, no. All, we have to go back to him. Basically, Ryan says, listen, him and Aztec, we'll figure this out, but it may take weeks. And Batman just has a line basically, well, we're going to have to start picking berries and hunting game. I want to know why Batman, when he says this, you've got that, you've got him. Time is all we have. Uh, We forage, we survive. He's already growing a beard from when they got here. I'm like, you did not have this beard when we started. How long has this fight been going on? And that beard looks so ridiculous. His chin is so big. And he's just like, huh, time's all we got. Guess I'm going to let this beard grow. We're going to pick some berries. All right. And then we just jump forward to, you know, weeks later. And there they are. Ray became the brawny man. Yeah, Ray became the sexy brawny man. Who knew that it, when he takes off that, that freaking helmet that he's a sexy ginger? He, he's there. He looks ridiculous. And it's almost as if they really, really want to push this look at his. Because every time he's just smiling away. Just you there. barely ever see Ray outside oh of his freaking light construct costume. Out of no, nowhere, he, you he's, not do, he's not oh using any of his power no. because he's grown this sick-ass ginger beard. He wants to show everybody. <laughs> he's, they, they have their playoff beards going here. Very impressive, and the, the best is – No, no, this is it's the best. the worst beard ever. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of hockey and you have a particular team that you're a fan of, you will know that guy who's on your team who cannot grow the beard when they get yep. into the playoffs. Like, you'll have guys <laughs> grizzly-ass beard, and then you'll have, like, a Sidney Crosby with a, a big fucking patch on his one chin or his one cheek, a little on his chin. It's, it's so bad. And, yeah, that's what you get to basically – Okay, I guess we're going to use the time where they froze the frost between the time of this and hit that. All right, resurrection, attempt 42, and all wakes up. And then basically says, oh, you you got me between the time of now and the brick. I I wish, please, can we go, do you think that we could go somewhere and get something that might resemble this brick? Is that possible in our world? You mean mean a brick? Oh, a brick. Uh, Please go buy it now. I will pause this. I got a brick in my goddamn hallway. Okay, get it. Come over here and bash bash the shit out of me because maybe then I'll like this. I'm telling you, I want to be there with a brick half out of my fucking skull going, I like comics. That's all I'll do the whole time. (laughs) Podcast over. It'll just get on. Just begin. No, I'm telling you, you'll have a. Hey, Jim, what did you think? It's a new era of weird science right here. I really like the art here. And then the Me next too, thing you know, it, numbers through the roof. Because after this, I'm calling you Jimmy. Uh, yeah, you from would now call on. me Jimmy. I like it. That's all I'll say. I'll have a catchphrase. Where's the toilet? That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just shit my pants. Be I like it too, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, what's your name? I like the Dukes of Hazard. And the, the, the whole deal. <laughs> Should we get rid of the brick? Oh, no. That no. reminds me that we all die. Please take Aztec and put it in the time stream because eventually that may become Danny the Street. Okay, go. At one point, they're like, oh, no, we can't get rid of superheroes. That would mean no Wonder Woman, no Doom Patrol. Really? Really? I, I know there's, Doom fans. Patrol. there's fans of Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol? Like, I know you have Batman here, so you're not going to – Superman? I-, I could go through a list 
of of heroes and teams before we ever get near Doom Patrol. But Steve Orlando just wrote Doom Patrol in his Milk Wars deal. I think that he just has bad short term. Oh, and he's, he's, he's writing Wonder Woman coming up, so we have yeah, those characters. Yeah, and it. plus, at the end, when we get back to our time and we open up the JLA Research Center and all that stuff, yeah. we only can use characters that Steve Orlando That's has Steve used Orlando in the used. past. That's all it is. And you have this, and people are like, oh, man, and I'll, I'll say it as I say it every time. People are, oh, it's so great. Steve Orlando, he really respects the Silver Age and the Golden Age of comics in the history. No, no. he doesn't. He adds characters he and ruins shit. them completely and grabs things willy-nilly. Grab Promethea without even talking to the creators and then had her do nothing because at this point you do find out because then they do go back to their time. They have a weird thing because Steve Orlando wants to shoot Kronos over to Lobo. So he had when you have to explain things in your comic to make Make it work in the way where you go, hey, I thought that we could only go through time, not space. How did you do that, Ryan? Well, I'm glad you asked. That I only, only said that. Yeah, I only said that about all's powers. That didn't have anything to do with the hourglass. I sent Kronos off to where he belongs, and he ends up going to the mammoth to fight hard, the guy. No, no, this is a hardcore hard, station. This is in space, I believe. Okay, well, there you go. He goes. So he's sending him all over. I actually thought it was that barren mammoth, but yeah, there's a lot of. He just goes there to who knows what get beat up by Lobo in the least. Who knows what else? And these guys seem to be waiting for him. Yeah. Why? Why would they be waiting and know about this? They, they're well, just the thing there. is, I, I'm telling you, the whole wraparound for that is that little panel going, Veep, Veep, JLA alert, Veep, where Ryan said before, before Lobo left, you still have your JLA communicator. Yeah. yeah. And, so it's, he, and this is here wrapping that around saying he still does. Where apparently Ryan has told Lobo that he's sending Kronos. Yeah, yeah to, to I don't know what. I don't want to get too uh, sexy. How about, uh, but, how, about, how about Firebrand and fucking, what's the other guy? Yeah. Firebrand I, yeah. and uh, Killrock? Yeah, Killrock. Is, is this still the hardcore station? I think it might be. Uh, and with that, I can only imagine they'll be showing up in the unexpected. What, what, what the hell's going on with them? Because hey, if I'm thinking of cutting you off, Firebrand. Like the city then because... They're talking. They're listening to the news. Yeah, yeah. So it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Then I you don't get, know what's going on. Then you get where they're they're back to they're back in their time. Uh, all ends up giving the imprint, which I still don't even understand what the hell right. that is. They go back, then start saying, "Oh, you know what? We have the imprint and Mount Chad. We had this all along. You just didn't yeah. know." But they're going out to do a press conference, and they're talking to Batman. Frost is talking to Batman, and basically, you know, this is like what Promethea told me, and you find. Finally find out what Promethea whispered to Frost, and it is a – I don't know if she read a fortune cookie that day or she's just fucking with Frost because basically it would be like it, – it's basically keep doing what you're doing. That's all it is. It's, it's my grandfather. Isn't the end of the world. Oh, and my God. She's right. I have to mind. build a sanctuary yeah, bi- where the Mount Justice once stood. You mean that when I think it's the end of the world, it really isn't? Oh, my goodness. You that, deep bitch you. That <laughs> – I just realized I don't need help. I know the secret. It's basically I can imagine Promethea as the portal open to go back. You, she is listen, laughing I, her ass off. She I goes can't back. Say we've been waiting for it, but this is what people have been waiting yeah. for. The whole thing what like the big secret. He's what been did pushing Prometheus this say to Killer Frost. Yeah, he's been pushing this. I guarantee you that Promethea goes back uh, to her land of fables. Goes back and somebody's In like, Macaria. oh, yeah, hey, hey, uh. 
Where were you? Oh, I was talking to this Frost girl. Check you this didn't, shit out. Dude, you didn't play that joke again about you You're talking all nonsense and see what happens. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. how Prometheus <laughs> do, baby. <laughs> Prometheus does what Prometheus does, baby. And, oh, what'd you do this time? I told her this. Get this. The end of the world isn't the end of the world. And they are laughing their asses <laughs> off through a portal. <laughs> laughing what a so hard. Like, what a goddamn dummy. Oh my goodness! But yeah, she takes that. It's it's almost like one of those things where we get that where we like where there's a character that's not supposed to be somewhere and like, hey, you don't look like Bruce Wayne, and they don't say anything. All right, that's the Bruce Wayne Isla. She just <laughs> said shit, chipperish, and it's thrown in here at the end to make it a big thing. Like, oh my god! Oh my uh, god! No. It does. And then they're like, around. okay, listen here. Remember a little bit ago we said this Justice League will be for the people. Well, we decided we're going to do that a little bit more because, that's, hey, that's are you out one. there? Are you out there, lady with the taser? Yeah, the, you know, the one that, that took down friggin' uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. That's you. Come on up. You just won. You're now a contestant on the Justice League is you. And, you are, and they you go have up. a seat on the board of directors. Yeah, yeah. then they go, you, you're coming up, and then you go off like, yep, this is the next step. And I like it to where Batman's just there. Not bad, Caitlin. <laughs> what is he doing? Is he looking at her ass? I don't know what's going on because he's just, he isn't even on that panel. He's off panel somewhere else. She just says, this is the next step. Not bad, Caitlin. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the Justice Foundation, and now we have every character that's ever shown up in any of the Steve Orlando books. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. We have a bunch of people who showed up in Midnight, or a bunch of people who showed up in his Supergirl run, and a bunch of people that showed up in JLA here. And I'm like... Why is it only these characters? Yeah, why is it these why characters? Why do we have strange visitors and, the, and the, insight? And here's the best too. They almost spell it out like, oh, you know what? You're, you're getting the idea that this is going to be that redemption team where these characters are all bad people who have redeemed themselves like Caitlin, but they're not. There, there's there's Canary right there in the front. You have Aztec. You got, it's, it's just crazy. You have Ray. You know what I mean? And it's just, hey, it's a victory lap, but not even the team in this book. And that wizard guy from Midnighter who I cannot yeah, remember yeah, his I name. Always, and I like me. him too. But yeah, you end up a victory lap of, of a team that was never a team yet. You and know, then, but what are, your freedom beast is here, yeah, everybody. And then you freedom end beast. With, and it's day one, people. What? What's going on? I imagine that you have these people because you look, there's all these people. They're all gathered and they're there and it's day one people and everybody's just like, you know. <laughs> one guy clapped. The rest are like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I, I, I can smell funnel cake. I can nonsense. smell funnel cake. I need to eat that funnel cake. This is nonsense. And Liam, Hey, uh, the people of Happy Harbor, we all got together and decided from all the shit that happened here, we don't want your kind here no yeah. more, superheroes. Bugger <laughs> off. I was going to say, I thought you were going the opposite way, but yeah, they're like, bring more. you, you know what? Here, get out. Th- this town was very nice. I, I like it where the, and this is day one, people. Yeah, this town was real nice at one point. They just go like, do. You I remember have all your shit packed to yeah, get out. I remember when I liked Happy Harbor. Oh goodness gracious, it's just it's so bad. I gave it a four point five. Now it's Harbor. I, I, I'm telling you, I did like the art. Uh, but it's okay. Some except like, Batman with the beard. Batman with the beard's on. Yeah, Batman with the beard. Said, but look at that killer frost at the press yeah. conference. It almost looks like the, like the stretched out faces we had in Flash. This yeah, week it kind of well. looks like she's Jokerized a little, yeah. actually, when she's like, this is the next step, what, Jokerized? <laughs> nice job. Not, well, not the, bad, the, Caitlin. The, the, the not bad in this, but like, I, I'm I like you, it. 
The, the story yeah, freedom is just beast. garbage. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I give it a 4.5, and it is garbage. I Again, there's all these things that – it's so funny, too. I read this one review, and, like, and then Lobo shows up, and that's awesome because we all love Lobo. I'm like, Lobo's just here for no reason. He ends up quitting, not going back in time like and fighting all series. this. There was no there, reason yeah, for Lobo to be and, here. And he ends up like he's a hero because he beat up a Kronos that really has no powers at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's going to do more than beat him up, but uh, uh, what would you give it? I give it a four out of ten, and that's mainly for art because, like we had just had in Trinity, the story is garbage and it just does whatever it wants. It doesn't make any sense within anything we get, and things constantly change in between issues. Yeah. I am so happy this is over. We don't ever have to talk it again. Well, what, what you're the saying fuck? then is we we can actually like go off into the sunset arc because somebody just showed up. We're going to go off with him, Eric. We're going off, right. Eric. Get that space hunk fired up. Let's go the hell out of here. Because yeah, Robo wised up and got the fuck out. We should have done the same. Nonsense. So much nonsense. And uh, people, oh, it was too short a run. No, no, no. It was no. way too long. I said, I said, I actually said it was 28 issues too long because I'll give it credit for one issue and those, those rebirth of the individual characters. Shot, yeah. We actually liked most of those. So, and, he, and then he went against all that continuity anyway. So there you go. But yeah, that is the end of the podcast. All right, and that's it. Podcast over. Eric, what is your book of the week? My book of the week, I believe, after this long, long podcast, was Titan's Annual Number 2. Okay, I can't remember what mine was. I, I think it was JLA and Trinity. <laughs> I don't think that's there, right. It wasn't? Oh, uh, I believe I'm going to give it as a tie for Titan's Annual We just Annual did those books. How Flash. can you say that? I know we did just a second ago. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Flash and Titan's Act because I can't remember what I gave Titans. It was so long ago. I think but you gave it an eight, but I I'm think I gave sure. both of those an eight, and then we'll go with it. In my mind right now, a gut feeling, I like those two books, and I suggest that everybody else like them oh. as well. That's how I play it, Eric. But this is what we're going to talk about next week. We don't have as many books as this week, so maybe Thank I'll remember God. what I gave each book. But we have Action Comics Special number one. Batman 46, continuing the Booster Gold deal. Uh, Cyborg number 22, thank goodness. DC Nation number zero, the 25-cent book, Eric, that's taking everybody by storm. And if you don't know what that is, there is a story of Joker finding out about Batman getting married. There is a prelude to Justice League, No Justice, and The Man of Steel, uh, Brian Michael Bendis Steel. So there's three stories in there that all lead into their books going forward. We have Deathstroke number 31, which continues the Deathstroke versus Batman story. It's funny, too, when I would talk about that before, I'd always end up just saying Batman versus Deathstroke. And I I see other people say it and even write it down. And you just have to remember it's Deathstroke's book, Eric. So he goes first. Green Arrow number 40. Uh, We have the end of that two-issue arc by Lansing and Kelly that you liked a lot more than I did. I did. The first one. Uh, We have Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns number 46. Hopefully that continues uh, being good. Oh, I was so uh, excited last time. Because we did like that last issue, which was very exciting. We have Harley Loves Joker number one, which is a one shot Reggie's only book. And he actually messaged me today about it and said that it's not what we thought it was supposed to be. Basically, what he told me is it's the ending or continuation of those Paul Dini backups in the regular Harley book that we had going on. Yeah. 
it was really to me it was pushed as the kind of a prelude to the wedding deal. So what you're it telling me is we don't have to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We might not talk that long. I'm more saying that if people were thinking you had to get that because of the wedding coming up, I don't think that's the case. We have what should be one of the bigger books, even though Brandon is upset about the hype. Uh, Nightwing number 44. It's Ben Percy's first issue of Nightwing. See how that is. Uh, Reggie and Chris will be talking about Shade and the Changing Woman number three. And Jeremy gets to review Snagglepuss Chronicles number five. But that's it. Poor that Jeremy. seems to be all of the books. I know. He already said to me, oh, great, Snagglepuss comes out. Though he, he's liked it more. As it's progressed, so at least he has that. But that is it. That's going to be next week's podcast. I'd like to thank everybody who was on our podcast tonight. A lot thank of people. You all. Thank everybody who mailed, uh, sent him rant and raves, all that stuff. Uh, and just a reminder, uh, two of those books will be on our Patreon account as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. And you can go over there to Weird Science uh, – or what am I saying? Patreon.com slash Weird Science. I should give myself a ding for that, Eric. And uh, go over – I'll say it one more time. Patreon.com slash Weird Science. Check out all of the shows that we have there. And that's it. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.